Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you! It's Monday, July 29th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for joining us on this merry-go-round of motocross news that we have each and every Monday, just about. Great show tonight. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Marvin Muscan is on. Yeah, Red Bull KTM Zone, Marvin Muscan. He will join the show and talk about his Washugal. Friend of the show, Adam Cincerillo, will be on, currently leading the 250 motocross points. Finished second at Washugal. Uh, him and Dylan Ferrandez had a terrific battle in the uh, second moto. It was really cool to watch. Another friend of the show, Cameron McAdoo, will, all, will be on. Ramit had uh, his best race of the season in Washugal. Ran up front, looked good, had good endurance, had good speed. Looking forward to talking to Cam. We got your emails. We got your voicemails. We have the BTOsports.com tweeted Travis segment. We have the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs. We have the Race Tech Rant all coming up here on the show. Don't forget, if you're going to buy something from Amazon, click on the Amazon widget on Publamex.com. Takes you right to Amazon. Make a purchase. We get a small slice of that. Publamex app. Check that out. It's got every podcast we've ever done, and you can search by name, and uh, you can listen live on it. Patreon as well. Patreon has early access to podcasts, free t-shirts and stuff, some exclusive Patreon podcasts on there. Lots to talk about when it comes to tonight, man. Really excited. Thank you, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, EVS Sports, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter. The folks at FMF are behind us as well. Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Labs, all on board with us, LA Honda World as well. Got lots to talk about when it comes to the Washougal. It was fantastic race, great weather. Track was good, and we're going to ask Marv and Adam... Uh, some questions about the dirt there because it looked to be a little different this year. So let's, let's get into that with those guys coming up. We'll probably call that jerk off Will Hahn at some point. Uh, Jason Thomas will be on, of course, as well. So there's plenty to get to. 702 586 Pulp. 702 586 7857. Give us a call, and uh, we're looking forward to talking to you. Great radio. My co host for the night from Kiefer Inc. Testing and Pulp MX. He was at the Fly Racing 2020 Summer Camp. He was at the Fly Racing Racer X Fly Racing Live Podcast Show. It's Chris Kiefer. Hi, Steve. What's up, buddy? How are you? So good to hang out with you. A really? lot. Yeah. Oh, We've only yeah. been apart one day, and I'm back. Summer camp. Summer camp was good. Bradshaw. Bradshaw's always good. Live show. Live show was fun. We, got we a, even roomed together. We roomed together, yeah. I it's, woke it, you up by tickling your feet. Yeah. It's Saturday morning, and we just started saying shug together. Shug. You were not having it, though, early in the morning. No. Rough for No, you. yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to get up at 6 a.m. I got up. But, I yeah. had a flight out, tickled your feet, and you got Starbucks, and you feel a lot better after I Starbucks. I do. I do feel a lot better. My mood does change. Yes. It really does. Uh, 
So you didn't go to the shoe, but you watched it uh, intently and closely and did your daytime program on pulpmix.com, of course. Yep. Um, the live show, though, Zach Osborne, Justin Bogle. Yep. Those are fun. It was fun. And I actually said, I thought we had the most people at this show, but you said maybe not. But it just seemed like it's, a lot of people. It was close. It was one of our better ones for sure. Yeah, like close to 300 people. Yeah. And uh, I thought Zach was good. It's cool to hear that even though it's not official, he will be going to MX of Nations for us. Yeah. And uh, seemed to be that was the hot topic of our live show was MX of Nations. A lot of questions about MX of Nations and Zach Osborne. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're fun. Thanks to everybody who come out. There's a lot of hot chicks that came out, too. Yeah, you, you thought? I, I didn't really. I missed the one in the front row. I guess there was one in the front row that I just disregarded. You, yeah. And you uh, spaced on? Now I'm pissed. Right. Damn it. Um, no, it's awesome. It's cool that people come out and they want to uh, pay money to hear us talk. Really, that's it, right? I mean, we talked about the Marvin Moosecan bike recreation, which yep. Marvin's going to come on here. Yeah, I can't wait to hear Can that. Can I ask him about that? <laughs> I can't wait. As well? Yep. Um, Adam Cincerillo's coming on. That'll be good. Cameron McAdoo. I like Mac. Jerk off Wilbur Hahn. I want to talk to Wilbur about some Yamahas. Those uh, things are fast as fuck. Well, dude, we, we say that every week on the show. Travis Besson was in here. But that just proved it on at the start. Look at the start. They're all like that. Four of them. Not all the time, dude. No, that, no. At both motos, they were all there. Why Why at Washougal and nowhere else? Look, they're fast anyways, but is there a reason? It was a short start straight. I don't know the reason because you think if they have the most power, even in the in the real tilled up sandy start dirt area, yeah, yeah. that wouldn't make a difference. But Shug's not as dissed up as deep no. on the start. No. So I think they can hook up yep. even better. You know who was hooked up? Eli Tomac. Jesus. Holy Jesus. Oh my It doesn't Jesus. make sense. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to He fell in the first moto and still won. Dude, his outside line game is unbelievable. <laughs> And it, you watch his practice track at home, that's what he has. He has these long railing outside berms, and he just rips. And when I watched Shugel and I was at Paula, I did these races, and, dude, he just holds it on wide open around the outsides better than anyone out there. It makes those dudes, and you know how good those dudes are, it makes them look like local pros. He was a machine. It's insane. He was so good. He <sighs> was so good. It's, it's gnarly to watch. Uh, yeah. It was. He attacks, jumps harder. He did flies you see, down the hill farther. Did you see as he as you as they went up the they call the freeway, yeah, you know, and you go rollers. back down, yep. and then there's that that inside roller, then you jump down. Yes, he almost doubled off of that roller down the hill. Yeah, like how fast yeah, he hit that yeah. thing. It's, I thought his his uh, speed at the bottom of the hill, um, the round, right, uh, dude, stop it! Like, what are you doing? You're not even slowing down. Yeah, it was impressive. And then he just and he rails it and then he does slow down and get into the pocket of a turn and right. pocket of a rut and just goes yup and then he's straight and he goes wide open there was a shallow rut before the finish line table and he there was just a barely a finish line ins- table i'm sorry not the fin- what is it the finish line oh no sorry where the mechanics oh, table yeah, is yeah, sorry yeah, yeah uh, there's yeah. an inside turn before yeah, that and he right. would rip that thing and it was so shallow yeah. and he just stuck it was impressive it it was amazing it was amazing it, it was amazing when i saw Ten minutes left, and he was eight seconds back. Yeah. Still, I'm like, yeah. mm, I don't know. Yeah, and all of a sudden, well, clack, 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 clack. He he did that, and he made Roxon look silly. He made all those guys look silly. And then I watched the second moto. He comes around in like fifteenth. Yeah, I was still. He's got this. Oh he, really? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I was just like, he's he's so good today. He can do this, no yeah. problem. And sure enough, it was. And Marv yeah. Marv's gonna be on. Marv's riding great. Right. But yeah. 
What are you going to do? That's not, when you're writing like that, nothing. <laughs> Dude. Ripping. It's unreal. It was amazing. And even even in the live show, JT's, oh, Marvin's going to win because obviously Shug is dry and, I'm going to say dry, slick. Yeah. And Marv likes that kind of stuff. And I was like, ah, Tomac's really good there. Yeah. He's like, nope, not a chance. And yeah. look at it. Oh, it was... Tomac is really good there. He, we do think Marv is good, and Marv has had a lot of wins there, and he has been really good and fast in qualifying and everything else. But, but looking at Eli's record today at Washougal is really good. Yes. So, yeah, he, he's on fire. Just the um, pure aggressiveness. No one can match it. If you were Dylan Ferrandez, or, well, no, which, what's easier for? I, I have a theory, but I want to ask you. Okay. The 250 class, second moto. Okay. Would you rather have been Adam or would you rather have been Dylan? <sighs> Obviously I would Dylan, have. But, I would have rather have have been. I want to ask Adam. This is one of my questions. But, I would rather be Adam because I could yes. look and see where Dylan's going. Yes, and kind of see where I'm better, and then make the move. And you're not the first one coming up on lappers, right? And you're able to break later, gas early later on. Like you can judge off, like you said, you can follow the lines. So that's the point where it's so impressive for Ferrandis to have this guy on him. But and he never broke. What I will say, besides Tomac. Because Tomac made it, it, from the TV, it made it look like there was so much passing room. But when you watch the other guys, <laughs> yeah. there wasn't a lot of passing lanes to do no, anything. I, I, got a fla- I, I tweeted about this, and I got flack on it from a few people. Because Bogle did come up from back, and Kyle Peters came up, and Tomac was Tomac. But, dude, there wasn't much going on out there. There was close racing. It was close racing. But as far as guys going back and forth, it wasn't happening. If they were very similar in speed, it was tough to separate riders. Tomac was just on another level, so it was different. Yeah. Um, Ferrandis, AC, and even Cooper at times were on different levels, so it was different. Yeah. But, man, it just looked like there wasn't a lot of opportunity in a lot of places. There was a couple, but not a lot. Yeah. You had to set them up for a lap and a half, and then if you made any mistakes, you were back to zero. You had to be patient, and then when it was time, you had to attack that place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of the places was uh, kind of after that little, the little, after where the catcher's mat used to be, the left, right. Where Benny crashed. No, that was after the finish. Oh, okay. Uh, but there you can do a little bit. Yeah. Anderson was making some creative line choices. Did you, did you see what I wrote about that? Yeah. The first moto. I'm like, this, this <laughs> motherfucker's going to get docked. <laughs> he was slapping yellow markers. He was inside the yellow, Everywhere. And I'm like, hell yeah. This is the lines that I would take. I'm yeah. like, I like this. Well, second moto, we did get docked. And then the second moto, I'm like, oh, that's for sure going <laughs> to that's for sure gonna get it. That's a little too far. Dude. Yeah. Uh, producing the show, holding things down in the corner over there. The, the loser of the JT oh. Travis Marks riding battle. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks dog? Pretty sure it was a tie. No, we went to four, and he went, and he actually did five. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really care. Three okay. was the three was the. Are uh, you counting the fly thing too? Yeah, I'm counting. The oh, fly yeah, that's yeah. not fair. Oh well, whatever. How's it going, Marks? Uh, yeah, it's it's okay. How is Pulp Max Fantasy nope. for you? No, nope. don't want to talk about it. Nope. Okay. Never heard of it. And it's 127 fucking degrees here. It's so hot right Dude, now. It is so hot. Who wants to ride right on this shit? Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, yeah. So things are going great. Yeah. <laughs> things are going great. He seems he seems angry. <laughs> uh, we are going to have Marvin Muscan coming right up here. Let's uh, let's get to Dylan on the phones. Dylan, you want to talk about ET? Yes, sir. What so, up? Uh, so let's let's get to it. So on your guys' review show, I listened to it today. The first thing out of the gate, you guys say this is why. This is why we criticize Eli. You know, he can do this on these days, and then you know he'll have his seventh or his fourth or whatever on a, on a down day. But you guys say, so there's the double standard. Your guys' double standard is really an impossible standard. 
Because if, if you look at it, all you want Eli to be is, is Jeffrey Hurlings. And go you, go look at Ryan, the Ryan Dungy Ryan Villapoto results. Go huh? go check go check those out. Hey, I have I have RV's whole career in front of me, Steve. Okay. You look look if you okay. So let's let's go to 2010, the MX uh, Motocross Series or Supercross Series. So we have A1 first, Phoenix second, Los Angeles first. This is for RV. Oakland fourth. You know, I mean fourth. I don't know how he got that. A2 second, Houston third. San Diego a seventh, holy shit a seventh. Atlanta first, Daytona first, Indy first, Jacksonville out, Toronto ninth, Ar- Arlington second, St. Louis third, Seattle fourth, Salt Lake first. Okay, and Vegas so you're third. you're you're gonna take RV's second year of 450 Supercross. Okay, and compare so, it to Eli's fourth no, year in, in, hey, no, in I'm just, I'm just taking, I'm taking, I'm taking championship years. I mean, I could have picked his worst years where he, he, you know, he didn't get a championship, but I have all his championships years in front of me. So let's, let's, you know, you want to go to outdoors 2011, Hangtown three three for a third. That's that's insane. Freestone three five for a third. Hangtown, I mean High Point one two for first. Buds one three for second. Thunder Valley one two for second, Red Bud a nine one for third. I mean, honestly, I don't really care all that much. Here's the thing: uh, that kid was on there last time, and he was very so, passionate about Eli. So, so let's go. Hold on, hold on, not done. Let's go. Spring oh. Creek. He's still there. You trying to hang up on him? He's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you guys. So that's your big argument. You always throw out RV, Dungy, Bubba. They would never ever get lower than a third. And I just showed you well, we, just the We never years. said never, Super ever. Aggressive. Hey, we never hey, said come never. on, Steve. I listen to Can someone make a dino chart on this kid? Because it's fucking gnarly. Look, hey, you know, you would never see Ricky. You would ne- Honestly, we got to get Marvin on, right? Soon? Yeah, yeah. I got to call him right now. All right. This JT. Okay. I know, we- you, I, know you, I know you want ET3 to be 1-1 one, one all the time, but if you look at Jeffrey Hurlings, what happens when you try to be gnarly every single moto? It bites you, and you're out. That's what happens. The way ET3 is doing it, he's going to be a three-time back-to-back-to-back champion. Are you going to freaking argue with me, Meathead? Huh? Huh? Hey, what, what's your name? Dylan. Dylan. Yes, you sir. Gotta, you got to kick it down two gears, yep, dude. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. So, go ahead. Just, sorry. I, yep. I agree with Dylan a little bit. I think you are a little hard. I said this in the live show. I think you guys are a little harsh on Eli. I feel Absolutely. like he he's made his mistakes. I feel like he's learned a little. I'm not saying he's all better, but... Yep. We can't expect Eli to be an RC and a JS. Yeah. But if it, you look at his records, no, no. he's getting up there. But he is not like... Dude, those guys are rare air. Look. And no matter how good Eli is, Eli is yep. not a JS or an RC, period. Hey, well, hey, wait man, till you, you see his records at the end of when J- he's done. I, I give you the RC, and when you look at RC statistics, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just sick. You, you uh, can't argue that. All right. But look, you, Dylan, you we got to run. We got Marvin Muskan on the line. We got to yes, run. Yes, sir. Th- thank right. you for the time. Have thank a great you. evening, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. That guy really likes Eli Tomac. I like the passion. Over rev. Hey, everybody. Coming up on next on the show, brought to you by RoostMX.net. Brandon Hartraff, Jacob Hayes, just a couple riders using RoostMX graphics on the Cycle Trader team. They got a whole Pulp Nation section on the website. You can go use the code Pulp Nation. It saves you 20 Saves you 20% on the website, 48-hour turnaround, official graphics, and uh, merch uh, of, of the Cobra. 
Uh, Co- Cobra Lions. So please, uh, they're all at Loretta Lynn's this week. And uh, please check them out. Use the code. And thanks to RoostMX.net for bringing you our first guest of the night. This man had a uh, had a very good Washugo. Uh, third overall, uh, almost won the second moto. He's second in the points right now in 450 Motocross. Red Bull KTM's Marvin Muskan. Marvin, bonjour. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm good, man. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate the time. Um, look, you, you had a great uh, second moto at Washugo. You were, you were railing, and with, with Eli's bad start, you know, it took him a while to get to the point. I guess, to the front, I guess when it's... For you, Marv, as hard as it is to say, sometimes you just got to tip your visor and say, that guy's riding better than I am right now because you rode great. No, I mean, for sure. It was uh, definitely a good second model for me uh, considering that, that first one where uh, I didn't ride good. So um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely glad I turned it around for that second model with a good start and, uh, yeah, leading some laps. And, uh, no, Eli, Eli was really um, really fast this weekend and last year, too, here yep. in Rosulo. So um, definitely a tough track, but... Yeah, I no, I have no excuses for sure. So uh, it was good enough for the second place. Yeah, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You have a question from Marvin Muskan? Give us a call. Hey, Marv, I talked to uh, uh, one of the track guys, and he told me that they throw a bunch of topsoil out there. And and I do think, and maybe it was the weather in the morning, you know, the, the mist with the overcast. So maybe it didn't get baked as hard as normal. But was it me, or did it? Did the track seem to have less shiny spots than usual? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, especially on the, on the bottom, like the, like next to the track. Uh, to, sorry, to the start by the mechanics area. Mm-hmm. Actually, right there, right there, the soil was pretty good. We had some good ruts, uh, good traction, for sure. In some spots, especially like exiting the corners, we had some very choppy bumps, like as usual. You know, it's yeah. it was sugar. Uh, we rode on Friday at press, and obviously it, it was sunny all day, so it was really Dude, really hard. It looked bad. Uh, it looked terrible. It looked terrible yeah. on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know they 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 make you know the the amateur uh, ride all all day, and I don't think they they do anything on the track the whole day. So that for sure you're gonna get you know dry uh, conditions uh, around the afternoon. So anyway, it was I'm glad I'm glad we had that that overcast and mm-hmm. a little bit of rain in the morning that really helped because uh, yeah last year was actually um, really really hard and and dry. Yeah. So this year was better. Yeah, I just they said they found some topsoil somewhere on the property and threw it all in, and it sounded like a bunch yeah. of it. So I I, I don't did, know. Yeah, was the roost any uh, better this year? Was it less? Did it hurt less this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's that's what I, I've been asking, you know, after the race, and mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, yeah, I didn't I didn't really feel like the the roost was that bad. Um, usually, you know, it right away when it's bad, and yeah. this weekend, I mean, in first moto, I was bottling. A lot with other guys, and no, I didn't. I didn't feel it or see anything, so it was definitely better. Marv, uh, you're second in the points. Nine point two average first lap position for you. Uh, Eli's six, Ken's three, Cooper's three. Nine point two for you, and you're usually a great starter. Very good opening laps. Uh, it's definitely something we've seen and then sometimes you've been caught in crashes because you're not off fr- up front of the start so it's not all totally you know it doesn't take an effect crashes but you've been more inconsistent in the in the start this year for the nationals even though you're still second in the points do you agree no that's true um yeah. and especially uh getting down uh, either my fault or other people uh, yep. uh taking me down but 
anyway, that's racing, and and I gotta be uh, more more maybe more patient, more more careful when I don't get a good start, especially when you're around the top ten. That's that's where you, mm-hmm. it gets tricky. But uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit inconsistent starts, obviously. When you start out front, it really helps. I yeah. mean, uh, I've had some 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 great motos and wins where, where when I, I get better starts and like at least if you're in the top five, it, it, it's good. You know, you can yeah. battle with the other the leaders right away. But uh, no, I mean, I'm just this year with inconsistency. But um, yeah, I try to work on that. You know, we have an off weekend and uh, yeah. three rounds to go and try to be uh, consistent for the last three. Yeah, definitely. I've seen you on the ground more than I've seen you on the ground for the last few <laughs> years. You know what I mean? Like, it, And like you said, sometimes your yeah. fault, sometimes not your fault. But I just don't see this amount of crashing by you uh, uh, that I've normally seen. But yeah, like you said, you can't, don't put yourself in a good enough position always, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's disappointing for sure. And then losing uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of points like that, you know, even though, um, get my best every time and mm-hmm. like, strong comeback but every time like the top five six or seven is you know yeah. out far away and then it's too late to to, to do any better than that so yep. um yeah it's it's something that i have to to work on and try to make not make those mistakes again yeah it's uh dude sometimes like you said you don't get the start you come around you don't just have like eli and ken to deal with you got osborne you got jason's yeah. back cooper's there like Dude, it's deep. Yeah, like it's Some a deep field. field. Sure. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't I know. Mean, and then, yeah. yeah, I mean, you see, you, you see other guys. I mean, other guys trying to come back from injuries or anything like that. It's it's hard. I mean, to, to get like the top five or stuff like that because there is like yeah, new guys coming up and two fifty guys come moving up and yeah, yeah it, it's it's a, you know a field yeah. and really competitive and. Uh, Especially when you get stuck on your bike, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So we, 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 you hit me up with a text. We did a little reenactment. I honestly, when you crash at Redbud, uh, I was like, oh, shit, like he's knocked out. Like I'm like, there's something seriously <laughs> wrong here because you weren't moving. And then you pounced up and you rode great to get up to sixth. Um, and then so I was just like, oh, man, I can't believe you couldn't get on the bike. We reenacted it, Marv. And you sent me a text. It's all in good fun. Uh, but, yeah, it was – I mean, you know, people are like, hey, you're much bigger than Marv. The bike wasn't right. Your arms weren't trapped. I was getting a lot of flack, Marv, from people on Instagram that I wasn't, that I wasn't doing it right. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> I mean, it's cool you did that. But, uh, yeah, definitely, um, no, I, I, I took it, you know, the, the right way. I mean, right. I'm, 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 cool, I'm cool with that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I needed, I needed to text you and to make sure I, I told you that, <laughs> yes, my body, my body position was different, and I did send you a picture of me when I get stuck, but no, anyway, yeah. uh, it was definitely well, a tough situation for me, and mm-hmm. and yes, yes, the the bike was still running, um, so I was definitely yeah scared to to get to get injured. I was not getting burned, so I was kind of like scared to to move to move yeah. it and then to get burned. But I I definitely I did try to to push the bike, but I was definitely stuck, and mm-hmm. and yeah, the safest you know way to get out is. is who wait, waiting for help and uh, I mean the, the Alpine Stars uh, guys they did a great job and I want to thank them again especially when he jumped on, on my bike and the first thing he did is to, to, to kill the bike and to turn it off so that, yeah. that was uh, 
that was a, a, a good uh, a good thing to do. Well, we had a photo of you, and Kiefer here was one of the guys. Yeah. They were picking the bike up and dropping it on me and moving it and scraping me and burning me a little bit. I was like, guys, what? you have a photo. Can you not? You guys, it, it was a little different, Marv. Like, he was saying every time we dropped something, ow, 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 he's like, move it, move it here. I'm like, no, we got to have it where Marv had it. And he's telling us, I'm like, listen. So when we had the bike on his back, both wheels are up in the air, and when I look at your photo, both wheels are pretty close to the ground, so it was like a little teeter-totter on I'm Steve. Fa- I'm fatter than Marv. I'm much fatter than Marv. <laughs> but, no, it was, no, it's it was hard. fun. It's yeah. hard to do the same, yeah. Yeah, I, honestly, I, you know, I saw the crash kind of in person. I was watching from the announcer's tower, and I, I still don't even, even know, really know how you ended up like that, right? Like, it still was a little bit weird where... Where that happened? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, t- I tugged the front because I, I I went around the outside and and compared to the, to to practice in the morning, the first moto was it was a lot rougher. So um, yeah, I didn't expect that, and I tugged the front. I went over the bars, and I guess yeah, the the bike kind of flipped, and then and then bum landed on me. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a tough situation. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you saw the humor in it because that's all it was meant to be was yeah. something funny, and we were laughing about it on the show. And because somebody said yeah. you've never been trapped like that, like what do you know? And I'm like, oh yeah, well watch this, I'll do it. I'm, I'm going to reenact it, and then then it went sideways yeah. from there. So, <laughs> uh, no problem. Hey, watching you ride, and you're one of the most I guess I should say it's going to sound a little lame. One of the most beautiful riders to watch ride, like. Mm-hmm. Out of all the guys in the paddock, I would say I watch you more than anyone else, especially in practice because of the creativity and how you use your bike. And it's like you work smarter, not harder. So where did you learn to ride like that? Is that something you always had, or did you learn it off of somebody growing up? Well, to be honest, I'm, I wish I wish I do that all the time. You know, it, it's it's not easy now with, with the competition. I obviously you went out in practice. It's really short practices that. And you want to go out there and then go fast, 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 and get a fast time. And and I tend to 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 not use my my technique as as much as I would like to, or or I could, I could. So you know, because because uh, I want to do so good, I'm I'm maybe trying too hard sometimes. But yeah, when I get into a flow, like for example, that second model at Redbud, you know, I got into the lead and I was. I'm the best, I think. It's when when I ride, when I feel like I'm riding at ninety percent and not hundred percent. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That, that's and that's where I'm, I'm more comfortable and I'm using my uh, the best technique and and the bike works better. So, but uh, I mean, to be I mean from the beginning when I started riding, me and my brother, it was all about doing different things and trying to obviously have fun. Um, I was lucky enough to have my, my, my own Supercross track when I turned uh, 10 years old. I was riding 65, and all we were doing is after school going out there and, and just, just ride and ride with my brother, going backwards on the track and finding you know, new jumps, uh, transfer and stuff. And I think that really helped, uh, obviously, learning the technique and, um, and, and having you know, my, my body and you know, my physically... I'm not, you know, very, very strong. You know, I'm, I'm definitely better. But I was when I was a kid, I was very skinny and and really light, and the bikes were like bigger than me. You know, what I'm saying when, I, especially when I moved up to like 125 or, or 250, and and I and I really needed to to be smooth and use a good technique, and because muscle wise, it was mm-hmm. working you know, using too much energy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you yeah. just yeah, you kind of you you you're riding to to. You know, if you rode like Weston Pike, it wouldn't work. Like you, you have to ride a certain <laughs> way. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 also to to last, you know, the whole model. That's yep. that was the that was the thing, and also to just hang on to the bike, you know, especially when I would, you know, I first started riding on uh, on one twenty five, and then then two fifty. I started really early, and and I was, you know, pretty light, skinny, and and not really tall. So, uh, so yeah, all I needed to do is to be, you know, gentle, precise, and. And I started riding Supercross when I was, you know, pretty young, and so mm-hmm. that, that helped me. Uh, MX of Nations is a hot topic for us Americans. How are we looking for the French Federation on getting you uh, MX of Nations this year? Well, I mean, I guess they don't really need me. And I mean, <laughs> they, they um, you know, it was a very tough, uh, tough, you know, decision from them. Uh, uh, I mean, on my side, it was really mm-hmm. tough to accept when... When they didn't pick me for Redbud, uh, I was, you know, very motivated and very looking forward to race at Redbud, a track that I, that I race every year. Uh, I won there last year, and and they didn't pick me, so it was it was really tough. And uh, obviously, uh, leading to to this year, going to a a, a track, a very sandy track uh, over in Holland, a track that I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I know. Uh, they they did uh, contact me and ask me, and I simply tell them, uh, I don't know why you guys are interesting in me. You know, considering you you never <laughs> you know picked me last year yeah. on the track that I know. So right. so definitely this year is uh, not a question. You know. Right. Um, Marv, going back in your career a little bit, you raced Anaheim in like oh six or something, oh seven, oh eight. Yeah. Uh, um. Wait. Wait a second. Uh, is it oh six or seven? Oh seven, oh seven. Okay, um, seven. Yeah, oh seven. Did who who'd you come over with? Who did who helped you? Did the Bud were you on? Were the Bud Racing guys yeah. help you? Or, or yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Bud Racing with uh, yeah, Steph- Stefan and Sebastian. Yep. And okay. So, what do you remember about that? Were you in awe? Were you were you nervous? Were you thinking like yeah, I got to get here? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, one thing that I remember was just like living a dream, just to be able to get a be in California. Get a bike. We had a van, and we're just going and then practice. Mm-hmm. That was that was awesome. I mean, going to Anaheim, it was just you know fantastic. It was just like a dream come true. But yeah, I was I was, I was definitely scared. I mean, <laughs> it was it was pretty tough. I had basically a, a stock bike, uh, just basically suspensions and and yeah, that's about it. Um, but I did I did. Qualify out of the LCQ, I always showed it, and then I got maybe second. So that was that was awesome. But you know the story, right? Yeah. So yeah, you you missed. Yeah, the... I never. Yeah, I never made it to the main. Oh what? <laughs> he missed the gate. Uh, he missed the. He was back yeah, at the pits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went back to the pits, and I remember we had the RV. We had an RV, and we just we we're just chilling in an RV. You know, in France, I mean, you've been to Europe, right, Steve? I mean, yeah. Took forever, right? The heat races, yeah. the big break, there's the freestyle and all that. <laughs> and we're just like chilling, and I'm like, maybe I should get ready, right? And then, and then we we asked, you know, other guys, and oh, let me check. And then, and I went out there, and they were already like riding, like, like <laughs> doing their first lap of the oh, thing. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was that's a crazy story. So that was my very and then I went to Phoenix and then to Anaheim too, but I never qualified again. You didn't qualify. Were you no. were you just riding at like Elsinore or where would you practice at? Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. Elsinore. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I did, yeah. No, actually, actually, I got a help from from GV. He he was a MGK Honda team. Oh yeah. And yep. He had he had a track, you know, by by the freeway or. Um, I don't know. Oh name. yeah, uh, the 215 and the 15 right there. Didn't, isn't that where their track was? Yeah, I don't remember, but I was able yeah to train with him. Okay. He had a yeah. He also had a like a like a, a track that he rented to. Uh, right. Um, Paglia. That was uh, that was good to be able with to, to ride with him. Yeah, it was right. uh, it was actually really cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I thought I remember the story. I heard it from DV that you missed the start of the main. I wanted to confirm with yeah. you. Yeah, you're just like, oh shit! All the people are going to say, "Hey, Marv, how was it?" You're like, "Well, I missed the start of the race." <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was it was, it was tough. I mean, it was yep. pretty extreme, but it was tough. But I, I definitely I remember I was battling with with Lemoyne or Cunningham. You know, they were like yep. Yamaha Star Racing, so it's pretty cool to to see them still around. You know, it's uh, yeah, I like that. Hey, I was hearing that you were playing with some handlebar um, different setups during the year. Is that true? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, back in Europe, I used to have taller handlebars, but I, I, I tried a little bit and actually started the, the outdoor season with different bars, but ended up, you know, going back. I had some good feelings in some areas of the track, and others maybe not so good. So I just went back to my my base. Uh, bars that I've been running, you know, here in the U.S. since I started here, so um, You're it's, more... kind of, it, it's hard, it's hard, you know, to, to really know exactly what you what you want or what you need. You're more of a of a low and flat kind of guy, or you like a little bit of rise? Actually, no, not really, not really. Uh, kind of a little higher, so uh, we definitely played with uh, the ball mounts and and kept my my bars, you know. Hmm. Uh, how much do you look? You and Cooper are different physiques. You're different riding styles, and all of that. How much bike setup stuff do you guys actually talk and borrow from each other, or anything? Is there much of that going on, or, or, or do you guys ride so differently that it doesn't necessarily no, apply? Mean, we we kind of did. Uh, obviously, Cooper is at his first year on, on KTM, so obviously he's, he he wants to to try and then keep learning. I think. But uh-huh. uh, um, no, I mean. I have my my base set up for for outdoors and but we we each other we, we know exactly what what we have and I mean with the team they communicate and if I want to try a setup I can and mm-hmm. uh, or or whatever so I think right now he ended up having the same quite the same as me so we're pretty pretty similar you know and then okay. you, obviously you play with the balance of the bike yeah and that what makes the the difference you know or. Or like springs, you know, softer sure. or different. Sure. Uh, off season, do you know what you're doing yet? Do you know which races you're committed to? Uh, straight rhythm. Uh, what are you going to? Are you going to Europe at all? Yeah, yeah, straight rhythm and and monster cup for sure. And after that, I'm. Ah, uh, two stroke, huh? You'll be two stroking it again. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it's going to be only two strokes. Yeah, oh, that'll be fun, man. That's cool. That's it's a good race. It's fun to do. You know, you'll have a lot of. I think. No, it is. Yeah, especially because I never never lost. With Sigurd Run, so it's, uh, yeah. But I, I didn't, I didn't race uh, last year. Uh, but yeah, that'll be a lot different on 250. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It should be a good time, and hopefully, I'm, I'm sure the Geneva guys and the Bercy guys are trying to trying to get you locked in, right? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They, they, they. We'll see. But uh, it's like they, they, they have already a lot of riders at Bercy, so yeah. I'm not sure what they want. <laughs> I know. Uh, Barsha told me this weekend he was going. Chad's going. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they better get him I over heard, there then. I know Marv's. I was gonna say Marv's the hometown. Osborne, Osborne's yeah. going back. Yeah. So ah, 
You know, they, well, you got to have some. <laughs> they got to have a French guy there to to beat the guys and for the whole arena to lose their mind. Like that has to happen. Uh-huh. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. So yeah, it looks like Dylan's going though. Oh, is oh is he? Yeah. Um, what uh, what's your plan for the week off? Do you do you physically rest a little bit? Like we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, and you know the WW Ranch, the Southwick, Red Bud. Like this has been a tough series for you guys is is there a chance do you stay off the bike four or five days at all or, or i don't know what alden has for you guys but it, do you get to rest uh yes i mean saturday sunday yeah it'll be, it'll be, uh, <laughs> yippee <laughs> yeah. but we keep um we'll keep our you know our routine during the week and uh i mean I, it is it is tough, but i think it's important to to keep on going uh but you have to moderate you know your training and yeah that's why that's why i have alden and i trust him i trust his the process and uh and the program mm-hmm. and it's been uh it's been wow. working pretty good you know yeah you can't argue with it yeah <laughs> it's, really it's been pretty good for yeah. for everybody over the years you know so uh all right marv hey thanks for coming on really appreciate it a uh, good ride at washugal man uh enjoy the week off for sure and uh yeah Thank thanks you. a lot for coming on no problem thanks guys right. have a good thanks Thank marv you. That's uh, that's Marvin Muscan, Red Bull KTM. Uh, yeah, uh, good interview, good guy. Uh, he took he texted me after that video. We did the the video. It was yeah, cool. cool. He he said, "Hey, you didn't quite do it." His text was, "You didn't quite do it right." Like, I'm glad he uh, didn't take it too serious. I know, cool. right? Because you you always wonder what these guys. Yeah. You know, it, 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 I said in the video, "Look, Marv's a badass." Like, right. I'm not trying to like you know. This yeah. is just something funny. Exactly. So uh, I'm glad he took it that way. But you guys were dropping a bike on me a bunch. of different way like i'm like what are you guys doing you got a photo <laughs> stop dropping the bike on me over and over well, the peg was stabbing you in the back it was yeah wah, wah, wah. whatever marks you saw how quick i got out of there i was fucking like doug henny like a cat yeah you got out of there quick because you cheated oh whatever yep yeah okay yeah. fake science no real science i'm the only i'm the only mx media guy that would get underneath the bike and get that shit done documentation <laughs> <laughs> would have been better if it were real documentation where's he at now i don't know i was just thinking about him the other day i don't know man really yeah we should try to get him on again just see I, I wasn't doing? even around when that right, happened and right. i just remember that yeah it was big yeah. it was big for our show yeah yeah he 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 had a lot of people talking pellegrino right pellegrino yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. kyle regal's stepdad yeah um yes. roxon's ride washugal should he be okay with that no no. He's tired, dude. Yeah. Something's up. You can just tell on his he writing. He says he's got it figured out. He said in a press conference that... That he's and, working and, towards it? And Eric Kehoe told me, too, that they have a, an idea of what is going on with him, and now the, but now, now they're instituting the plan. But they are saying he is tired. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's getting tired. Because yeah. you can see yeah. that in his writing. He's pretty straight up and down. He's, I would say he's probably as fast as Tomac in the first 20 minutes, and then the last 14 minutes is just... You know what he does? He starts seat bouncing stuff. He's just cruising, dude. Yeah. He's standing up. Like, yeah. you can just tell he's flat. Yeah. And trust me, everyone listening, you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you can see yeah, what that's he's, like. He's not riding through the jumps. You no. know, I mean? he's going up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's so. got to be tough on him. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I Here's what I would take away from, from Roxon. He is arguably the fastest guy on the track at any given day. He just needs to figure the fitness out, his, yep. what's going on. Yep. He's in. He's back in. He, because he, dude, look, he's won motos this year. He he won what, overalls. Yeah, overalls. He led thirteen laps. He in the first moto, thirteen laps. He uh, he just can't finish it right now. He has a hundred laps led. The next closest guy is Eli with sixty four. There you go. So 
he is the fastest guy on the track at any given time. Mm-hmm. He just needs to figure out all his shit. Uh, Luke has a question for you. Luke, you have a KTM question for uh, Chris Kiefer? Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if you've heard, um, because it's a big talk here in Australia about KTM joining forces with uh, the Chinese company CF Moto. And they're going to be building all their adventure bikes and then looks like a fair bit more models in the future. Uh, is there any talk in America about that? Because I know everyone's freaking out a bit over here. Uh, I heard a little bit about that, but it wasn't confirmed to me. So I can't, I can't really say yes or no. Um, but I also heard the same thing that you, you're, you're hearing. But I do not know for sure how that's going to go about. So, yeah, I can't really say. Oh, okay. Interesting, though. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know how it would take that if that all went down, right? It would be kind of sketchy yeah. to me. The quality control is apparently there, but that's, yeah, it's high risk. Well, you see anything that says made in China, it is, uh, you know, especially hard part-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sketchy to me. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Luke. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't heard anything about that, so I don't, yeah. can't, I can't really say. Um, Chris Kiefer brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Every two-stroke KTM and Escovarna comes with a Vertex Piston in the engine from the factory. 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was founded in a factory in northern Italy. And uh, since then, they've been co- producing quality OEM uh, supplier to KTM, Husca, Husqvarna, and Beta Gas Gas. No. Oh. I've never I've seen never, a gas gas I've go never so seen fast. A ga- that, I didn't know gas gases had that ability. Listen to me. What? That bike sounded real good. It did. Like, not even because Damon was riding. It just sounded crisp. Dude, dude, it was good. Sales at PivotWorks.com to get a discount from the folks at Vertex Pistons. Got the whole top end kit. Uh, get the Wrench Rabbit kits as well. The same kit that Mark's used to rebuild his 06. Full range of two and four-stroke piston, pistons and replica high compression or GP-style configurations. VertexPistons.com, uh, sales at PivotWorks.com, email to, to save with those guys at Vertex. So thanks to them for uh, bringing Chris Kiefer on the show tonight. It's so good, you got to say it twice. Gas, gas. Let's get to our next guest. Uh, speaking of that, our, our next guest is brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com. V3 bar, 29% stronger than competition. They got oversized bars. They got 7 eighths bar. It's official sprocket of Monster Energy Yamaha. So Barsha was using this sprocket when him and Devin Raper were pushing each other on the ground. Are you going to talk Shuba. about that? Because I know nothing about that. I don't know much about it other than I talked to Raper okay. about it. So maybe we'll call Raper. Okay, let's do that. Um, and uh, Aaron Pleasinger as well, whose bike wouldn't go off the line to start Moto 1. That's not good either. Gosh, Travis got some work to do. Did you, talk, did you, talk, to, <laughs> did you talk to Travis Preston about this whole weekend? I talked a little bit. We're going to okay. discuss this later, I think. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. So Vertex Pistons and uh, bringing you Chris Kiefer and Vortex Racing, bringing you our next guest of the night. This man's leading the 250 Motocross Point Series. If you have a question for Adam Cincirillo, it's 702-586-7857. He's a friend of the show. AC, what's up? Yo, what's going on, guys? Dude, so we went to this fly summer camp thing this week before Washougal. Yeah. And Bradshaw was there. Mm. And he was fucking flying, dude. Ripping. Ripping. How old is that guy now? 48, I think. Listen. Does he have Mike Brown or not? Oh, dude. Okay, Adam. Okay, this first is, of all, in, tell riding, what we talked about. in riding style, he's got Mike Brown. Yes. He looks really. That's awesome. He looks like it's 1989 all over again. Oh, I forgot about Brandy our 90s talk. Yeah, yeah. That guy was a bad dude. Is he still driving monster trucks? No, no. He's done with that. He's back in moto now. He's done. Yeah, but dude, he's on a gas gas. Did you know that? For real? Yeah. Do you even know what a gas gas is? Yeah, I've seen a couple gas. It's a trials okay. bike. <laughs> he he rides for gas gas, and he rides a two stroke, and dude. 
He's unbelievable. Him and don't Pike. They a, him don't and, they have a they have a three hundred or something, right? Yeah, he said he likes yeah. two fifty better though. Yeah. Him and Pike, it was World War Three out there between them. You're kidding me. Pike with one eye and forty eight year old Bradshaw, <laughs> and it was fucking on, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. I uh, I actually sat next to West on my on my plane ride to uh, Seattle. From great guy, I haven't really got a chance to talk to him. He's super nice. You really kind of scared at first, honestly. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he kind of scare you? Like when you see him, like oh shit. Yeah, a little bit. Right. I mean, he's just got his reputation, you know. It's yeah. funny because you put that, you kind of put that label on somebody before you know him. And I sat down next to him, and he could have been cooler. So well, kinda, to be fair, he's me. mellowed since his accident, since the injury. He's mellowed. He really yeah. has. He yeah, has. I would imagine. But, I would imagine. Um, I would imagine. Hey, so are you? Have you ever been out on the track in SoCal or down in Florida, even like as an amateur or anything, and had some old guy pass you, some old racer that you were like, that dude still rips. Like Dubok at Glen Helen. Has anything ever happened to you like that? I, I didn't really understand the question. What, oh. do you, what do you mean? Okay, so say you're practicing either now, two years ago, right. four, four years ago. Yep. I don't know. You're yep. practicing, yep. and some yep. old racer guy passes you outdoors, or you have trouble catching some old guy, and you're oh, like, Oh, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I have two instances. Okay. One, one. I always see I don't not so much in the last couple of years, but Travis Preston at Glen Helen, the guy can I mean yeah. he's been faster than me on many many occasions <laughs> right uh, out there I couldn't even touch him um, and then every now and again old hot sauce Tedesco yeah. man, when he's testing with us yep. like down in the Supercross track this year uh, I think it might have been maybe December time I think me and Fortner were down there and I felt like I was shredding and. I was doing, I think, maybe like a six plus one or an eight, and IT hopped in behind me for a couple laps, uh-huh. and he stayed right on my rear tire. <laughs> and Mitch is like, Mitch is like, like kind of like, what are you doing, dude? And I'm like, I'm shredding. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> going fast. Hey, I'll I'll have Adams back on this because Travis did tell me the other week. He's like, he sees IT on the occasion riding. He's like. IT is faster now than he was when he was racing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that, but that's what Travis says. Okay, so. but. Yeah, that seems maybe like a little bit exaggerated, but uh, right. I don't know. He, I don't know how fast he was then because I, I wasn't really around. I mean, right. I, obviously I watched him on TV, but he's got some serious. He doesn't put down many fifteen lappers, but he's a test <laughs> rider, you know. Did, so. did you happen to see my recreation of Marvin Muscan's Redbud crash? Yeah, what was that about, man? I was fake science. I was proving that I could get out from under a bike. How'd it go? I did. I got out from right under the bike. It was easy. Was it hot though? Semi. It was warm. It was warm. <laughs> it was lukewarm. It was lukewarm. Oh man! And the it, and the rear wheel wasn't spinning. So can I, I'm sure you the listeners have heard the story, but can you give me a brief summary of like the whole deal? Because I saw the picture of you underneath the bike, obviously. But beyond that, you must have called Marvin out for not. I just up quick enough. Yes, I, I just I said what Marv like you got to try to he I thought a sniper got him I thought or I thought he was dead and. I'm like he just laid there, and I'm like you gotta get up and try to get out from under the bike. I know the rear wheel's spinning, and I know all that, but you just you, you, he he just laid there, and I was like, I'm like if he he got six, he rode awesome to get six. I'm like he could have got third if he'd gotten up a little sooner, and then so I'm like I can get, it. and everyone's like ah oh, you're so stupid, Mathis. Well they normally say that anyways, and I'm like all right, well I'm gonna show you guys how easy it is to get up from under a bike. So we had the photo of Marv, and 
we staged it and I got out from under the bike. It wasn't exactly. Yeah, but this is the thing. When you go down like that, you're you're scared of any moving part and you're scared of like where the pipe's at. Like you don't even know where you're at. You knew exactly where the bike was when they laid it down on you, where everything was at. You had a totally good listen. Marvin's adrenaline is through the roof. His heart rate's at 190. Maybe if we had you like run up a run up a mountain real quick and then come back and do it, that would make more sense. I I said it was 85 percent. More disoriented. I said it was 85 percent there. You know, it wasn't 100 percent, but it was. I was That's a myth an exaggeration. I was Maybe MythBuster, 30. dude. I was a MythBuster. All right, let's get Maybe to 30%. let's get to your race. Uh, fucking Beaks, dude. He won't give me one of those retro jerseys that you guys wore at Paula because he says I keep saying Paula instead of Fox Raceway. I want one for my studio. Yeah, so good. can I get one of yours? I I may only have. I may only have one, uh, maybe one well, jersey left. I'll take it. I uh, I've been given so many jerseys away. Like <laughs> it's amazing. I've yeah. talked a lot about it with like my crew this year. But it seems like there's so many good stories every weekend. Right. People yeah. wanting jerseys or paint, you know, just anything wow. that you feel bad and you end up giving everything away. And I swear, so I get four sets of Fox Sierra. We'll call it every weekend. Uh, you know, a couple yeah. of jerseys. We wear the same pants in practice. Whatever. And I've been wearing the same two sets of gear, maybe three sets now. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe yeah. three sets. I've been wearing the same two or three sets of gear since around Paula time. Yeah, and when and I every ask you, weekend yeah. I go to the race. Every weekend I go to the race, saying I'm not going to give any jerseys away. I'm not going to give them away, <laughs> and I end up leaving empty-handed every time. And then so Adam, uh, Adam also told me, or maybe maybe your girlfriend did. Uh, at, he had all his gear in a, in a garbage bag after the race, right? It's stinky, it's sweaty, okay. and everything else. Yeah, at, yeah. At, a, at a recent national. Yep. It was all sitting there. He was going to take it home. High point. Oh, high point. He was going to take it home. It was all there, you know, ready to go. And then they just threw it in the garbage. Oh. The, the guys came by and threw the black garbage bag in the garbage. Oh, wow. Really? They're just like, oh, cool, garbage. So someone's, <laughs> someone's going to see that and dig it through. Yeah. Someone, someone's and it stoked. was socks, jersey, pants, right? It was like almost everything, right? It was it was the whole yeah, deal. That, yeah, no, it was everything. It had to be three or four sets of gear, probably three sets of gear in there. Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, but we did. I, I will let you know that the one jersey you gave me for Pulp Max Fantasy, we appreciate that. It's you know it's right off the back, it, but it stunk my whole bag up for like for like a week. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's hard getting the dirty gear back. You don't want to take a trash bag on the plane, then you end up putting it in your suitcase. Oh, it's just a disaster. Good. Um, hey, listen, the you didn't win Washugo, but. That second moto, Jesus, that was awesome, dude. You guys were pushing it. You were thirty seconds ahead of uh, third place. Uh, you were ripping through lappers, both of you. You were all over him. He rode great to hold you off. You rode great to catch him a couple times. I just love, I love that about motocross right there. Just two guys, and then also I love the fact that after the race, you congratulated him. You probably wanted to light him on fire, you know, and all that. But I, you, you, you stop. Yeah. You congratulate each other. I liked everything about that moto, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it kind of seems like it's been, I mean, it has been kind of Dylan and I back and forth. Even, I wouldn't say necessarily like battling how we did. You know, we, we've kind of been going back and forth playing like a, it's like a mental tug of war, it seems mm -hmm. like, all year long. You know, battling with like the momentum and, and this and that. And we've rarely actually like battled on track. You know, we, either one of us is doing good or one of us is not, basically. Right. So, um, you know, obviously he's second in the championship right now. And, um, 
there's there's a lot of motivation there to just to just to win a single race and then you put yeah. the championship chase on top of it. You know, I think uh, we left it all out there, and it was just the perfect scenario. Obviously, yep. Um, I remember actually coming over the after the finish line on the first lap, I was able to get by Mosman and kind of clear him a little bit. And I I, I checked. The, I know I knew it was a blue bike up front, but I wasn't. There's a there's a few of them, so I didn't know <laughs> who exactly it was. And I, I looked at his number. I saw him, and I, I I would swear to you, I was smiling in my helmet, like because I was so I knew I knew it was going to be a good race. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I I. I and ultimately, um, when I really think about it, I mean that's what I want. You know, I I I, I want to battle with the you know the next best guy on the track, and um, I don't want it to be easy. So um, I laid it all out there, and obviously I wish it had turned out different. I I've replayed the race a few times in my head and yeah. thought you know of a couple things I could have done, and I've watched it on TV a couple times, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah, man, was... we were we were riding really good. It was cool. It was awesome to watch, and uh, you launched the sand the last time. Oh, was it a hard landing or not? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. My lower back is honest. I don't know if that in particular, if if that was it, but my lower back normally doesn't get too sore um, after a national, and my lower back's pretty shot. So. I bet you it might have been. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. It didn't feel that hard because I landed kind of in the first pocket of that first, the roller. Uh-huh. There's, there's kind of a couple of rollers at the end of the stand. And I kind of landed in the first pocket. But um, that kind of stuff I don't even really think about, to be honest. Like, I maybe thought about jumping out in the sand like six feet before I went off the lip. I just decided to not break as much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not one of those things where I really, um, like, people on my Instagram, I was surprised with how gnarly people thought it was and i just didn't even think anything of it at right. the time you know it's kind of funny to see how it's perceived yeah it was uh it was cool man it was it was a good race and yeah you lost your eight points that you got out of millville but there's six motos left and, yeah you know things are things are winding down here so um hey did you yeah, I mean, oh, go it, ahead it's, you know you have to keep like uh like our good friend jason wygant and grant keep pointing out on the broadcast about the like the momentum and all that um I mean, it's real. You know, you you got to, yeah. if you can, you got to try to keep it from swaying. Obviously, Dylan is a world class rider. He's he's solid. We've seen it. We've seen the talent. We've seen his speed. And um, I was going to do everything I can to kind of try to stop him from obviously from um, gaining points. And at this point of the season, it's pretty it's pretty crucial. So it's going to be a dogfight like that the rest of yeah. the year, I would think. Seven oh two. I hope. Oh, go ahead. No, I just said I hope, anyway. Yeah, 702-586-7857. You have a question for Adam C. Cirillo, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. How about Eli, bro, in the week? Did you watch 450 class? Did you did you see that that ride from Eli Tomac? Yeah, oh, I did. Oh, my God. I did, and and I told my buddy um, Zach Freeberg, who who came with me to help me out this weekend um, in, in the presence of Nick Way, who's at Loretta's. Yeah. I told him, man, I was like, I was like man, just the track's like pretty one-lined, and I was you know, felt like I was a little bit faster. Just couldn't get it done. He's like, he pointed at the TV screen, and, and Tomac was on the TV, and he's like, "Don't tell me you can't get it done." And oh, like, stop right. it, Freeberg! Right. God, he was just stop it, Freeberg. He was. Uh, he's on it sometimes, man. Yeah, it's just he's, it's crazy that Gary clicks into. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, it's yeah, it's insane. And doesn't it look like to me? It to me, he looks like the 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 only rider really, maybe Pike. But I see 
I see Eli just with the speed and the strength and everything. I mean, it looks like he can break the bars in half mm-hmm. like any time he wanted to. You know, like he could just pull the grips towards them and just snap the twin waller <laughs> uh, bar, whatever he's running. God, his his legs are just so like he just it's like uses he can his make legs. that. He just he can make his bars like a beach cruiser bar. Yeah, just like bend the shits back. Right, you know, right, right. Yeah. And he's got the John Tomac jeans, dude. I mean, yeah. Doesn't get well, much better than that. We used to have him on the show, but then Kiefer said he had resting dick face to him on the uh, show here, and he's never come back on, and he never that's even right. me. he never replies back to me either. Like, Adam, come dude. on, let's be real though, dude. At times, you okay, look but at you him, cost him the, the show. I, I, not, I did it in a nice way. I didn't say, "Hey, bro, you got RDF." I didn't say it like that. It doesn't matter. He's never come on the show since. Really? Yes, he's uh-huh. ev- he's always come on, and then. Dude, he won't even text me back. <laughs> I'm sorry to fuck it up for you. You jacked me up, bro. <laughs> sorry about that. God. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Anyways. Classic. Hey, there's just fucking Yamahas everywhere on the weekend, bro. Just everywhere you looked off the start. I can't believe it. I, I, my team asked me, um, my team asked me what, like, what happened on the start. And I'm like, I, I don't think anything <laughs> happened. Like, I think I, I think I got a pretty good start. Yeah. Um, Dude. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, yeah, they're up there, and and for me, when I'm surrounded by blue in those first couple corners, all I'm thinking is uh, I need to pass as many of these guys <laughs> as I can before everybody situates themselves. Yes, you know yes. what I mean. Yeah, like in general, that's my move. It doesn't really right. matter if it's or not. But I mean, the fact that it is blue, and it's funny because I don't even know who I'm passing half the time. <laughs> they got bright you know, Thor gear know, on, and know. yeah, yeah, right, right. You don't know, and then half of them are number thirty something. <laughs> so, and, you know, and kind of the same build. So it's just like a, it's like I, I don't know. What yeah, <laughs> it's just, like a, yeah, yeah, a bunch of blue shirts out there, basically. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Uh, let's go to the phone no, call. They've been, they've been obviously they put their work in, and they're yeah. a solid team. So it's, well. Yeah, they, no, they've been they've been pretty good. We just hope Wilbur will. And Wilbur. obviously, and my bike is solid to be pulling my heavy ass around. I can tell you that. Yeah, you be guys on as many starts as I've had. I mean, I got two whole shots at Southwick in the stand, and I'm like 175 pounds. That's pretty. Yeah, you pretty guys, good. you guys have found some horsepower from last year. I, I told Mitch that a couple uh, a little yeah, while ago. Absolutely. Like your bikes are good. There's no doubt. The Yamahas are phenomenal. We talk about them and blah blah blah, but. Slowly, uh, there's been some improvements for the green team, for sure, without a doubt. Oh, absolutely. No, Uh, our our bike is unbelievable. uh, Chris, uh, you want to bury the beef with AC, Chris? Yeah, Adam. So I was following you on Twitter, and uh, it it appeared that you retweeted something with a derogatory, uh, whatever, the little picture. I think it was a swastika or something. Oh, come on. Stop. you think Adam's going to retweet that? Oh, my gosh. No. Would you, let me finish the story, Okay. Steve. I mean, this is... Re- okay, you're go like, ahead. You're seriously Joe Interrupter. All right. So, <laughs> I just tweeted, hey, uh, just want to be aware of this, because for a, not a fucking nanosecond that I think it was Adam, I was just trying to help, saying, hey, this is out there. Can't be you. And, uh, Adam, you wrote back, obviously someone hacked my account. Get with the program. I was just trying to help, man. You're a paisan, by the way. How long ago was this? Well, it was a while ago, but uh, it took me a lot to get to make this call. Plus, it's not like you're on every week. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I swear to you, I would totally own up to it. Like, I love this type of honesty, if if I remembered at all. But I, I really don't remember what you're talking about. But 
Anyway, it's it's all good, man. I don't hold grudges. Did you did he block you, Chris? Or no? No, I got pissed and just stopped following him. Oh wow. Okay. Well, sign back up. Yes, sign back (laughs) up. I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah. I've been living with this for a couple of years now. Finally. He happens to be on. I ha- almost never get to listen live, uh-huh. but tonight I did. He's on. I got nothing going on. I had to get okay. yeah, I well, yeah. a lot better. I All right. Perfect storm. Perfect storm. <sighs> there we I go. Love it. All right, Chris. We'll follow him back up, and, yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We'll I'm figure. definitely going to. Right. Ciao. Uh, thanks, Chris. Um. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. He he was uh, living with it for a long time though. He got butt hurt. Can you imagine? If, <laughs> imagine if, imagine if I acted like Chris when these riders blocked me like Anderson and you could create a whole new guys. podcast just for that. I know, right? You just yeah. gotta carry on, move on. Um, are you gonna go to Loretta's or no? You're good. Um, uh, no, not this year. Nope, oh, not thank for me. God. Thank God. No, I think um, I think Austin's gonna go out there. This right. Year, so I I was there last year. Yeah, he did um, his duties. A couple years previous, so uh, I wish they still did the the new bike intro. Uh, yeah. I remember remember always used to watching like Stu come out and debut the new motorcycle and and they ride around and intermission and all that. That'd right, be pretty neat. Now the story I heard one year ride the track. The one year the story I heard from Wygant was Alessi was racing Loretta's and Stu was out there on Bone Stalker, and he jumped some commandments or whatever those things are. What I don't know. He did jump something big on a stock bike, and then went down the line and pointed at Alessi. I don't know if yeah, that's true. I've heard that too, but I don't know if that ever happened. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, but that would be awesome. That would have been awesome if that's true I, that Stu did that. I think there there used to be on Loretta's, there used to be, uh, there's like a double-double right before where like the finish line is, Uh huh. and there used to be like a rhythm section right after that, and I'm pretty sure he like tripled down it or something. I heard he tripled down it on like at the pit bike race or something <laughs> one year. <laughs> I feel like in 10 years, the Stu stories are just going to get more and more. It's like Bigfoot. Like just, They're going to be massive. Right, right. He jumped through. Anytime I start, anytime I start thinking about like my like my overall my overall persona is that I'm super sketchy, and then I think, wow, I'm super sketchy now. Imagine how super sketchy I'm going to be in 20 years. Yeah, you know, the stories these people are going to have. Right, right. Wow, you went off the track again this weekend, bro. Dude, do you see how quick he got back on? <laughs> I know. Anytime anybody even talks to me, anybody. Like, it's, now it's in the autograph line, too. It's like every other person's like, like, it's, like, it's, ah, dude, it's gnarly. Um, hey. I went off the track, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. I, I'm just going to ride the middle of the track, I think. Yeah, we, dude, homeboy got on within one whoop. Oh, like, yeah. he got off, got on. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, dude, homeboy got on quick. I did. <laughs> um, but- I, uh, yeah, it's crazy, and. Luckily, the camera wasn't on me too long. The first moto at Millville, because I was way way more off the track than that one well, time I just followed Hunter off we, of it too, and my hand was up every time. Dude, we were laughing about that last week on our shows because you just followed him off the track. We're like, "What's he doing? What, 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 what I happened?" Know, man. I, I couldn't even see where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then you just put your hand up like, my bad, my bad, everybody. Don't dock me. <laughs> it was That's great. That's exactly what I said in my head, too. I'm like, here we go again. Dude. Right. I'm telling you, though, I told Weege, I told Weege um, Saturday morning, he came and talked to me for a second. I said, it's the law of attraction. It's like everybody, you see how many people are going off the track, even the 450s. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody's talking about it now, yep. so it happens more. Like, it's real. That's just, real. Just don't do what Alves did at Millville. Don't do that. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that was gnarly. <laughs> What'd he do? I didn't see it. He just he went off the track on the first turn, second turn. Yeah. And jumped down this bank through banners onto the track again. Like, he should have died and should have killed a bunch it's of other guys. It's probably my fault, too. It's probably right. my fault. Because he's like, I'm not going to get crucified like AC. Well, or, or Troll just grabbing gears and just going down there. I, I, I wrote in my column, Adam, here's how to fix this. Here's how to fix this. On, on the banners, there's banners everywhere. Every 10 feet, make 15 feet, whatever you want, you make a gap. In the banners, make it two bike wide, like two bike width wide. The rider has to get on at the first break in the banners. Therefore, they have to slow down because they can't pin it because they got to fit through the banner, the opening. So that's you, you accomplish the, the getting back on the track as soon as you can, and you accomplish slowing down. Boom. There we go. Stop making the banners 800 feet around the track. Right. There we go. If I, if I see Lucas Oil on two banners, I'm good. I don't need to see 20. Just the first opening you get in the banners. So right. what do you think, Adam? You like that plan? Yeah, I mean, just something more concrete. Right. And, and what – I feel like I can talk about it now that it's a few races ago. It doesn't really matter too much. But Redbud, what was weird to me is when – like when you saw me on TV after the first moto and Jeff Canfield was talking to me <laughs> about, uh, you know, what they had docked me yeah. for. He was showing me video. He was showing me video of when, like in the second corner when I went off the track, like going up the hill towards the triple. Yeah. When I was off the track for like six feet, and then I like just jumped back on it. Um, when it kind of when Ferranis pushed me, kind of just drove me to the outside of the track off mm-hmm. the off that wall jump there. Yeah. And I would have understood it more if he was talking about the one where I kind of jumped in front of Crown. You know, I, well, yeah. the one after the right, finish right. the Super Yeah. I know it's hard to kind of but, keep track of my office. <laughs> but The crown one um, was that the, wasn't even that bad to me. Now, but see, if I was just using my common sense, I, I, obviously the second time I go off the track I, and already being after Colorado, obviously I'm in my head about it and I'm thinking I just need to get on the track like as soon as possible. Like, basically, screw yeah. any other riders. I just got to get on the track. I mean, had I been a little bit – had I just used my common sense, I would have stayed to the – I would have stayed off the track until the exit of the turn. Yeah. And then, like, kind of let Crown go up alongside of me and then just kind of let it sort itself out. But I was I, a little bit I, nervous and I uh, jumped back in a little soon. I don't know. I don't agree with it. I, I got called out. I got call, I got a phone call about, how could you say that the Dylan, Dylans and Adams were the same? But I'm just like, whatever, man. I don't. I don't – I don't agree. Yeah, with everybody's so. always got these little vague comments on Instagram these days, man. It's crazy. <laughs> um, did you? When are you going to see Troll next? Uh, we have two. We we he called me earlier a couple hours ago, and it was like it's basically like we were planning a date for tomorrow, and it was a, it was just of like how many laps are you doing tomorrow. <laughs> and so we're doing a couple thirties tomorrow. Okay. See him at 10 Listen, o'clock. you know I'm Team Troll. I'm Troll Train, and I do know that. And uh, mm-hmm. but I want you to tell him that. We officially got eliminated for the championship at Washougal. Is that real? Yeah, yeah. We were 160 points down, I think. And, and there's a hundred. There's 150 points left to go. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the optimist role here and saying, as much as people have been going off the track, maybe there's a chance that <laughs> a couple people get docked some points. I don't know. I don't know, bro, but. I mean, he was my pick. You know, I'm a troll train and a fan, and we were coming, but our Washugo really hurt us. 
Like our momentum, I don't know what happened. So just tell him that. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's grinding, man. He he's funny. He, he's funny. He's good to ride with. He doesn't really care about lap time. No, I all really I hear about him is how stuff. slow he is during the week. To everybody that rides with him, he's all his really teams. not though. That's that's blown out of proportion. Oh, is it? It's not okay. like he's substantially off the pace. There's been plenty of days where he's the same, if not faster than me. Sometimes okay. Just, all right. His emphasis is clearly on the race, and he clearly knows that he has it on race day. So okay. yeah. it's one of those things where he doesn't feel the need to put that extra 5% in. I'm not, you know, I'm, I think, it, anyway. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about it because we, we bring it on race day. But, but there's yeah, lots of times yeah. where I've heard, like, oh, my God, he's so slow during the week. But, okay, it's just an exaggeration. Or maybe I'm listening to Phil no. too much. He's solid. Right. That guy. So I went back and watched your race a couple times at home. Do you feel like, I mean, you were scrubbing the shit out of a lot of things. Like, I was watching you, and I was watching Ferrandis. Do you feel like you may have been too aggressive for the track, or do you feel like you rode the track how it should be ridden? I mean, I guess my question is, where do you feel you could have improved in your races in those two motos? Um, okay, so I'll, I'll give you the first, the first thing. I, I mean, I knew... Pretty much as soon as I, it sucks because sometimes you come off the track and you already know what you did wrong and you're like, why didn't I know that five <laughs> minutes ago? But so I, I really wasn't like I really wasn't didn't have a view of the track very often, uh-huh. like the whole day in the races. I was staring at, at a, a back tire uh, almost all the time, and like you see the the right-handed rut before where I launched that single. Yes. Down at the bottom of the hill where I passed a couple guys, um, I would be I would get so close to him there every lap, and I, since I couldn't really look ahead, I was essentially staring at his tire. I would get off balance with my body, and I tend to do that in a in a lot of ruts. I either get my head to the inside or I get my head to the outside, and what that resulted in most of the time was me getting my head to the inside, kind of getting my body a little bit ahead of my bike, and then I would fifty fifty the rut on the exit. And so I wouldn't drive forward enough, and he would pull me three or four bike lanes between that corner and the actual wall jump. Um, so th- that exact thing happened a couple times. Um, and I noticed, like, somebody like Tomac, for example, I was watching his race actually just a couple hours ago. seems like when he gets close to guys, he almost kind of coasts into the corners a little bit more and gives them, like, a couple bike lanes on the entry in order to kind of make it up on the exit. Which sounds basic, but yeah. when you're getting close to a guy, all you want to do is kind of get, like, naturally, you just want to get as close to him as you can. You don't really think about how you're going to, you know, kind of space it out. But he tends to, um, you know, get to the back tire and then kind of let him go a little bit in the beginning of the corner and uh, kind of be better Maybe. on the exit. And I think that's one thing I could have done better. And, and also the last lap, um, I should have adapted. I should have opened up the, the corner, that new S section they had at going towards the finish line. Yeah. Um, I was kind of going all the way down the inside, and I, I should have followed him. He was kind of opening that corner up a little bit more. I should have followed him through there. And then you know, he, um, made, he made a mistake. Maybe. He made a mistake coming in the whoops, too. Last lap. Yeah, but he was protecting the inside. Yeah. He thought I was closer than, than I really was. But in hindsight, I follow him through that S section. I get close enough. Um, the left-hand corner before the final right-hand corner, I cut all the way back, and then I just square up and meet him at the single. Yeah, uh, theoretically that may have worked. But you know, it didn't. It didn't happen. You know what was good was a few two turns before the finish or for the mechanics area, 
uh, on the little hip jump on the right hand side was low, on the left hand side was high. Yeah. And you were going on the right and scrubbing and really carrying some speed over. Now, obviously, it wasn't ideal because the corner was a more of a sharp. a sharp turn for you, but I still thought you made it up pretty well. So. Yeah, it was honestly kind of a controlled front end wash, pretty much oh, every yeah. lap. I actually. I came. I kind of dabbed my leg there one lap in the first moto and came pretty close to crashing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's weird. It, the dirt going up the faces, those inside options, those singles, and and kind of that front section were super slick, like slicker than I've than I've raced there before. So you had to watch it. Um, so now I guess you may have answered this already, but since you're behind Ferrandis, what does he do good in his like style, technique slash racing? Where is he really good at? Like, where is something you could pick up from, like, man, I need to pick up on that? Um, hmm. I mean, I think it just goes back to, to to rolling speed, and I think that's the whole name of the game today. Obviously, you want to call it momentum, whatever, but I've noticed more and more lately with with racers, it's like you talk, everybody used to talk about how uh, – you know, McGrath got on the gas, whatever, at the apex of the corner, and then Ricky came along and started getting on the gas in the beginning of the corner, whatever. Well, now guys aren't really braking, to be honest with you. It, right. it, the braking is so light, and the, it's just there's so much roll speed, so mm-hmm. there's no notchiness, no stop and go, and I think he's really good at that. And I look at some place like Southwick Second Moto and, and what I could have done better, and he just really good at keeping his bike light in the bumps and, and not letting his – like he skims them like whoops almost, you know, mm-hmm. and he doesn't let his bike sink in into each one. And um, I think, you know, in a place like Southwick or, I mean, really anywhere you can use that. So I think his, his rolling speed is, is something that, um, you know, definitely he, he does well at. I, uh, I had this down as something to talk about tonight, but let's get to uh, Casey because he wants to also ask you about the MXDN. Casey, what's up? What's your question for Adam C. Cirillo? Hey guys, this is Casey. I really enjoyed you guys' live show up in Portland uh, on Friday. It was a good time. They were fun, right? Um, like they're they're a good time, oh, yeah. especially when we're making fun of Adam really a lot on, on stage like that. That's great. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. And Zach Osborne can't say a mean word about anybody. I know, right? But uh, um, Zach said that he was uh, he was really excited about the possibility of going to those nations and something that he kind of dreamed about as a kid. Wanted to kind of see what Adam would think if he was to be invited. What would his response be? I mean. Yeah, I mean, obviously, to even be in the conversation to go to Dis Nations is a, um, I mean, it's an honor for me. I mean, everybody knows how much of a fan of the sport I am. Um, obviously, nobody nobody got me into the sport really other than myself. Like, I'm a first-generation guy, and um, I love the sport and everything that's in it. And Dis Nations is obviously something that's iconic in the sport. So, um, to even be in the conversation is an honor. Yeah, well, there we go. Uh, I, he's not going to go, Casey, but it's not really his. It's not really his 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 choice, right? from what I gather, Adam. Anyways, from what I hear, you know. So we'll see when the team's named in, in Unadilla. But yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, um, maybe one day. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's kind of it sucks, man, because I try to be. I, I want to be as transparent as I can, but I, I also don't want to be disrespectful to people, and it, and and that's just that's just me being honest. It's it's a tough situation right now for me. There's not a lot I can say on on a lot of ends, you know. So right, um, 
I mean, I know it's kind of a BS deal, but it's hard. It's hard to be kind of politically correct in this, you know, yeah. kind of position that I'm in right now. It's not hard for me. I can, I can, I can say whatever I want. It's great. Uh, thanks, Casey. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I, I can be. Yeah, I've said it a long time ago. These guys, I get when they don't want to go. And don't give me the flag waving. It's a touch. touch don't give me the flag waving stuff about this guy. Stanton didn't go. Bradshaw said no. Stanton said no. Other great riders have said no in our sport. So it's not like oh these guys are a bunch of pussies. Yeah, I mean you know honestly, like we like I I talked about it with them for a while. Like it was something that um you know something that we had a conversation about and. And honestly, bottom line is I wanted to go, and and Kawasaki said no. I mean, and, their and plan for me doesn't involve doesn't involve this nation. And I and get it. Obviously, it's something that I it's obviously something that I really hope I'm able to do um, at some point in the future. Yeah, I get it. I understand it. Some people won't, but I know. You know but, but I yeah. mean, what are you going to do? It is. It's one of those deals where I also get it. You know, from the other side of the fence. Yep. And, and, and people not understanding, I've been that guy before, and I've, you know, I, I've I've seen you know the excuses and this and that, and um, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, the position I'm in now. But yeah. I, I certainly <laughs> see how people can can uh, can well, take it the wrong way, but that that's the honest truth. Is it true that you declined when they said that you could not ride the road race track that you said at Redbud that you wanted to ride the road race track? <laughs> Yeah, for real. <laughs> you're like, you're like. After Dylan explained it, you're like, "How about we just go on the road race track? <laughs> How about that?" <laughs> yeah. Well, the real problem is, I, I was watching, uh, I was watching helmet cam footage from Aston from a couple years ago, and that place looked awfully skinny. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, so, huh? You know, yeah. I can't even, I can't even stay on these wide tracks. <laughs> yeah, on the right. <laughs> you go off a track in Aston, you're in the freaking board somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna wear leathers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's Adam Cincero sliding down the track. Uh, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate oh, it. Wh- what? You're leave- we're leaving on that one? No, no, oh, we're not. Okay. Oh, I got oh, one okay. for you. All right. Go Since on. you just said I'm transparent, but you got to be careful. Let's talk. You said girlfriend. I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Yeah. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, bro. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, my- she seems cool. Uh-uh. Yeah, she's awesome. How long have you been uh, together? I What's know, the deal? I- I guess I'm maybe a little bit low key on social media about it. It's basically, what you're throwing at me, Kiefer? Yeah, that's. Be- I'm saying like I don't know even know anything about this. Well, I'm trying to. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to live life in the public eye too much. You know, <laughs> got to yeah. keep it. People want to see dirt bike stuff, but no, I've. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. My girlfriend's name is Jenna. She's sitting right here next to me, actually laughing at me right now. But um, no, we've. We've been together about almost a year. Nice. So yeah. going yeah. steady, keep her going steady. Good for you, man. Hashtag home life. Hashtag yeah, yeah. home life. That's and, good. And here he is uh, dominating the, the uh, Nationals. It's funny because I don't know the backstory behind the home life thing, but it's, as soon as I posted a picture – uh, with Jenna, a bunch of people tagged Kiefer and hashtag home life. Yeah, right. he's got a ridiculous theory. It's not yeah. ridiculous, Adam. Oh, it's not ridiculous? No, let me okay. just tell Adam real quick. Okay. Uh, I feel like, and Mathis seems to think like, oh, the 90s, you know, McGrath are banging chicks and they're still winning. It's, that's what I'm not talking I'm talking about whatever your home life is. It could be a single guy going home and my, I'm stable. For me, if you have a good woman behind you, that makes your home life even better a.k.a. your racing career better, you have less to worry about, you're not trying to chase pussy, you're just stable, 
and your chick is cool, she's not psycho, she goes with you to the races, she understands the program, everything is right. When you have that, hashtag home life, okay. you have you, a stable environment which makes you go fast. You always equate it to having a chick, but if you're slaying chicks every night, but you're cool, like in your mind, you love it? No. Then you're then you're also home life. Yeah. No. Yep. Then you're also home life. I totally, I was so ready to jump on board what <laughs> you just said, Keeper, until you made that great point, Steve. Thank you. It's Thank like, you. It, just, it, it depends. Like, you're going to tell me you're going to hashtag home life hurling? Thank you. Thank you. You're going to hashtag home life Jason Anderson? <laughs> I just, I th- there's an exception to every rule, you sons of bitches. Hashtag home life Anderson? Like, dude, he's he's probably slaying chicks every weekend. No, he is not. Oh, he's not? No. Why wouldn't he be? No, nah, he's not. McGrath? McGrath had 72 wins. He probably banged 69 different chicks in those 72 wins. Listen to me. Look at He's fine. There, okay. Okay. Let me, let, me, let me throw this at you real quick, guys. It doesn't. You can't sustain it. The way Adam's living his home life, that is sustainable, and that is a long career. You can't oh sustain Here we go. 69 chicks in a year. You can't sustain whatever, it. Whatever, whatever you feel that you can, whatever you're happy with, then that's hashtag home life. That's in my opinion. You do not need a chick to be hashtag home the life. The long story yeah. short, good for you, Adam. Yeah, Glad you find a good no, one. Yeah. It makes life easier. I'm really mad at Jenna, though, right now. Thank you. I'm yeah, at- well, it's more, it's, it's more of a, <laughs> wait, why are you mad at her? Because I've been asking her to get me uh, one of those big monster water bottles to replace the one that I stole from you after the press conference that I used uh, to. We'll get you one. Okay. We'll get you one. All right. Thank you. Because mine's no, broken and I need it. Kiefer, it's just perspective, man. Like, I would say before Jenna, like after a bad race, for example, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was, I was damn near in shambles. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I was, I was like, damn I don't near know what to do with myself. I'm like, is there, like, I'm looking for, like, I, like, I'm staring out the rental car window, like, leaving a national, and I'm looking at trash cans thinking, can I fit inside that thing? Like, can I, can I, I mean, bury my head in that trash Do you got, like, dashboard confessional thinking? going on, too, just all emoed out? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> at that time, yeah, like, my whole 2014 to 2016 was, like, just like an emo crisis it was bad <laughs> shit show complete shit show but now it's just more of a it's more of a just a perspective thing i think an yes. emo crisis <laughs> but you have something to look for like you have a bad weekend and it, it doesn't i mean it's still bad but when you get home you have something to soften the blow to put that in perspective which is aka jenna oh, okay well yeah i mean and for me Growing up, too, I just, I mean, as a lot of athletes do, it's not like I'm unique in this sense, but I put so, so much of my own self-worth into how I did on the weekends that if I did bad, I felt like, I kind of low-key felt like everybody hated me. And to look over and to see that somebody's, you know, loves you the same no matter what is mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that's the... Yeah. yeah. And what also, and I, can, I, I can't imagine your position... Everyone's doing everything for you. You're doing everything for yourself. It's kind of nice to do something for someone else, and you have that someone next to you. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Well, she, she yeah, could have. Totally. You guys should have went to the Blink concert after Southwick. So you're still still being too hard on yourself. Angels and Airwaves is touring. Just FYI. I know. I saw that. I don't I saw that. think Adam's an F Angels guy, though. Like, yeah, he, he is. You're okay with him, Adam, right? But you're not. No, I totally am, dude. Angels there. They're look at their how many people they follow on on Instagram. They follow like ten people, and I'm one of them. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's badass. Oh yeah, we're tight. They send me stuff all the time. That's we're badass. Like a thing. I did not know that. I did not know that. You know who I have been talking to AC DMs a lot is uh, Chris Betts. 
He's pulp show guy. Oh, that guy's a stud. He is, dude. And and I love I love being able to bounce stupid baseball questions off him, right? Like I just I have a lot of I'm the fan on the couch and I'm sending him my rants and then he's answering them in very good answers, you know? Some so. of the he he gets he has some of the best texts I've ever received. Like maybe well, I've only maybe been friends with him for call it two two and a half years, and uh-huh. he probably owns five of the top ten texts I've ever received. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, his, 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 awesome. his stuff's really good. So, uh, all right, man, thank you for coming on, friend of the show, Adam Cincerello. It's been a while since we had John, so I appreciate you uh, uh, saying you'd, you'd you'd be on. It's it's good times. Uh, yep. Listen, you rode great at Washougal, so you you don't try to fit in any garbage cans after your Washougal ride. All right. No Just more don't. dashboard. Yeah, it's, no, I'm all good. You're Thank fine. You guys. You're three two. You went three two. You got second overall. It's all still. We get it. All right. That was years ago. All right. It was years ago. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you for coming on. See you. Enjoy the night. All right. See you See guys. That's Adam Cincerello, everybody. Brought to you by uh, Vortex Racing. Email Jake at Vortex Racing. Good interview. Always. Good guy. Always. I like him because he's. He knows both sides. Like, he's honest enough, but he'll tell you, like, hey, just like you said, I want to be transparent, but it's fucking tough. Yeah. Dude. And I like that. He, he really. He's I mean, just a normal dude. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into this nations with JT a little bit here. And we see your phone calls, so stay on hold. We'll get to you people about the FIM and uh, about other stuff uh, about Pulp. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break, though, right now. Jason Thomas is going to come up. Uh, brought to you by BTOsports.com and Fly Race. And this is the Pulp Mech Show. We'll be right back after this message. I really like the Kiefer guy. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. 
Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Thanks for listening to the Pulpamex show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. Because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. So Randy Richardson, good guy, means well, great interview, but oh my gosh, his voice is f***ing annoying. In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX Show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX Nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance, but I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure tire, which features two-compound technology enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher Tire Range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. 
For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. 
current race teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with the Pro Launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Chris Kiefer in studio. Hi. It's a good song. It's Friday. Can't wait. The Kiefers are driving up to Vegas, and the Kiefers and the Mathises are going to a Third Eye Blind concert, mm. and uh, that should be fun. It's going to be really good. 3EB is good, dude. I'm glad you like 3EB, and but you weren't like all in on 3EB, and then I told you you got to see them in concert. They have so many great songs, and then you saw them in concert, and you loved them even more. Well, I've, I've seen them in concert once before you, uh, but not as good as the one we saw. That right. was really good. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, All right, Jason Thomas coming up here shortly. Let's get to uh, some phone calls here from people. Uh, first up, though, let's uh, do Firepower. Great guys at Firepower. They finally got the YZ250. All right. Partner all right, Kyle. Woo! Good job. Let's go. The no more key for having to answer everybody. I've got so many emails. What's the part number for the 250F? 
Why is he? And actually, you did such a good job. They sold out of Yamaha batteries for a while. Yes. They were out of ba- Yamaha batteries. So, um, great company. Uh, GDR Honda uses them as well up in uh, up in Canada. Ben LeMay uses them. Firepowerparts.com. Um, I use the chain. It's a 50% less expensive than the competition. It's a Japanese quality chain. Made by UK. Uh, go ahead, move forward, and ride with Firepower. Uh, good, good chains from the folks at hey, Firepower. And don't get scared off by the price. We talked about this too. Yeah, the price is so good. People think, oh my God, that's too cheap of a chain. It's a really good chain. Yeah. Take advantage of the price. Yeah, absolutely. You, you got a good point there. And uh, and check out their batteries. Power Pass, their overpriced OEM battery with Firepower, fueling your adrenaline rush as a leader and innovator. Fifty plus years of experience in power sports. Firepower premium lead acid, acid and lithium batteries will have you uh, up and running in no time. Um, let's get to the phone calls. Nick, what's up? You want to talk about Loretta's? Ooh. Hey, yeah, this is Nick. I uh, just wanted to, you know, we all know how much you love Loretta's and amateur racing, so just wanted to see your thoughts on if there's any he- heavy hitters to keep our eyes on this week, any sleepers or any of your friends out there racing. So I wanted to see that and then who you think will do the best making their pro debut after Loretta's. Mm. I really don't care. Uh, uh, Jason Thomas, welcome from Fly Racing. Uh, you're the best guy to answer Nick's question here. Um, who who are we watching at Loretta's, JT? Uh, I think the usual suspect. There's quite a few guys. Uh, Shimoda, Swole, Brown. Um, I don't know. There's there's quite a few guys there. Uh, Swole is racing pro after after Loretta's. Julie's I believe so. Okay. And I believe Shim- so. Yep. Shimoda too or no? JT or Keith? Uh, I don't know. I think I know Mumford's waiting till next outdoor season. Yep. So I don't know about Shimoda. Yeah, Nick, I believe uh, Shimoda's yeah. racing, but honestly, I know nothing. So yeah. I mean, I just heard through the grapevine. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't, yeah. I don't follow it enough, like to know. But um, Jaleek Swole. Well, why not? Because who the fuck cares, dude? Like seriously, like I mean, I'm Team Mumford. Right on. I love Mumford. I like Mumford too. But but who really cares? Like, hey, you won Loretta's. Right on. Now what? Like, you know, let's see how you do now, as a professional. Now you got a, you got a two or three year contract. Yeah, 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 but 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 whatever. Like, are you going to be Jordan Bailey or Sean Cantrell, or are you going to be Justin Barsha, or what are you going to be? I don't know. Let's see. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just like whatever. Like, it's seriously outside of Loretta's. These amateur races are fucking four lap sprints, bro. Like, who cares? Yeah, right on. You want a four lap sprint at Lake Whitney or or, or Freestone or where the fuck they race? Like, who cares? That doesn't mean anything. I mean, so but that's the process to get to pro. Like, I don't know why you're so negative towards it. Like, it's. It's just what it is. Like, it's yeah. always been that way. Okay, yeah, great. But it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't mean anything that you want a four-lap race at Freestone Classic and, and all this. It like, doesn't mean everything, but it means something. Okay. Yeah, but Loretta's is a whole different ball Yes, game Loretta's is different. Classic. But, listen, yeah. Loretta's is a little overrated, too. Absolutely. It's expensive. <laughs> uh, you put a 450 at Loretta's, uh, it's not ideal. So Whew, It's a lot of money. You know, I just, I look... It's it's a good test. It's hot. It's twenty minute motos. It's the best they have for the amateurs. So there is that. But, dude, I'm just not. I'm not on the edge of my seat following this stuff. Like, you know? I think you're. I don't think you're anywhere near that. I think you're. <laughs> you're way back on the seat. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, come to the pro races. Let's see what you got. Let's line up against real professionals who do this for a living, and uh, and let's see what you got. That's my. I just want to see. I think they're going to do that. Yeah. I just want to say Brownie, sure Brownie sweeps all the motos he races. And then get everybody mad about that? I think so. I think he will. I don't, I don't know. I wish right. Brownie would have rode like 450 Pro Sport or something. That would have been fun. Right. All right, Nick. Listen, Nick. Since, right, since well, I, hey, listen, Nick. Nick, do you have a bike? 
Yeah. Well, I shit on your question a little bit, so let's give you something. Um, All right. Awesome. What do you want? You got want oil? You want a chain? What What do you want? Uh, you want? To, I could use. Uh, I just put new chain and sprockets on. Do you guys have uh, ride engineering triple clamps? Oh, wow! Come Jeez, on, it's bro. Not Burger King, bro. Dude. Chill down, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I oil good. All right, we'll give you some oil. Stay on hold. All right, man. All right, I'll all right. take it. All right. Just you for have... that. Let's just for that. Let's just clip them. Really? No. No, no. we can't. That's clip that's them. something you do. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. I mean, but but yeah, we can't. We can't. Yeah, we can't do that. Can um, I get some triple clamps. Uh, John, what's up, man? How are you? John. Hey. What's up, Johnny? Oh, oh! I just wanted to give a shout out to my cousin Junebug. He got me hooked on this podcast. We yeah, started Junebug. A, a pull, we started a pulp fantasy league. Steve Mathis, you are the greatest guy I've ever heard before. Wow. I just want to oh, thank boy. you for all the hours that you put out. I've wow, listened to, wow, I'm wow, listening to all your old wow, podcasts. Wow. Talk about it all the time. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, I, will take, the dick. I will take those words and take them in and, and really appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks Yo, for listening. You guys are all the best. I just love you, and thank you for everything you do. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Hey, man, let me get thanks. in here and suck your cock for like three seconds. I'm out. Listen, bro. That's awesome. Listen, can I oh, I can't get a compliment? It's not allowed? Sucking it's not allowed? Suckingdick.com. Uh, all right, JT, where do you want to start here? Uh, well, we talked about summer camp. I feel like we're, we're summer camped out because we did the, the individual podcast. Kiefer and I talked about Bradshaw already. We talked about the bike on top of me. I feel like we're summer camped out unless you have something else to, to bring JT up. JT should have got docked like AC got docked in his mini bike race, I feel like. Yeah, for yeah. cutting the track? Yes. I'm down with that. Okay. I pulled off, though. You can dock me all you want. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else on summer camp? Uh, Nope. Okay. I would just like to thank uh, thank all the people that made it possible. You know, I I do my part or whatever, but there are so many people behind the scenes that, you know, most people don't know their names or don't know they even work at WPS, but they are an integral part of the process, and uh, none of it would have happened without them. So I just want to make sure they get their their mm-hmm. thanks and they feel appreciated because they, they certainly are by me. Okay. Do you want to talk about Christian Craig's deal or MXDN? Let's did, do both. Did you yeah. see Craig's suspension? Both. Did you see that came through? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years, retrodated to March of 18. Yeah. So where does that leave him, you think, JT? Does he have a ride next year? Honda. Think? You think so? Still? <laughs> I do. Really? I do, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I. You think so? Yeah. Wow. What else are they going to do? I mean. I don't know. I'm just saying, do you think they would keep a ride for him around? That's what I'm asking you. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm asking. How fucking stupid is this system, JT, we have here going on? And, and, and again... We should be ashamed of what what this is what these guys are doing. Like I, I just, it just blows my mind. So now, okay, so now we have a guy who couldn't race for money, no matter what, and got a two year suspension in Brock Tickle. We have another guy that did race for money in Canada, Kay Clayson, two year suspension. He's good to go. Now we have a guy that got a suspension. Didn't get notified for a year Jesus. that his test was positive, then kept racing, and now gets all his stuff taken back away. Which also, by the way, if the AMA actually goes back and takes Christian's points away, which would leave him for no national number, I will be shocked. So they actually won't take his points away. And what, is he supposed to pay back the purse? I say, what about the money situation? There's no way. You tell me, JT. What, 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 what's going to happen? 
Uh, I think the only thing that happens is basically nothing. Uh, All that happens is he can't race until next March. I think that's really all that comes of it. The rest is just posturing, and it doesn't matter. They're talking about records, and the results don't matter. Well, he didn't win any titles. He didn't win any races. He barely barely raced. He's been hurt and dealing with stuff. So I don't really read too much into it other than another incredibly long penalty for something that they can't really even – pinpoint as far as like a uh, performance enhancer they want him to find the source of his whatever whatever he has in his system i can't even say it but he took it a year ago yeah what is he supposed to do right nothing they they honestly i don't believe they really care i think they just look at the situation they say okay well he's guilty and all we care is black and white and minimum is two years. Here you go, and we'll see you next year. And we got a bunch of other cases to do, and we got a bunch, a bunch of other crap to do. And because that's how they've handled every situation. How could anyone ever look at anything they've ever done, any ruling they've ever made, and say that they actually care? They don't. They don't handle the situations like they care. They don't have any urgency. They don't basically try to help anybody. They don't fill anybody in. They don't relay information. They have done nothing in the years that this has been going on back to Stu, you know, through Kate Clayson, through Tickle, nothing they have done has shown me any sign that they give a crap about anybody or the process or anybody's well-being or anything. That, that's that's my snap judgment, but show me proof otherwise. And why does Fell just sit there? Why does the AMA just sit there and take it up but the what ass? are they going to do? What, what are their yeah. – what is their – yeah, see you later. We're done with you guys. We're done. We're I think done. they signed a contract, though, right? It, so what? See you later. I mean, I feel like there will be a lawsuit. Okay, well, we're already not enforcing the points and penalties and money, so we're we're getting these penalties and we're laughing at them as an organization, except for the part of where the rider sits out. Like, like I, I, Stu's win record was supposed to be taken away, right, at High Point, I believe. Um, nothing ever happened. So we have penalties that we're not enforcing, so apparently it's not that big of a deal, but yet the guy can't race. I mean, the whole it is fucking amazing in our sport that this is happening. I just, I can't believe Fell just goes, up. Oh, sorry. What year did they come on board? 2005? JT? Four? Three? Three. I don't even know. Three. It was Does, a bad year or whatever it was. And they're saying <laughs> that it's more prestigious with them in it. Because there's it's nothing else, right? There's I mean it's besides well, that. I I don't know that it was prestige. I think there was you know, we were in the wake of all the baseball scandals and I do think it was needed. I really do. I think that every sport was dealing with PEDs, including ours. I really do. And I think they needed to do something about it. Uh, I just think that power is being abused and not executed properly. There, There is no one seeming to man the ship correctly at this point. Uh, it, so I think in theory it was a good idea and we needed it, but not the way it's going now. It's terrible. It's terrible, and the powers that be should be ashamed. Ashamed that they're just standing by and letting these people jerk the riders around like— I, I don't I don't agree with that. Why? I don't think, I don't think ashamed is the right way. I think— I think they're probably just as frustrated. I really I, that would be my opinion. Is they're very frustrated too. Okay. Well, then do something about do it. Do something about it. No, I know. I but saying you should be ashamed is to me is taking it a bit far. I don't think they're happy with how this is going. 
Well, here's the thing. It's like punishing my kid three times, four times, five times about the same shit, and he doesn't do anything about it. He keeps doing it. Like, he, he well, should feel ashamed about something that he knows about that's wrong. Like, this is wrong, and they know about it. But from what I've read, I don't think they have any recourse. I think once they signed the contract, they signed over the rights to govern that. I don't, I don't, I don't think they have much they can do. From, from what I have learned or seen or read, I think they're at the mercy of these governing bodies because they signed the contract saying that, you know, handing over that power. Wow. What would happen if they just told them to go fuck themselves? What would happen to the biggest series, the biggest off-road Wada would sue them. Wada would sue them? It's an FIM thing. Okay, well, FIM would sue them, and, and I'm sure WADA has – WADA is going to lose a lot of faith, or, you know, they're going to be um, basically shamed in this deal. I don't think it would go over well. I think it would be pretty ugly, so, and I think that's what they're trying to avoid. Well, we do not know how long this contract supposedly ha- is. Depends on who you talk to. I, I talked to somebody at Feld that told me it was a 10-year deal, and they renewed it for another 10 I talked to somebody else very important in the sport that said, nope, it's a year-to-year deal, and they just renewed it. Hmm. So I can't get a straight answer. Hmm. The first time I, I get to talk to somebody important at Feld, I am going to ask them, what in the fuck are you guys doing with this FIM thing? You know, here's my theory on it. Well, hold on. You being you, have you requested to talk to someone to do an interview with them? Near the end of Supercross, we requested it, and it never happened. Okay. But it wasn't said. It, it wasn't a no. It was, yeah, we're going to work on it, and then nothing happened near the end of Supercross. Now, my theory is these guys have Supercross. They needed it back in the day. They did a nice end around on AMA to keep the series. It was a brilliant chess move by getting FIM involved. They don't need them anymore. They still need drug testing, though. I think we all agree with that. They need a form of drug testing. Now, my only theory that they still, why they still have it is because if they don't have it, the FIM, in their greed, in their greed and in their gluttony, will go and sell the, a Supercross series to someone else in Europe. Not in America, but in Europe. Like, hey, you want to be a Supercross series? No problem. We'll take your money and your FIM sanctioned and you are a Supercross series. Feld does not want that. Feld wants to be the only Supercross series in the world. You'll notice there's no more World Supercross rounds. Remember those? Right, like yeah. where uh, M.A. Guan. Heath Foss. Well, no, not even that. Uh, but in the fall, there used to be those four or five race series. Yeah. M.A. was champion. Huffman was ser- oh, champion. Yeah, yeah, Robbie yeah. Renard was cha- champion. They were a like, four or five race series at the end of the year. They were called Supercross. That guy was a World Supercross champion. Those are gone because there's only one Supercross now. If Feld tells FIM to go fuck themselves, FIM will probably sell the right to Supercross to someone else, and there'll be another Supercross series. And Feld will get their nose out of joint. That's why they have it, in my opinion. That's why. Hmm. I don't think it really matters, though. Does, I mean, of course not. When right. you have the, the number one series in America that's been going for 45 years. So it is. Now, listen, I know some of the backstory on the Craig thing. And he wasn't that smart with what he was doing. Okay. And, I, and I'll tell him that to his face if I ever talk to him about it or whatever. Like, right. he, he needed to be smarter. Just taking GNC stuff or something. But 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 having said that, you can't sit out for two years for a trace amount of something that you took by accident. And the FIM there said, should be a statute of limitations, dude. A year later, you're going to come that's, back. That's bullshit. What if Christian would have broke his leg in one of those races that he wasn't supposed to be competing in? Right. <laughs> what would that matter? It's just like, oh, I shouldn't be here anyways. Now I'm now I got a broken leg. Thanks a lot. Like, I, I just, don't think that would matter. I, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but I'm saying, like, you're like, oh, this race didn't even count. I got it all taken away, and I broke my leg. 
You know, like I got a fourth at this race. Like you racked up a bunch of wins or anything. No, but whatever. I don't know if you, you take get... away like ten years of my career, nobody gives a shit. Well, you're fifth at Buds. Mm. <laughs> I would be bummed about that. Uh, Bart's on the line. Bart, you want to talk about the FIM? Yes, yeah, I wanted to give a quick call. I, I've been, uh, I actually tweeted and tweeted you guys, and I was debating calling it, but I'm, I've just, I, I feel for Chris and Craig, and uh, I just want to say fuck Wada, fuck the FIM. I'm not happy uh, with Feld Entertainment. I think they could do a better job. Uh, I think it's a really easy solution. You got outsource your drug testing with the NFL or yep. UFC or someone like that. Uh, NASCAR, Control the penalty. NASCAR or any car, or any of these yep, guys. Yep. But you know what? That would do, Bart. That would cost money. That would cost money. Wouldn't want to do that. It would cost a little money, but what what happens? Okay, because and I think you brought this point point in, in another show. When's the last time we saw an, an FIM or an MXGP rider actually get suspended? I can't think of one. Mm. It's always targeted towards U.S. riders. No, so that, well, it, it has been a long time since one guy got busted. But Coppins got busted. Uh, Bartolini got busted, JT. God, that's way back. I mean, that's way back, but yeah, did, yeah that, that, that was yeah. thirty. That's twelve years ago. You no, know, it's that, more than that. It's more than that. Yeah, yeah about well, like, twenty years ago, <laughs> twenty-five years ago, and, and, and also too at the at, at the Disnations in Redbud, at the FI, just Team USA happened to have all their riders get their gas checked. Just happened to be USA guys, all of them, in a random test. It's amazing. Yep, it's fucking amazing. You're so, fucking it, kidding it, me. Yeah, they're. T- they're, I, in my opinion, they're targeting U.S. riders. And, and my question, you know, my question to, say, Dave Prater and Feld Entertainment, what are you going to do, like, when it happens to Eli Tomac or, say, Ken Roxon? You lose one of your marquee riders. Well, your riders dude, are You mean James Stewart? Dude, it process. happened at Stu. Right, they didn't exactly. do anything. You mean Stu? It happened to Stu. Yeah, they didn't do a thing. Right. It, it, they didn't do a thing, and it destroyed his career. He, he came back. He was not the same guy. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll, they'll do the same. If Eli Tomac or Ken Roxon. nothing they can do. They're, they're, they'll nothing do, they can do. They'll do the same thing. They'll just stand back. and They signed their life away when they did that. I, yep. You know what? This is what you do. You, If you're Honda, you're Kawasaki, you say, you know what? Let's, A1, let's boycott it and see what Bell does then. Because when you have just a circus of fireworks and a few private privateers riding, and, and the privateers back them up as well. Right. Get together. The factory teams are never going to work out anymore. Yeah, yeah it, it's tough, Bart, but I, I get what you're saying. Thanks, man. Yep, Th- thank you got you. it, man. Thank Take you. care, guys. Yep. I like the Bart's passion. Um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a joke. I had to laugh, too, the other day. I was reading an article about how IndyCar team owners and NASCAR team owners, they're all debating on what to do with TV money and how to divide TV money up with the with the because diff- they're getting some TV money. Obviously, NASCAR's much bigger mm-hmm. than IndyCar, yeah. but IndyCar has also got a car. And I just have to fucking laugh while our – Stupid teams, yes, I said stupid, sit back and don't get a fucking dime of TV money. Right. We had that guy from Sports Business Journal on the show. Uh, he said that he felt like Supercross guys were getting uh, 2 to $3 million a year mm-hmm. in Supercross, in money, from TV. And the team owners don't get a dime. Not a dime. Because they're just too dumb. They're too dumb to organize. They're too dumb to talk about Talk about it. In IndyCar, they figure it out. In, in, in NASCAR, they figure it out. I don't know about MotoGP, but... I'm just saying, like, maybe we deserve it all. Maybe we deserve all of this. Everyone deserves to get trampled on. The teams deserve to get trampled on. The riders get to trample on because no one can seem to figure anything out. We have MX Sports. You know what, uh, we have AMA. We have FIM. We have Feld. We have here's the problem. fucking 18 chefs in the kitchen. The, the, the manufacturers are so busy with other shit, and they got so much going on internally that I think this problem or what you're saying, trying to get money from TV, you know, all these things, 
That's way down the list, well, dude. dude. That's way down the list. I mean, because it maybe. doesn't come up from Japan, it doesn't come right. up from Austria right, or right, wherever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. I just sometimes in this sport, I I sit here and I get all mad and fired up and what is, why, why 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 bother? Why bother? Well, no, because if you lost that, then what fucking good would you have this radio show? I'll just fold the radio show up. <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. just fold it up. And what are you going to do? I don't know. I, I will say, though, if if you're Christian Craig and you know you're screwed, right? He, he failed something. Yeah. Right, right or wrong, yes. stupid or not, he failed something. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. He's raced the whole time. Oh, yeah. He, he's going to miss three more races or whatever. Oh, yeah. Two for the East, you mean? Like, yeah. And it, yeah, so he'll race, you know, some of Tuvadis next year. Like, it's not that bad. Like, it could right. be way worse. Yeah, Kay Clayson or, or whatever. Yep, Stu or Tickle well, or any. I any put of those the guys. Stu, I put the Stu thing on himself, right? Like, I feel like that's like everything Stu. It's a separate category. Yeah, his whole thing came. Yeah, there were a lot of bad decisions there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tickle and and Clayson, I feel, are are in a Christian Craig boat. You know, um. Yeah. So, anyways, I just shake my head at the at the sport sometimes. I just like, oh fuck these guys. Just yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any answers, but I think change is absolutely something that should happen. I just yeah. you know, hopefully somebody smarter than me knows what that change looks like. Right. Because I do think we need some sort of regulation. It can't just be a free for all. Because anywhere you have that much money, you know, up for grabs, people are going to find ways to to cheat. I mean, that's just the, yeah. with the way science is and modern yeah, yeah, yeah. medicine, human yeah. nature. There yeah. will be cheating. Oh yeah. Uh, I just I don't know what that looks like and what the answer is, but we definitely need to do something different. Yeah, yep, absolutely, I agree. Uh, all right, does nations uh, talk JT? So Adam was on earlier. Adam Cincerello was just on and basically said, "Hey, Kawasaki, you know, I, he'd be he's interested in going, but Kawasaki said no, and they're not going to take Eli Tomac either, and we think it's going to be Justin Cooper, Zach Osborne, and Jason Anderson." I don't have a problem with this. I've gone on and on about this. There's, I, I got beat up today on Twitter. Some guy, number 22, rides for JGR. He was upset at me. Um, Debo's upset. Debo. I got Stephen A. Stevenson all up my ass. <laughs> but, I, I mean, where are you at on this? Well, you're a flag waving. You're a flag waving. One of those flag flag waving son of a bitches. <laughs> well, you're taking a pretty hard line. Um, I, from what I saw, Chad was more disagreeing that if uh, if AC and Eli wanted to go, that that they would have they would get their chance. Like they they carry more weight than well, you're giving them credit for. I think is what that's what I picked up on. Is that right? Well, yeah, but um, you know, Adam said tonight that he wanted to go. Kawasaki said no. They got more important things for him. But do you how much how much weight do you put on that? Because that's definitely yeah. the line I would take also if i'm adam <laughs> right I mean, yep i agree yep you, you kind of have to right if you're trying to avoid the ire of american fans Stephen a, Stephen a stevenson you got to do whatever you can to get out of that cross harrison <laughs> well and i think cowie i think and i don't know this this is all speculation right i think cowie has been like yeah go ahead make us the bad guy so yeah and i, I don't know that do, but do you have a problem with it i have a problem with with Adam not going, I do. Um, Can you relate to him at all? Not wanting to go? Yes. Yes, because I do absolutely believe that it hinders your off season. Uh, I, I do believe that. And I do think that it's very tough for Adam, who's probably going to be coming off a national championship, you know, barring disaster. 
to then want to train for another five weeks of outdoors and it's brutally hot and shitty and all you want to do is kind of celebrate and, and get ready for this huge transition to the 450 class you have to stay focused on this 250 outdoor program which will probably never be a thing again in your life 250 outdoors i think that's a pretty tough ask to do and it's it would be so easy to not want to do that and just worry about the 450 and ease into it and start riding supercross sometime in september and have all this time for testing i think it's it's tough and it hinders your off season but when you've never done it and you're having your best season ever and we have been getting our ass kicked so bad like we have i don't know if it's a sense of duty that i think it is because that's maybe overstating it but I'll be damned if I wouldn't feel like I needed to go do it just because, and I think if you ask the older riders, even though they've said no and and they're, you know, those guys are well-documented as having said no in their careers. I think to a man, all of them would say like, you know what? You need to go over there and do this. There is, there are bigger things than racing and a one will still be there and all that. So I'm a bit torn, I guess, when it comes down to it, because I can really see both sides. But for me, having been in that race so many times and knowing what that race means in the moment, I would have to find a way to do it. Hmm. Uh, here's my thing. It's tough for me because I, I love America and I love what we stand for, and I agree with you. Sorry, the J, and I agree with you as far as like having a sense of duty to go. My thing is, I understand, and I'm sure you do as well, JT. Is how fatigued these guys are during the year, and this has come no up doubt. before. Um, we don't have enough time to let these guys recover. And you know how gnarly the sport is. It just tears your body down. And just like you said, I'm adding another five weeks, a block of five weeks to my training, to my to load of my body. And then I got to get ready for Supercross where there's all kinds of pressure on me because I got to do good now, now that I got a 450 ride. There's a Monster Cup two weeks after. It's just, it, it's a difficult situation to be in. And just like what Adam said, I don't know if you heard this. He's like, look, I want to be transparent as possible, but... There's certain things I just can't talk about right now, and I understand. Like, it's a tough position to be in because I'm sure he does want to go. But then that part of him is like, "Look, I gotta watch out for me and my career and what's best for me right now." And maybe the MX of Nation isn't the best for me right now. This isn't a team sport; it's an individual sport. So when we want to have all of a sudden have this MX of Nations come up, and now we're a team. These riders aren't really used to all that. Only for one time a year, you have to be a team player. And that's maybe hard to do at that time. Yep. I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I would almost say that it's absolutely the wrong thing for him to do, but I still think he should do it. And that's, that's super selfish, and that's every fan being selfish. But in 20 years, if he never gets to race that race for team for Team America, I think he'll regret it. You really do? Not not ever getting to go. If this is his one shot, who knows? Who knows how this pans out? Hopefully, he's great and he races for the team five more times. You know, I, I hope that for him because he's such a nice kid and I think he does it the right way. But yes, if he if this is his one shot and he doesn't go, absolutely, I think he would regret it. I trust me. I spend my own money, and WPS has been more than generous at times too, but I have spent thousands of dollars to travel to this race just to watch. So if you're asking me if I, if I would go there and race as a part of team America at any cost, yes, I would period. 
Would you question. Would you have gone for Puerto Rico? Probably, uh, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have meant as much. Right. Um, I've raced all over the globe, you know, and a lot of times was the only American, and that meant a lot to me. I wasn't I wasn't there representing America, but when you're the only American, and Steve, you know this, Americans make those races over there a lot of times. There, there's always a target on your back when you're the American. Uh, I, to be able to race officially as you know Team America, I would have, yeah, I would have done anything asked of me. And that's a, that's a personal decision, though. You know, I don't I don't mm-hmm. expect him to him to feel the same way. And and the pressures, just like Keeper was saying, are going to be tremendous, right. uh, no doubt about it. And he, I think he's absolutely putting himself behind if he decides to do it. And that's probably you know why he's not doing it. I, I would assume. But I still am conflicted and feel like you you will always regret not doing it one day if, if you pass it up. And here's what I don't like sometimes when I hear fans and things like that. It's like, if they don't go, they don't love America. To me, that's complete bullshit, dude. Like, you can't say that about a writer. Go, Stephen A. Stevenson, go read, go read what he's got to say. I haven't read it, but I'm just saying, look, you can't blame these writers watching out for themselves because the shelf life of a writer is short, that's dude. That's my whole thing. I don't care if they go or don't go to me. It's fine either way. It doesn't make me like the writer less. It, no. Like, I love America, and I want to see us win. I don't know if I'm on the JT level. I just appreciate right. motocross in general. Let's get our guys. I think what we have is great. Zach, Jason, and Coop. That's Justin a, Cooper. Yeah, Justin yep. Coop. Yep. Um, that's an awesome team. I think, yeah, I, I, think I, I think I would come down. My sentiments about this come down about where Zacho is, where he's just like, the rest of it be damned. I'll figure it out. I'm going. That, that's pretty much where I would be. Yeah, and, and I respect the shit out of that. Yeah, that's that, that that's fine for me, too. Yeah, for me, either way, I get it. If you don't want to go, I get it. The timing is horrible. If Kawasaki doesn't want to go, I get it. The cost is horrible. The work effort by the team that has already done 29 races in 36 weekends is a shit ton. You know, I've been on that point of view. I've been the mechanic for these things. Even when I didn't go in Team USA, I was helping with Chad's stuff. I was helping with Villeman's stuff, That guys that were going. Like, it's a lot of work, man. These guys are pushed to the limit, and it's really expensive. And these riders, I mean, I talked to one rider who told me he spent ten grand. Now, okay, they're fucking millionaires. What's ten grand? I get it. Why do you got to spend ten grand to fly your family over and your girlfriend and everything else? Right. You know, like, so you're spending ten grand. Your team is working their balls off. The OEM is spending fifty. You're devoting five weeks of your life, and if you don't win. You're a dick. 50% of the comments are, you suck balls. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, sign me up. Where do I go? Where, sign me up for that. Sounds like a great deal. <laughs> like, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, let's do the expert on Goggle Taros. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. These questions submitted uh, by Corey Moser. Anybody know him? Uh, who? Thank you. Uh, I'm actually familiar. No, I'm actually familiar. He uh, he almost ruined our live show on Friday. Yeah, good point. And our and our dinner. And our dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, X Brown goggles. The choice of champions everywhere. X Brown goggles. A new goggle coming soon. Whatever. And it is going to revolutionize the goggle world. I'm waiting. Let's go. X Brown goggles. Pulp Show 19 is the code to save at eksbrand.com. Ricky Brabeck. Yeah. Ben Lemay. Henry Miller. Gary Sutherland. John Short. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's fucking killing he's it ripping. in X-Brand right now, bro. Yep. Yeah. Privateer is everywhere. Use X-Brand. stock engine. 
Let's do this. X Brown goggle questions. Let's go, Marks. Come on. Let's do it. Stop. Let's go. Stop yelling. JT, what did Steve complain about the most at Fly Summer Camp? Mm. Oh, this is good. I know this one. I took him to Starbucks, which I <laughs> I passed one the first morning, so he is super pissed about that. Oh, man. Uh, he didn't actually complain too much. I, for him, he was pretty good, so I'll go easy on him. No. Dude, what is the number one thing he complained about? You. Oh, everything I did? Everything I said? Keto, bro. Keto. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Every place we went. He, just... he says it's you know no problem, funny? but it's a problem. Well, you know what's funny is that he gets super defensive if people, like, bag on him for the way he wants to live his life, but he just rides my ass about everything I do. A-Ray. Drop right now. Yeah. All right. Next question. Kiefer, which live show has been your favorite? Oh, good one. Uh, I would say Monster Cup last year was really good live show. All right, I don't know how you can beat the show with RV and uh, Vegas. Vegas, RV sure. and Chad. Yes. You know, you know who else is the official goggle of X Brand? Hmm. Aiden Kiefer. He does wear X Brand. He's X Brand. Yeah, he's loyal to that. Yep. Everything else. Everything is else stuff. is switches. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But X Brand, he's all in. Steve, what's the best way for AC to prepare for 450s this offseason? Oh, I don't know. I mean, just keep doing what he's doing. I mean, right? Yeah. Ride with Roxon every day. Yeah. Don't you feel like he's he'll be three to six place guy, right? First year out? A lot of good guys. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't... I don't see him winning. I, I don't see him taking off. I don't see him doing any of that, but he'll, he'll, he'll I get do, it. I think he'll have the ability to go as fast as anybody, though. We don't often see guys like when Plessinger moved up, there was no part of me that thought he would be able to go as fast as the fast guys were going. I thought he'd do okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. But he didn't have that elite level crazy ball speed. I think Adam's going to have that. Fair enough. All right. JT, if we started a GoFundMe to bribe you to ride with Moser and his buddies to Washougal in the Woody, how much money would it take? Seven figures. Seven? Seven figures. Seven figures. <laughs> yep. yeah. Kiefer, what do you get more excited about, new gear releases or new model bikes to ride? Oh, fuck, that's close. I will say new model bikes by a smidge. Fair enough. Steve, is there currently a better rant than Debo on Instagram? Just leave me alone. <laughs> why? Why? Why is it always going to be me? Why is he mad at me? Go get mad at Wygan or JT or somebody else. Like why? Why me? Well, we have differing opinions usually, so I think he's going after your opinion. Well, okay, but who cares? It's just an opinion. Leave me alone, Debo. You should take it as a compliment. I, 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 uh, he texted me and was not, not recently, but the last time he blew the third or fourth time ago that he blew me out, mm -hmm. he texted me to, to say, Hey, it's all in fun. I blew you out or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Whatever. I don't care. I said, come on the show, come, come, come to Vegas and come on the show. Right. And he said he would and crickets. So trying to get Stephen A. Stevenson in studio here. JT, are you committed to attending the, de uh, designations until us breaks this losing streak? I'm committed to going regardless. I don't have any intentions of missing any. If I was going to miss one, it would be this year. Trust me. 
uh, I don't like our chances. We've lost seven in a row. Uh, but I will be there again, and I will be there every year because it truly is the best event of the year. 16.5 Watch us win this year. So, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Weirder things have happened. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, I get painted as this anti-MXDN guy. I've been 12 years in a row with my own money. Right. Nobody pays for me to go. And I've donated four or five grand to Team Canada over the years. Like cash. In the term of raising yeah, so eBay leave, options. Leave me alone. Like, dude, I'm, I'm good. I like this race. I'm good. Yeah, but We love this race. But Both of us are in the best mood ever when we go to this race. Wow. I know. Yeah. It, I, I, I really enjoy it. Like, I'm, that week, I'm super excited the whole time. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're anti-MXDN. I don't necessarily agree with your opinion. But I think you enjoy the race, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I, I enjoy watching hurlings and Carolling Caroli racing together, or Desal and and Roxon or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just enjoy being at the race. But Team USA, yeah, yeah, I get it. All right, Kiefer, if you could do your 2020 bike shootout at any three tracks, which ones would you choose? Monster Mountain. Uh, I'll do a Sanso uh, Southwick. Dude, I think WW Ranch is better than Southwick. But iconically, Southwick. Okay. Right. Glen Helen. Three. <sighs> Jesus. What, say what you want about Glen Helen. It's a good testing track. JT, did you see Kiefer's Instagram where we made dino charts of our wives? I did. Yeah, Pookie was not happy. And their anger level? Yeah. This was brought up in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Steve, last one. Ballpark, how much do you think the fly summer camp must cost? Dude. Dude, expensive. It's a lot of money. That's got to be. <sighs> they do a lot of shit for us, man. That's got to be 50 grand. No, I'd say more. You think? Yes. How yeah. many How many media guys? 15? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it was 18, 18 maybe. 1,000 yeah. a flight? And that's, and that's high? No. No, that's $1,000. No, but that's a high. I'm saying, like, that there's 18 grand. So how could it be any more than 50? Well, the stuff that they make, all that the hand stuff, hand wooden stuff they made, it's, they made all that it's stuff. Like 50 grand they rent out the joints. Yeah, it ain't 50 they pay grand. for us to. Dude, I dude. don't know. What do you think, JT? Well, he knows. I don't know. I've never, I've oh. never seen a total bill on it. I mean, I, I know it's expensive, and I know that we don't really look at the number and say we need to hit this number. We look at it and say we need to present the best experience possible and make sure that we convey the best or the, the appropriate message at whatever cost next so. year it's in vegas marks with e-bikes no i'm in that's what i try to get that's i'm, in, what I was I'm, in, that, that, I'm that, in for that one i'll pay my own way it's at sunrise next year <laughs> i could see i could see e-bikes happening i really could but it won't be in vegas well listen it's vegas before sunrise Kiefer. i'll guarantee you that sunrise would be way better if there's a vegas. if there's a ranking of cities <laughs> vegas atlanta's not up the top no no <laughs> Listen, we should be paying you guys. There's no chance you should be paying us to go down there. You guys advertise with all of us, media people. Uh, we all appreciate it. It's new gear. It's a great time. We should f- spend money of our own to go up and see you guys, to see the latest gear yeah. and everything else. That's how it should really work. Fly gear. I liked it there, so bro. much, I uh, sent a thank you email to those guys because it's so fun. Oh, know? I didn't do that. Should I do that? Well, too late now. I did it. I'm a dick. So, all right. Um, you texted me the next morning and said thank you. Yeah, that was you, but I, that doesn't matter. I mean, the real pe- like the people that set it up. Oh, yeah. real people, JT. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. Like you know, like like you know, people that matter. You suck, JT. Yeah, people that matter. Uh, that's the X brand Gogoteros. X brand Gogos, the choice of champions everywhere. Aiden like Kiefer. Aiden Kiefer. Aiden Kiefer. Uh, anything else, JT? We got Cameron McAdoo coming right up. Uh, no. Is he? You gonna ask him if he's fan of that team? 
they better sign him. Well, we, we'll ask him. Actually, here, let's take a call. Get 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 Ramit on the phone. Let's take this call though. Uh, Ricky's got a question about Roxon's legacy. <laughs> what's up, Ricky? Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys RC, doing? RC, what up? <laughs> is it Carmichael? Is this Carmichael? <laughs> no, it's actually the president of your Tijuana uh, Tijuana uh, fan club. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> you guys do know you're pretty big in TJ, right? Um, no, I didn't know that, but that's awesome. T- Tijuana, <laughs> Tijuana, yeah. Oh. Hey, you too, Kiefer. Um, anyways, my question is: Kiefer would um, like you to if you, if you're really are you really from Tijuana? For donkey, real? donkey show. Kiefer wants to go yes, to yeah. Kiefer would like you to take him to a donkey show. Thank you. Dude, I got something way better for you. I've only been to TJ once, and one of the mechanics that was with us was screaming donkey show out the window for 45 minutes straight. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that guy. (laughs) Did you guys, did you guys, did any of you ever, um, were here when we had the Tijuana Supercross, like once, like 10 years ago? No, I don't remember anything about that. Yeah, Bulliman, uh, DB won it. Oh, Jesus. on On a Honda CR450. Uh, Travis and I went to San Diego Arena Cross and then walked across the border to Tijuana, and that was a good night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really I, – I, I've done it the drunken night, too, but I don't remember much about it back in the day. Well, so. yeah, ne- next time you guys talk to Volman, uh, ask him about his uh, yeah. Tijuana Supercross experience. <laughs> All right. All right, what about Roxon's legacy? Uh, all right, so you guys talk a lot about uh, Tomac and his numbers and his stats and how he's getting close to, you know, the greats and all that and, you know, how his career would be viewed if uh, he retired without a Supercross title but i mean the possibilities of rocks ever winning a championship is is pretty big so what do you guys think of that i mean is it, it his career would be a success no matter what but in the grand scheme of things and and the things that he was slated to be at, at a certain point um how would his career be viewed and how would you know would he would, would there be some regrets there uh, i just think that injury was so gnarly that you know, I think everybody will give him some slack and cut him some slack, right? He still won races since that injury. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He was on pace to win that Supercross title uh, before he um, – Yeah, it, 17. Was, was it 17 with the, with the wrist? Yep. Was that it? Arm. Arm? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I don't mean the Honda crash. I mean the RCH thing. Oh. Uh, I thought oh. he was going to win that year. Oh, okay. And then he kind of threw that was, it away. Uh, that was... uh, What do you think, JT? I mean, the injury kind of changes legacy, I think, right? Well, of course. I mean, you're, he was headed towards multiple titles. You know, it would have been interesting, but I think we can agree he looked like he was the best guy when he, you know, had the big crash on his Honda. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, nothing he can do about it, but there's no way to say it didn't affect the way he will be viewed because I think he would have been a, a five- or six-time champion if he never gets hurt because I think the Honda thing would have been tough for anybody to deal with. Um, Dungey would have left. I think he would have won more titles in the wake of Eli Tomac's inconsistency. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any way to avoid that. And, and it's not anything he can do about it. It's not his fault, but that's just life. All right. There you go. Hello? Oh, was Ricky? Oh, Ricky's there. Rick? Rick, you're back. Rick? 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's, that's where we're at, I think, with Ken. Like, it's just, it's a shame the injury got him, but, uh, I'm with JT. Like, he has two or three more championships right now without that arm injury. You, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, right. I mean, and that's this is the way our sport is, man. I mean, look how many guys. I, I mean, there's no way he doesn't. In my opinion, that this is all ifs and buts. But you're telling me you don't think he beats Jason Anderson that series if he's yeah the Ken Roxon of old. Of course he does. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. So, thanks, Ricky. Appreciate the call, hey. man. Thank you. Hey. 
What? What? Whatever happened to Goss, uh, to uh, Reed's old mechanic? Just quick question. Goose. Yeah, like I never he, heard anything of him. He's uh, he was helping out the uh, uh, Phoenix Racing Team for a little bit for a couple of races this year, but he's mostly pretty much retired up in Idaho. That's it. Oh, okay. Fishing and doing whatever, working on some bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Thank you. Uh, all right, JT, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, 2020 stuff out now, available now for sale. So please check it out. Uh, I love the formula graphics. That's my, maybe my favorite addition to the fly line. My favorite is yeah, the blue and white Evo. Blue and white Evo, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah, with, with the red in it? With still the red? a hydrogen guy, but oh. blue and white. Oh. Okay. The stuff that Weston was wearing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, um, I like the graphics on the Evo. Uh, f- send me that. Send me my helmet from the ride day. Yeah, uh, when are we getting our bags? Yeah, when are we get my stuff? Uh, they are. We we have been in post summer camp mode. We had like twelve hundred meetings today, uh, but all of that will be handled soon. So I actually have your stuff, Steve. So I'll take care of that before I leave for Belgium. Okay, fantastic. Thanks. Thanks, JT. Fuck Chris. Take care. All right, guys. See ya. All right, see ya. See ya. Uh, EVS, Spor- oh, EVS Sports. Over the last 30 years, EVS Sports has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's racers. Hampshire, Hill, Pastrana, Albert EVS, uh, Sexton, Savachi as well. EVS Sports, we are protection. Use the code PULP19 to save at evsports.com. PULP19, code to save at evsports.com. Don't forget, go on sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com to get all the codes. Uh, and we're pleased and proud to bring you our next guest of the night. Brought to you with by EVS Sports. Uh, this man had a very, very, very good um, uh, washugal, and we're shug. shug, and he's on to talk about it. Cameron McAdoo, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good, not too bad. Just uh, actually watching the replay of Moto Two at South or uh, Washugal, and nice. I'm learning a thing or two from these two guys. <laughs> uh, sorry to put you on hold for a little bit there while we got took that call. By the way, um, hey, good race, man. Got good starts. Ran up front. Fitness is good. Um, you got to be stoked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm pretty stoked on kind of the whole outdoor season all around. Mm-hmm. Um, not really knowing what I was going to do at the beginning, and then um, coming in. Uh, obviously, I had some really unfortunate struggles with Florida, <laughs> and, uh, and then Millville Moto Two. Yep, had a little issue, but but I mean, other than that, I feel like I've been. I mean, I have been consistent. You know, I've been inside the top ten every single round, and then. This weekend, uh, yeah, Moto One, I got off to a really good start and ran a good pace. I think for at least twenty to twenty-five minutes, uh-huh. maybe fell off a little bit, but yeah, I think we're improving each round. Um, second Moto, I didn't have the best start, but I was pretty proud of the way I was able to come through. I think I started seventeenth, and mm-hmm. that was a hard track to pass on. So yeah. Yeah, you yeah got, it, was a, it was a really good building week. Yeah, it's, it's cool to watch you come into your own here, and especially like like you said, you had no ride. It's a fill-in ride on a steel frame bike that you hadn't ridden, um, and, and, and your best outdoor finish, I believe, was 11th or 12th coming in overall? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're just crushing, but you're just crushing that like almost every week, right? So, yeah, man, it's really neat to see you kind of getting some confidence figuring things out the light switches flipped on a little bit here and uh yeah it's awesome man so yeah you got to be stoked about the whole series like you said yeah i have been and and yeah i mean i was a fill-in guy coming into supercross and then a fill-in guy coming into outdoors so Mm -hmm. um and i I obviously had higher expectations than 11th for myself coming into outdoors when i you know after my the supercross season that i had um i 
was pretty positive that I was going to be better than 11th. But mm-hmm. man, there's 10 to 12 guys that could, you know, can possibly stay on the podium or that have yeah. this year. It's, it's pretty gnarly. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. AC was on the show earlier, and uh, we were talking about that second moto. That was cool, man. Those guys were pushing it, Cameron. It was gnarly. Man, and to be another racer that raced the same track, the same moto, and everything, <laughs> and then to watch that, it, it really puts it into perspective because, you know, I, I I feel that I'm, you know, obviously at the, you know, towards the highest level of the sport. Mm-hmm. And these two, it's just to watch how much intensity, like, I mean, I'm watching right now, there's two laps to go, and this is unreal. Like, yeah, yeah. They, you know, it, it goes to show, I think, I mean, I'm so impressed just by AC season um, after what happened in Vegas, just the way he bounced back. And, man, he just fights tooth and nail to the end of every single thing. That's, that's super cool. So, I'm, I'm with you. We did our preview show for the Nationals, and, and he was on since then, and I've told him this, so I didn't, I didn't mention it tonight. But that, that crushing thing at Vegas, right. and you had one week to get sort of in the right mindset and one week to get motivated and one week to, to shine – uh, I was so impressed. I really did. And I know Adam well. We were friends. I've known him for a long time. I really thought that would hang over him and that would affect him. And and, and it didn't. And props to him, man. Like I, That took a lot of mental fortitude to, to just come up and be like, all right, cool, new series, watch this, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, even like, shoot, I, you know, his bad days this year outdoors have been like a 4-2 or a 4-3 for second or third overall. It yeah. almost kind of reminds me of uh, – of Zach Osborne in 2017. Uh, yeah. Um, like, I mean, like Millville stuck out to me. He saved his bike all the way to the end, you know, to to get like an eighth place. Like, so, I mean, he's just, he's so consistent and just crushing it. Yeah. Cool. It's impressive. I think also, too, like, I think Nick is a huge part of that to get his brain wrapped around the right yeah, way. Yeah, but Nick was with him before. You know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm all about giving Nick credit. Don't get me wrong, but like he was there before. Yeah, I just feel like Nick has helped him more sure. this year. Yeah, and that's what I'm wondering. Do you have a guy like that, Cameron, that is there in your ear to kind of help you along? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've kind of been moving around quite a bit lately, honestly. But uh, to be honest, just since I started this outdoor season with uh, TLD, uh, TK has been a big help to me. I mean, he. He's at the track every single day. Um, he drives out to the track, and and he, he kind of, I mean, he's been a racer too. Mm-hmm. And I think he he really does watch. Like, it, like, he actually watches on the bike. And even at the races, like, kind of a perfect example was uh, Redbud Moto1. I, I got stuck behind a pileup in the first turn, and then I was coming through the pack, and I was coming through kind of, I was coming through all right, but was just kind of being sketchy and I ended up crashing because of it. And like, I came back to ninth mm-hmm. from way back and he was like, not, not stoked on it at all. He's like, man, you're riding crazy. Like you can't do that for the first 15 minutes. And like, <laughs> you know, he was like, you need to like, we were just like, we need to work on this, this and this for the next moto. And, and like he, it wasn't ideal. And, and he was straight up about it. And then moto two, I started in fourth or fifth and I actually ended up getting 10th, but all 10 guys were right there. Like I was 35 seconds off the leader, but got 10th place. Right. And he came back and he was like, that was the best I've seen you ride all year and was stoked. And I mean, according to the results sheet, Moto1 was better, but 
it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. I was like after Moto Two, I was I had the same thoughts. I'm like, if he's not you know happy or yeah. stoked with that ride, like man, I felt solid out there. But so that that was really what made me realize like he's actually watching and and like dissecting it, and yeah. that's that's been a big help. I, I last time I talked to him, I told him that he should hug you every time he sees you. Because that listen, that it's been a rough year for those guys. Let's 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 be honest. And Tyler will tell you too, it hasn't worked out on a number of reasons for a number of guys on the team. And you came in and you've really, you know, stabilized it, gave him some good results, also stepped in on a bike that you didn't know and provided good results. You know, so I I'm like, you should hug McAdoo every time you see him. Um and, and he and he agreed actually. He was laughing about it. Like are you going to sign there again next year? Or do, is that in talks? Do, do we want to do that? What's, yeah, I what's, mean, yeah, it's in, I'm, I haven't signed anything, and nothing's complete as of right now. But, yeah, um, I'm working on getting basically my 2020 plans. I'm hoping to have complete before the last three rounds. Good, nice. And how so, nice will that be for you, a guy? How nice will that be for I, you, who, a guy who had fill-in rides? So, <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been pushing for it since. <laughs> high point you know like i've been like i'm like i'm so ready to have to hopefully be able to sign a thing coming into an off season and just just have an right. off season that i know where i'm going to be like i've i've literally been a fill-in yeah you know for for my whole time basically other yep. than you know my mcr but uh yeah i mean it's yep. just, like last year off season i went i i bought a, a honda 450 from geico and Mm-hmm. Um, was riding that, and then I went to Australia on a Honda, and then I went, or I went to Straight Rhythm on the, on the two stroke for you, and yeah, you yeah. know, I, I just I jumped around a lot. And you rode a Yamaha for a little bit. <laughs> yep, I got on a Yamaha, raced that in Geneva, and yeah, like I just knew that I needed to stay racing and stay relevant as much as possible, and I right. knew it, that it would work out. Yeah, the way it would. I, I like that, and we know we just had we did a live podcast show on Friday night. Kiefer was there, and Bogle was on the stage with us, and. You know, like, he had his Phoenix team deal, and it fell apart, and it was a disaster, and he had a shitty last year with JGR. His head, he had, hit his head really good, and, and, you know, he jumped on this BB, uh, BBMX bike, KTM, with very little time, and I was just saying, like, dude, don't give up. Never give up. You just never know, and look, not, not that you were ever going to do that, but it's just, you know, you never know how the sport's going to go, man, before you know it. Things flip, and your worst few months of your life, all of a sudden, it's the best few months of your life. You know? Yeah, that's it's so true too. Because shoot, honestly, TLD, I wasn't even thinking there was a chance of having a fill-in ride for the summer. I knew that there was, you know, going to be probably some openings coming next year, but that was kind of like the last place I was looking for for a fill-in ride because um, I know some people that obviously. Like Brayton's close with TK yeah, and yep. talking to Andrew and Supercross season. TK's like, man, I've got I've got five guys. Like, there's no way I'm going to take a fill in. Like, yeah. as long as I have two guys healthy on the track, I'm good. So, right. like, you know, I, I and yeah, it was just the way it worked out. I yep. just, I knew that I needed to stay riding and stay ready. Right. Yeah. You just you just never know. How's the bike, dude? Yeah. We've been hearing a lot of things about other. You know the riders on the team, like, hey, we got some problems with the bike. It's the bike's doing this. And Bro, doing look at McAdoo. It's good. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, it's good. How do you feel yeah, about the bike? I mean, I'm I'm super happy with it. Um, I've done 
I haven't done a whole lot of testing, but the testing that I did do, it was super, it was really, really beneficial. Actually, I kind of fell into um, WP had sent uh, a couple of the technicians from Austria. Like, I think they're kind of a couple of the main MXGP guys over to test with Shane and Jordan the very first week I rode the bike, actually. And um, they were going to test Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday with those guys. And I, uh, Shane ended up crashing on Monday, hitting his head. And then Wednesday, I was at the track. We had, like, KTM had it rented at Paula, and Jordan was only able to ride a couple laps, and his hand was so bad that he was like, I I can't ride anymore. So there I was. (laughs) And I kind of honestly fell into two full days testing with WP and had those guys basically to myself. So that was a really positive thing for me. And, and, uh, but even before that, like the setting that they put me on, they, they kind of had Shane and Jordan in that direction. Um, I was, I was happy with it, you know, right away. I think the steel frame fits me well. And I think the KTM fits me well. Um, I know we so, were, yeah, I mean, we were so talking that, earlier. So far, I'm happy. We were talking, I think, at Milestone, we were talking about how the KTM feels a little freer. It doesn't move as much, like less pitching. Still the same feeling for you? Yeah, I feel, um, I, it feels like, to me, my, I have a lot better, I, I have a good, really good feeling in my front end on it. Um, I can kind of take it as far as I want, and it doesn't seem to hold me back, if that makes sense. Like, um, that's one of the biggest things I've been impressed with. Like, doesn't I, I? I don't feel like it's got this like limit where it's like it's it's dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, just the way the front of the bike, I think, sits up more is better for me, I think. And um, but but I mean, I had by by Supercross after doing some testing too. Like my my Geico bike was really good. I was really happy with that bike too. So, um, and I'm kind of basing it outdoors to outdoors. You know, last year I was still really new to testing. I didn't do a lot of testing. Mm-hmm. I kind of jumped in behind the eight ball. So, so it's it's tough to compare. But um, I'm happy. I'm really happy with where it's at right now. Bro, did you do the Friday Adidas thing and get like a to go shopping cart through Adidas for a bunch of shit? Yeah, it was so sweet. Honestly, oh, how much really cool how much stuff did you get? A lot, but <laughs> honestly, the the cooler part, I mean, the coolest part to me was um, getting to go, like, we, we went to the store afterwards, which was, like, a few miles away, but getting to go to, like, the headquarters, and Al showed us around and showed us some of the new technologies that they're working on, and, and I never realized that Al, I always thought he was just kind of like the Adidas, you know, like, athlete rep, mm-hmm. what I just, that's what I had assumed and thought, but Little that I know, like that's not even what he does. He's just a huge motocross fan, so that's kind of that's why all the guys sponsored by Adidas right. through him. But he's like the head. He basically is the guy who, you know, directs where that like what the new shoes are going to be like and the new technologies. And he's like, so I mean, he's it's it was so cool to show. He was showing us, you know, some of the stuff they're going to come out in the future years and how they make it and brought us through and introduced us to the engineers and it, it was just oh, that's cool. so crazy to what goes into a running shoe <laughs> yeah you know or a, yep. or a sports bra or something like that yeah absolutely no it's, it's yeah i'd be more interested in that in a more more interest in a sports bra <laughs> yeah, sports yeah. Bra aspect. yeah really right yeah. 
Um, no, it's been uh, it's been it's been awesome to see the 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 shitty part of you riding so well is that you uh, you you can't do straight rhythm because you're gonna have a contract, so you can't do straight rhythm for for Pulp MX next this year. That that's that's the terrible thing about this whole thing, Cameron. You, you're riding so well, <laughs> but but okay. So you know, I might Blame. I might want to get a Ray, except a Ray is doing the straight rhythm for Swap Moto Live. Hmm. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. So. He just left pulp. He can go fuck himself. He's probably mad because of all the flack he got at Straight Rhythm last year. Like, people were coming by saying how, like, oh, you upgraded with the filling right to A-Ray. Yeah. I know. That that probably didn't. Hey, can we run a poll on Twitter, Marks? Uh, Should we ban A-Ray from the show permanently for his straight, Straight Rhythm? Well, I can already answer that, but I'll put the poll up. Put anyway. the poll up. Let's see how it goes okay. because that's bullshit. Yeah, he, he's gonna get he's gonna get banned. He's just in my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, it sucks, McAdoo, because you've been riding so well. So we can't get you straight rhythm. But hey, that's all right. Um, you'll take it. All um, right. To have a to have an off season all settled and know what you're riding, you can get into your program. That's gonna be just that's gonna be such a help for you. You know. Yeah, I uh, I hope that that I can get it all done and and uh have have a plan yeah that'd yeah be really really nice yeah awesome man well hey thanks for coming on always fun to get you on uh like i said it's cool to see you just you know figuring things out and getting better and better i love it uh it's a cool story um thanks for your time tonight cameron yeah and thanks for having me on and uh thank you guys for all your help yeah no worries anytime yeah. man you deserve it uh good dude and i'm glad yeah. good, good things work out for good people thanks you know? mac yeah yeah, appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. All right, see you, see you later. That's Cameron McAdoo, everybody, from uh, TLD KTM, and uh, legit- legitimately figuring it out, really riding well. So it's cool to see. Brought to you by EVS Sports. We are protection. Pulp19 is the code to save at EVS Sports. A pro filter sold through Power Sports Dealers Nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use air filter or high-quality premium air filter for your next service. Pulp MX35 at checkout hmm. to get a discount on a pro filter. So if you've been active, uh, pro filter has been active in the industry for a decade. And they make top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side by sides, and everything in between. I see you people tweeting me with uh, photos of your pro filter and using the code. So thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Earlier tonight, we gave out some Maxima, Maxima USA, uh, created for world class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands and equipment drive them to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in their DNA to identify formula, to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute the highest levels of competition. MaximaUSA.com, Pulp MX35 to save at Maxima USA. They've got a new bike washout. Oh, really? Yep. Have you tried it? I haven't sent some. I like to try it. You haven't tried it? I've been on the bot. I've been doing the bike wash reviews. What's up? How's the Karcher thing coming? Karcher is going. How's that coming? First impression. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's great. Thanks. Kiefer Inc. is not going to stamp something that he doesn't test. How you ride your balls off all the time? You yes, wa- that means you wash your bikes all the time. How, so when is the time? You think one month? Uh thirty to forty washes. I'm not there yet. Oh come on, not there, not there yet. Twenty washes. I'm think I'm around that. Okay, perfect. Twenty washes then. So okay, fine. We'll do a first uh, impression. Thanks to the guys at Karcher for helping out with the um, live show too. If you need a pressure washer, either gas one or electric, Pulpamex is the code to save. Just cart your website, pop a Mex code. Make sure you put the right nozzle on because you'll blow the fuck out of your shit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Let's get some phone calls. Uh, we're going to talk to... Uh... A-Ray just texted me. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh. What's up, Joey? Hey, what's up, Steve? Um, 
I just got a quick question for you. I'm kind of newer to your show, so I'm not sure if, if you ever talked about this before. But um, what does pulp stand for? And pulp MX is it like short for something or? No, I just kind of was thinking about starting a blog, you know, and 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 like Pulp Fiction. Obviously, is a very popular movie, but Pulp Fiction in itself is a is a genre of magazines in the 40s and 50s that were like real edgy and real underground so like back then they had stories of uh drugs and sex and stuff like that right which were in the the 40s and 50s were super edgy so they called it pulp pulp fiction and it was like i said a series of magazines so i thought to myself i want to be a moto media guy but i want to be edgy and different from the other moto companies and and you know talk about things that other people wouldn't so then i wanted to say so then i wanted to say pulp mx Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I just, I, I always just wondered ever since I started listening to your show, like in the beginning of uh, January, because I'm like kind of new to the whole moto scene. So, yeah. Um, I used to watch some of your videos on the, uh, used to do like fixing certain things on bikes on yeah. YouTube and stuff. And then I just found out you had a, a, a this thing right here. Oh, cool. So, I mean, I've been listening to it ever since. It's pretty cool. Oh, God. I'm so. glad you enjoy it. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Just a little like, edgy motocross talk, stuff that maybe. Other media companies wouldn't talk about. That's how Pulp MX started way back in 2010, 2009, something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Well, thanks. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we got a call about uh, about McAdoo. Derek, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How's it going? This is Derek Isley. I am uh, used to be the Alpine star. Yeah, Derek. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, yeah. Guy. Yeah, Kiefer, what's yeah. going what's on, What's up, buddy? buddy? Oh, not a lot. Hey, man, I, I sorry I couldn't hang out much more last weekend i was busy working track crew and doing all kinds of stuff for ryan up at washugo we had a pretty busy weekend going on up there did you go to the live show um i couldn't i couldn't get away from the track yeah uh, did we did so much work on that track to get it ready for the weekend i mean as far as adding dirt and the new layout and just you know getting everything ready, it was. You guys added some dirt. You deal. guys added some dirt. It looks like it was good. <laughs> oh, dude, we added a lot of dirt, tons and tons of dirt, um, some grass, some sod, some wood chips in certain areas that needed yeah. it, and you know that track. It's it's uh, it's obviously been around for a long time in the same layout, so we were getting kind of down to the slick stuff, and it was time to time yeah. to put some new dirt in there. Um, but uh, I was hoping to catch McAdoo, and I mean, he was the kid's such a rad kid. And I was always back in McAdoo, hundred percent. You know, even kind of when the Geico deal was was nearing its end, right. he was worried about you know boot situation and whatnot. But I backed that kid all the time, and uh, to see him get that right, I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram. I put up like a fake Craigslist post. Oh, I saw up. that. The MX racer for sale and yeah. just totally worded it all like a like a Craigslist post. It was pretty. Yeah, cool he he's a rad kid. I I didn't really know him uh, until the straight rhythm thing. You know, um, right, right, right. I don't know who told me to call him. Oh, Phil did. Yeah, I asked Phil. Phil said, "Go fuck myself." Phil? And then he said, "Call call McAdoo." <laughs> so, you know, I just reached out. To, I reached out to him for that, and then he's a really good dude. And then I, I hung out with him in Geneva and and Bercy. So I'm Paris. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's, good he's guy. Awesome. He man at Vegas this year when he podiumed, it was like, 
I mean, there was so much stuff going on for us as a company then at Vegas, but like McAdoo's podium was probably one of the biggest things. Like I was just like, no way. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. It's just always cool it to see done. someone that's nice as a human being make it and do something good, you know? And Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, he, he deserves it, man. It's cool. And you he know does. what? Moseman's another kid. Really nice guy. Yep. Uh, and yep. he and he and he's a little better than Cameron, but he's the same way. It's taken a little bit, yep. but they're yeah. starting to figure it out. They're starting to get some confidence. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's amazing how fast those 250 kids are going these days. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Unreal. Cool. Right on. Yeah, that was it. So uh, real quick, I mean, what I know feedback on the track and everything from last weekend seems to be overwhelmingly positive as far as changes to the track and all that. I mean. Any any quick words, you know, for yeah. the guys up at Washougal? Or? They, they liked it. They seemed to like it. We talked about a little bit of how that mist and the rain probably helped things out, too. Because, honestly, it looked like garbage on Friday. Um, but but you guys <laughs> did a great work, and uh, I think people the really liked it. The schedule was tough, yeah. you know. The schedule was tough. Having an amateur race yep. for two days straight and then dumping media day on us, it was tough. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for we sure. Were, ah, that, we that, were, it doesn't we matter. The, the race day was yeah. good. So And I liked, I liked, right the, new, I liked the freeway section. You guys kind of added the, the roller. The rollers. The I think that's better. Yeah, yeah. I like that, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right on. So good Cool, deal. man. Well, that's what we're after. Thank you. All righty, Kiefer. Good I'll talking to you, Derek. Soon, I'll All see right. you guys. See ya. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to... Derek. So you know Derek? Have you met Derek? I know Derek, yeah. He's a good dude. Uh, Scooter. Hey, how's it going? What up? Hey, I uh, listened to your uh, pod you just did with McGrath yeah. uh, last week, and he was talking about you know his struggle on the 98 Yamaha, and they basically changed everything so it would feel like a 96 Honda. Yeah. So <laughs> how do we have... 20 years later, so many setup problems. And when do the OEMs or the teams finally just say, hey, dude, you got to ride it? Well, four strokes uh, cause a bit of setup problems, especially 450s, because yeah. they have so much torque. They have so much horsepower. You're loading the frame. You're loading the aluminum. You're twisting everything. Um, yep. So definitely compared to two strokes, the four strokes are a bit of a bear to set up. Um, so I, I do – I do grant the riders of today that concession. However, it's fucking out of hand. It's out of hand yeah, with, with setup stuff. I, I mean, I just you know I could see like a you know like a weekend having a bad up you know weekend, but like how does Factory Yamaha not be able to get Dean Ferris comfortable on a motorcycle? I, I don't understand that, dude. These guys. Well, it's it's just, it's been a nightmare for not even just Dean. It's been a nightmare for both guys. I feel like too. Nightmare might yeah. be a strong word. Okay, it's been a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. But but not just the uh, Yamaha guy. Easy blue Like Roxon. You know, he's kind of went back and forth with suspension and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I know, I know. When I heard Kenny was bringing over his German suspension guy, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, dude, I like you just – these guys, it's set up, set up, set up. That's all you hear, and I get it, but never heard – I listen, I don't want to throw this out too much, but you never heard Carmichael talk much about setup. Some guys, yeah, just, some guys don't I'm, care, I'm though. Able, I, I know, but, like, dude. You're never going to get a bike to work perfectly. You are never going to get a bike to work perfectly in those whoops at Washougal. I don't think it's the perfect thing that you're looking for. It's it's. I just want to feel comfortable so I can go fast. That's a big thing for riders. If they don't have that comfort to push the edge, and it's not even a, the perfect scenario. You just need to push the edge and feel okay. That's it. Okay. Right. There you go. Yeah, I, I get it. I, it just seems like you know, 15 years into the four strokes, we would have figured something out by now. I'm with you, Scooter. I like your attitude. You want something free? 
Jesus. What's that? You want something free, Scooter? I like. I like. I like this question. Sure. I like it. What, what do you, you want? Fire? You want a chain? No triple clamps. Sorry. Yeah. No. Tr- you want a set of W uh, wheels? No triple clamps. Uh, yeah, I'll take a set of W wheels, or yeah, I'll yeah. just you know go to the go to the donkey show if you guys are still talking about the donkey show. Hell yeah. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> You yeah, got I'll a, take a chain. You want a chain? Yeah. Okay, all right. Firepower chain, fifty uh, percent less expensive than uh, other Japanese quality chains, and this yes. is a Japanese made chain. So, right on. Appreciate all, you. All right, guys. Scooter, stay on hold. All right. All right, thank you. All right, no problem. Uh, Scooter gets a chain. Scooter. Scooter gets a chain. Scooter. Wilbur. Oh okay. shit. Works connection bringing you Wilbur Hahn on the show. All we, right. We got a sponsor for you now, Wilbur. Yeah, yeah, dude. Works connection. We're not gonna have us uh, locked into. Top five out of the top, or well, five out of the top seven. Both motors. Fuck, you're fucking bikes, dude. dude. Seriously, I'm protesting them. God, dog. Protesting, dude. I'm protesting them. Can we yeah. just, can, Wilbur? Can I ride one of? Just let me do a test on one of those things. Can we do that? I, I think we can arrange that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Maybe the end of the year. Let's do it on pulp. Do a whole thing on it. Yeah. Can we? Yes. Yeah, okay. No, not pulp. Keeper ink. Okay. Sure, Keeper ink. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so you know we have that. We know we have this battle with Wilbur to flip flip each other off. Explain this to me because I've been seeing you guys. Okay, what is it's that? It's just it's just the first time you see the guy, you got to flip him off. You got to flip him off and surprise them. So is it something like you say, "Hey, Steve," and then yeah. you look and you, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And so we were pretty equal. We were about tied through the year. Yeah. And then, dude, Wilbur has gone on like a fucking Carmichael esque streak here. He's just mastering it. Yeah, I'm, I'm unstoppable right now. He he got me. At Red Bud, I was talking to Hilton Beatty from Parts Unlimited, and he just walked around the corner right behind Wilbur and did this to me right to my face before I even had a chance to. He walked. He walked around Beatty. You mean? Yeah, behind Beatty okay, and went like it. this. All so right. nothing I could do. Okay. Done. And right. honestly, it was a bold move out of my part because I was scared to throw the middle finger between Hilton and Hilton. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, Man, it's a big sponsor to us. Do I just put my middle finger between the two right now while they're talking? <laughs> I was like, it's worth it. This week, I'm in the middle of a pit lane talking to some Michael Byrne, I think, and and. He rolls up in a rental car. Windows are tilted, tinted and everything. I didn't even notice the car. He rolls up beside me in the car and just rolls the window down, and I look right at him. Was it was it just enough to stick the finger out, or was it the no, face, too? the whole face and everything, yeah. Oh, Will, just, you should have just stuck the fucking hand out and, only. And I'm like, oh. That was good. Sunday morning, I see him at the gate a long way away, and I'm like, okay. I'm thinking about, like, I'm going to get him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't see me, but I'm going to get him. Uh-huh. I was with the Kawasaki guys up against the moving escalator. Okay. And so I'm kind of thinking about, well, I can kind of go around that pole and, like, you know, do this to him or whatever. Um, and then I wasn't paying attention. I le- left. Lost focus? Le- lost focus. Okay. He comes up. He crouches down on the moving escalator. <laughs> no, he did Comes up from behind me on the moving escalator, crouched down, and he goes, Steve. And I turn around, and it's right in my face. Fuck. Dude. dude. Nice one. It's all time. That was good. It's all time, Wilbur. Honestly, that one... Saturday morning was all time for me because I was driving in and I'm like, no way. Yeah. And I look over and I'm like, I got to do this right now. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. And and Sunday morning was icing on the cake. Yeah. And then he FaceTimed me a couple weeks ago. And I don't know why I answered. You answered a FaceTime? You I never answer, fucking answered FaceTime. Because he kept FaceTiming me and I'm like, what? what is going on? Like, what's happening? Jesus. I pick up the FaceTime and there he is. Come on, Dude. that's too easy. How would you? You're, you don't want it enough, Steve. You don't want it. Yeah, he clearly doesn't want it. No. Oh, fuck. You better get your shit correct. Listen, I just, you have a week FaceTime. off. You have a week off, Steve. Get your shit correct. You're right. I got it. I got to. I got to figure I, my I shit out. Wrapped, I already wrapped up the title, dude. 
<laughs> He's like points lead. So yeah. it's out. Yeah. So you guys use yeah, words. Con- you guys use words connection starting device. Is that is that the trick? Yes, we do. Okay. Dude, let me just tell you. Sitting on the couch, first corner. Holy shit, man. All Adam, of them. All of them. Adam's like, Adam was on the show earlier, Wilbur, and he's like, I don't know. They're all f- in the 30s, and they all look about <laughs> he's like, the same. I can't tell them apart. I can't tell them apart. I just got to get by them. <laughs> well, I mean, he's playing it right, right? Like, I mean, he rode great. There's nothing you can take away from his ride on the weekend. I mean, Dylan did get the win, and rode, rode phenomenal. Nothing you can take away from that either, but I mean. They, rode, they both rode Adam, great, yeah. Adam, Adam's riding great, too. Uh, when, uh, when do you expect? So you're going to go with Justin Cooper to the MXDN? That's going to happen? I don't know. Is it? If so. That, that, that yeah. tone yeah. just kind of said yes. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it tone. did. It, it busted him. Yeah. Totally. Um, do these no. guys, do these riders today, going off that last call, do these riders today, do they talk about setup too much, Wilbur? Are we too much dialed? Are we, are we too tired? Are we tired of hearing about setup? Uh, I think... In a sense, yes, but in a sense, no, because, like, for me, in Supercross, I could deal with about anything. But outdoors, if it wasn't, like, close, I, I couldn't ride fast. And, I mean, I wasn't as good outdoors, and that's, I mean, that's obvious my results. But it was just a lot harder for me. In fact, I wasn't comfortable. I, I couldn't push like those other guys could. See? Like, for me to, to, for me to have a top five, I had to be really comfortable. That's what I'm saying. But when do we say, hey – you set the bike up. You told us what to do. We gave you options, and you picked your favorite setup. No, I understand that. I, I mean, I, I fully get that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into that. There's track conditions, and you know, I mean, it's hard to mimic Millville. It's hard, you know, stuff like that. It's hard to mimic those races and the intensity level. I think it's really hard to mimic that. As hard as we all try, I think it's it's hard to, to yeah, fully. That one I'll give to, you. Yeah. I think I think it's really hard to simulate the intensity that you're at, all the above. Um, but at the same time, yeah, there is some accountability that I remember when I was racing. I feel like when the bike was way off, I told the guys like it's off because of me. It's not your fault. Right, right. Like I, I chose that. I thought it was good. It wasn't. Well, there's the old thing about setting up a bike at you know 80 percent on a practice day, and then you go to the race and you're out 100 yeah. percent, and now it doesn't work. Right. But that's on the, that's, that's on the riders. Like, you know. No, and it, it is, and it's it's something that's on us too. Because I mean, you know, we've all been doing it long enough. Where I, I know I've set up a bike to where I feel like I was going as hard as I could, and I went to the race, and it wasn't as good. Yeah. And it's just there's always that level of adrenaline, or or you just the intensity is always higher whether you like it or not. It's the truth. Right. Um, we got a couple calls here. Let's get to these. Uh, Jake, you got a question for Kiefer? Yeah, man. I thought I was going to be on hold a little bit longer. <laughs> Uh, no, nope, uh, just twenty. That was, just, that was a jab. Just twenty-one minutes. Jab, jab. I was gonna say I was getting ready for the three-hour hold. No, uh, Chris, just a quick question. Yes, kind sir. of a two-parter um, on the new twenty twenty Kawasaki. Have you or any you to Steve? Have you heard like why they didn't get the electric start? Uh, from what I was told, that they really wanted to focus on engine character and try to get because obviously Yamaha is the leader in that engine, the two hundred and fifty F class. So. Um, they ran out of time a little bit to try to get uh, some of the other parts on there, but they really wanted to focus on the engine because in 250 class, that's that's the king, right? And you have a you have a good engine, you're gonna have a good bike in shootout world. So they really wanted to get that nailed down, and then next year roll that over into electric start. And also, you got to know this too. 
when you get when you put an electric start on an engine, it's going to drag down the engine a little bit, so you will have a different engine character. So they have to kind of uh, forecast that as well for other parts inside the engine. All right. There you go, Jake. Gotcha. And I mean, the other part was just how they're, you know, I'm a Cali guy. I love them, but, you know, how they're, how they're advertising the, the new spring forks when, I mean, I know the air's failed, but it just kind of seems like they, you know, they brought back a bike right. that didn't have too, too much, but they're kind of showcasing it. Well, honestly, that well, they got a better bike right off the bat. They put those forks on, right? Because that last fork was a piece of shit. So yeah. you got <laughs> you got a better so, fork, you got better suspension, and you got a little bit better of an engine. So you got a, a better Cowie. There's period. not there's not too many forks that are worse than that SFF one. So you know. <laughs> I race I race GPS with the airs and fuck they're bad. Oh yeah yeah. Wilbur, do you agree? Do you ever ride that fork? <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he did. Sounds like he did at some point. So all right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jake. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Wilbur, uh, what are you doing this week? I go to Loretta's. Yeah, I head there. I fly out here. I think I get ten o'clock on Wednesday night, and I get there Thursday morning. Mm. God, that's gnarly. Yeah, that sucks. That's terrible. Who 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 do we got for your team in the amateurs? What's his name? Uh, Jared Fry and Matthew LeBlanc. So we'll be in two fifty B, four fifty B, and Schoolboy two. Fry's good, dude. Oh, I heard about Fry. Fry's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. I've heard your stuff, Steve, to stop. Yeah, you know, he's really good. He but, just why, why, do you, why do you have a sarcastic tone? Well, you know. Here it is. You know, Here it comes. He sings. He's, he's amateurs. Winding, he's winding yep, up. Yeah. No, I don't have enough time right now to talk about it. But <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with Fry? I'm just saying Fry's gonna, he's good. Go talk to Chris Wheeler about Fry. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, they had a contract with him. And he's, he wrote a Suzuki and said, I'm out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm out. I have a contract, but I'm out, and I'm just going to get my way out of this thing no matter what, and then probably Yamaha you know, negotiating uh, with another rider while he's under contract, and they don't give a fuck either. Nobody gives a oh. fuck because it's amateur racing. Well, I'm just looking at the rider. Why That's are you fine. To... That's fine. God dang. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. You just don't like people getting out of contract. I just don't like amateur motocross and the fucking ruthlessness that ruthlessness. Ruthless. That my happens. style is a juvenile. That happens with these kids. Funny, like, what the fuck is going on? It's funny that you act like it's only at the amateur level. Is it not everywhere? Well, okay, but professional is something. Like, if I'm fighting for Will Hahn, even though he sucks as a rider, I'm fighting for a guy. <laughs> I'm fighting for a guy that could win a championship because, you know, this is a professional racing. This is millions of dollars at stake here. I'm fighting for a kid that's going to win some amateur titles. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna screw over another OEM to get to get a couple Loretta titles and maybe hopefully the kid doesn't turn out to be but you know like listen look you you're telling you me listen can win, you, listen you can win is this kid level? is this kid Stu is he Barsha listen is I, he is he the 800 what I'm telling you is you're telling me yeah, amateur yeah. riders can't sell motorcycles for manufacturers no bullshit they no. can no they can absolutely can okay all right well, I have a kid and, and, a perfect and example to your point he he is that good. Well, great. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm not even because he's here or whatever. He, he's that good. Yeah, okay, great. Well, congratulations. He is a good I Thanks, mean, man. I've seen him ride. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I've seen him ride. And he's really, he's really good. That's rider. fine. I don't like the whole getting out of the Suzuki deal. I, I, got a, I got Chris Wheeler told me the story, 
and I don't like it. I don't like the way they did it. I don't like anything about the way they did it. I don't like the way Bobby Reagan probably negotiated with them with another lawyer to get him out of that contract. I don't like anything about that. It's okay. very underhanded. All right. Stamp it. I mean, I, I think there's always two sides yes, of the story. I don't there know is. both. And, uh-huh. and there, there, there will always be two sides to every story. But I all as I know is, we are very fortunate to have him, regardless <laughs> of whatever situation. Like I said, I'm pretty neutral on all this, but yeah. it's, it's no, something it, to me. Like the kid, the family, like everything is is well, top notch. And, and I, like I said, we're just we're lucky. Maybe we're they shouldn't have told to Suzuki. Yeah, I'll sign for two years. Go ahead. Cool. How about they? How about they just say, Hey, Suzuki. But what I'm saying, I'll is, sign for a year, and then I'll get out, and then I'll go to Star Yamaha. Okay. Well, yeah. I think there's a What's the sense of contracts like, anymore? Well, may, yeah, well if your bikes don't run or anything like that, or you don't have any, I, mean, I think I think there's more to the story. They ran yeah. good enough for the kid to take a dive to stay down in B-class at Loretta's two years ago. They ran good enough for that, for the kid to not race the third moto so he wouldn't advance. Uh, oh, oh, what, what? Oh, why would you ever do that? Why would you take a dive <laughs> in amateur racing? It's just, and listen, oh, and listen God, it's not just the kid, the fry kid, all of it. All of it's just disgusting. Dude, you act it's like dis- it doesn't happen in professional disgusting. racing, though. That's professional I mean, yeah, racing. I'm like, you don't think that there's like How many times Travis got fucked? That's professional. Oh, of course, that's not good either. And I'm not saying that's good. Right. But that's professional racing. Like, it really means something. There's, there's tons of media coverage. They're on, they have uh, NBC contracts for, I mean, it's professionals. That's, I mean, I'm still waiting on my MDK per diem for outdoors in 2009. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we t- and listen, we talk about that all the time on this show, like the, these guys. I'm pretty sure my check's in the mail with uh, Travis, too. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Travis actually took somewhere in hey, Preston actually took some guys to court, though. No, Travis got his money. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should have done that. I admire. I had my, my credit card was maxed out until 2013. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I'm not even joking. It really was. He's oh. like, the credit card was like, yep, you ain't got nothing left. Sorry, right, you can't right. sue anybody. I literally, I got a credit card no nine because I was like, dude, I can't on my salary. Like, I, I can't keep paying for my flights and my hotels. Like, yeah, I know it's gonna. I, I, I at the time I still thought I was gonna get paid, right? So I was like, well, I, just, <laughs> I can't, I can't just like fund this on my own. So I was like, I'm just gonna get a Wells Fargo credit card and. Put it on that when I get paid, I'll pay it off or whatever. Well, no, I just max it out. <laughs> just like five years later, interest yeah. is all skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I literally was paying like five hundred bucks a month, and it literally did nothing. <laughs> hey, we went down three cents. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> like that. It just stayed at like ten thousand for like three years. Uh, like, oh my gosh, uh, what am I gonna do? Yeah, right. Like people, this is the part where like, and at that time, Wilbur, you're in magazines, you're getting good results. Like people are looking at you, like. This oh, is awesome, this dude. Is, he, yeah. must, he must have the greatest life. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Dirt bikes. It. Yeah, well, well, the problem was I went outdoors and I went like 1921 every weekend, and that wasn't exactly a big looker for anybody. <laughs> right. You were an indoor guy. You always were. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, he had some good solid outdoor stuff. Yeah, Bud's Creek was good one yeah. year for him on TLD. and then, See, Bud, yeah. Bud was always good for me. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was always good there. And even on the Geico, you had some good rides, too. Really yeah, good Yeah, no, 12 was good. 13 yeah. was good, even though I missed the first five rounds. Got that. The whole shot championship was good. Yeah, shit. That's right. You killed it that year. Yeah, I wrapped it up early. I came in five rounds late, wrapped it up to Unadilla. It's all good. That's awesome. The what? Suck it, Alessi. I did. Remember That's the whole real. shot award? that you? No. I mean, yeah, they had that back then. 
And it was like yeah, an was, overall uh, deal. Was it an Oakley bomb? I can't remember what it was. No, it was, um, I can't remember the company that sponsored it, but it was 15 grand, dude. Yeah. Really? I ended up doing my backyard at my old place for like turf and like I did like a patio and all kinds of stuff for getting hole shots in the summer. That's oh, awesome. Well, that's awesome. Uh, back on the phone, of course, is our buddy Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Yo, what's So Wilbur, Wilbur's on the line, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. Hey, JT. So I wanted to break this down for you guys. Uh, there's a team in the in the pits, not Wilbur's team, 250 team, though. They have an open spot, one open spot for next year. Okay. Okay. They're looking at Sinai, Hayes, Hartraft, mm. McAdoo, although we just had McAdoo on. It sounds like that deal is going to happen. Right. That's it. Done. Why even? That's it. McAdoo. Who do you sign? Yeah, McAdoo. Okay, take McAdoo out because he said he's probably going to sign a KTM. Jacob Hayes. Yeah? Because indoors. JT? Give me the others. McAdoo, Hayes, who? Sinai. And and Hartenraft. And Hartenraft. Definitely not Sinai. Which that sounds bad, but he he wouldn't be my pick. <laughs> You're a dick. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, Harraf is really good indoors. His size is definitely a limiting factor, I think. But he rides really well, and he's pretty solid. I I think really his only big issues have just been the occasional crash and then just bike issues. So we were talk. I was talking about his size. Don't you feel like he's lighter than AC? Mm. No. I don't. No? Wilbur? Uh, they're probably pretty close, but I do like – I really like him. Yeah. No, I like him too. I'm just saying pure results and – I think Hartraft's better than Hayes. Indoor speed? Yeah, I think no. Hartraft is. Really? Yeah. No, I feel like Hayes. Yeah, I think, he's, I, think he's, I think he's the guy. Oh, man. Outdoors, yeah, I would say Hartraft for sure, but indoors, yeah. I, you know – yeah, all right. Hot Raff's starting to ride pretty well. No, I, I I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, for sure, McAdoo is the guy. After that, then do I'll... you guys all agree McAdoo would be the guy if if we left him in? I think it's a good fit where he's going. Yeah, I think I think every team is a little different, and I don't think it was really working for McAdoo at Geico. I just don't think that was right the right place for him for whatever reason. But it's working at the team he's on, so that. To me, that's a, the winning combination. I think every rider is a little different, and mm-hmm. certain bikes work for certain people and all kinds of stuff, so it's kind of a unique situation for everybody. Okay. All right. just want to get your opinion. Unless you're on Wilbur's bike, and then you just whole shot everything. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter what happens <laughs> with Wilbur's bike. You can just get on a start <laughs> Yamaha and turn yourself into a top five guy. Put somebody who's never ridden yeah. before on there. Like, I, I guarantee you, Ferrandis would be eighth place on any other brand. One of the Lucas Oil girls could whole shot. Yep, right. Uh, Unadilla. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I bet you. I guarantee you, Wilbur's team would be like between eighth and fifteenth every week if they're on any other brand. So you're saying like it has nothing to do with like anything nope. we do. It's just yeah. Okay, okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. You could obviously. put you could put no. Bevo. Bevo yeah. would get a whole shot yeah. on that bike. I guarantee you, JT right now could probably get fifteenth. I literally feel like if I lined up right now, I can whole shot. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So like, every, time, every time I do a start on the bike, I'm like, dude, I can whole shot, no problem. Yeah, it's Blue Crew, bro. Dude, that bike is unreal. Yeah. That, hey, Wilbur, do you have... Well, we got to get you on the Kiefer. Yeah, we got to do We're going to do a test for Pulp. No, Kiefer ain't. Yep. 
We got a. Did you get a photo, Wilbur? A good photo of all you guys this weekend from the first turn, and one of the motos that you could put up on a wall or something. Did you see any good photos? I did. I I, I threw it on my laptop this morning at, at the shop, and it's just super blurry though, because it's like a. I don't know if I had a nickel for every pixel in it, I'd have a nickel. But um, yeah, I don't know how I found the worst photo possible to put on my my screensaver, but I did find one. I just need to actually get it the correct but you can, like, format. You can size it for the screen, Wilbur, like make it smaller and still have back. Yeah, no, I understand that. It's just, um, yeah, it's just, it didn't turn out that good for me. He has, so, yeah, he has other shit going on, bro. You can't really fuck with that right now. Uh, yeah, I was, I was doing other stuff, man. Are any of these kids at Loretta's going to turn pro for you this year, Wilbur, or next year? Um, the, that was the plan, but since uh, Fry still be uh, yeah. no, he he won't be doing the last couple outdoors. Okay. Uh, we we were gonna try and do that. That was initially the plan to go do the last three after the res. But um, oh. no, it's not gonna happen right away. But it will be. Uh, how are you gonna ha- short How are you gonna have six guys? How are you gonna have six guys? I don't know why you get stressed about that. I don't know. Maybe have your kid take another dive to stay down in B again. You know who's gonna be good? Oh, did I say, say next that year on that bike? Sorry, who? McElrath. McElroy? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think everyone's kind of like forgetting about him. He's going to be good on that bike. You're talking about how, this bike making how people good? How angry is TK going to be if McElroy just starts whooping? Well, start getting mad because it's going to be good. He's going to never well, I talk. Think it's, I, I think it's too late. <laughs> okay, all right. He can't get, <laughs> We're already there. He can't get any matter. All right, got it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's already there. Okay, yeah, because, like, dude. He, he may or may not have taken a dive to stay down in the 250 Supercross class. Right. We're um, going to need you to skip this race so you can sign with Star. And then beat us the next year. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, so that's not good. But, I mean, he, I think he was legitimately a little bit hurt, too. So it's not like, you know, I'm not saying it was totally all there. But oh, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, it, It's going to be really good, man. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait till we test the bike. I can't wait either. Pulp MX. No, no. We are not. Don't give me a bike where I only get like 20 minutes on it. Because this is what happens when I ride factory bikes. Like, you only can put 20 minutes on it. I don't want that. Oh, really? No. Okay. Because they you want, like, three it'll, weeks? It'll be a day where we just go to Glen Helen and yes. I just go ride, man. You, yes. Well, you want three weeks, JT? Yes, exactly. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> JT can only test RM Army bikes. It's not, he's under contract for That's why he's so bitter over That's there. That's all I need. <laughs> let's kick it. That's all I need. Let's kick it, Will. Yeah, let's, let's kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if JGR offered their bike around, anybody would take it? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Was, JGR? Oh, uh, yeah. Their bike's good. I know, I'm kidding. Troll Train. Troll Train got officially eliminated from the championship uh, this weekend, everybody, as oh, I told AC. Oh, man. Our, our, oh, you let it down? Our championship charge stopped at Washougal. When are you going to Pro Circuit? To, to, it was to, a good run. To pay up. To mop the shop? Yeah. Yeah, after the year. Okay. Yeah. We're, we'll make that happen. Right. We'll go ride. Is Martin still going to shit on the floor? I feel like it's happening. <laughs> someone needs to shit on the floor. I don't care if it's Martine or not, but someone no, needs to drop it. No, come on. Only Marty should shit on the floor. That's right. it. Maybe Mitch should take a I mean, shit. I, think, I feel like it's fair game if he does. Uh, you know what? I said it. I said it. I'm fine with it. I get it. I've really been hard on Marty. Just a big, fat steamer in the back room would be awesome. And I would say, nice job, Marty. Let me get that for you. <laughs> that would be great. I, a bet's a bet, right? <laughs> that is. Yeah. So Man of your word. So, Wilbur, when, when, when Kiefer does come out and ride it, I want to come out, too. Now you're asking so much. Can I ride it? I mean, let, let me just tell you, you, you could ride that bike, dude. Dude, I would just want to ride. I just, I, I gotta ride it. 
I mean, I know I'm slightly over the the, the weight range. Here's but. the bad news: if I if I ride it, I know I'm going to be bummed out because yeah. I'm, hey, I'm gonna, can I'm you like, can you get Wilbur to do your shootout, or is that un- unauthorized? No, it's unauthorized. He can't. He he's, can't. He's too biased. He's blue crew. He can't. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's out. What what shootout? Keyfring shootout. JT's oh, like JT, all the brands? JT's yeah. doing four fifties. Uh no, I mean I I would I wouldn't mind doing something like that, but no, I can't. I mean, he could, but I mean, he'd just say the Yamaha's the best. Right. So. That's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Well, it is. It's, it obviously is. I mean, do you want me to pull up the photo? <laughs> no, we can't see it. It's just all check pixelated. Tape. Just check tape. No, it's all pixelated. We can't see shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, if I sent you, yeah, you can't see anything. But yeah, I know. You would see a blue rim that's looks in like it. looks like scrambled porn on his on his desktop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Wilbur. Uh, this is our Works Connection weekly Wilbur check-in. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of depth. That's a nice ring to it, honestly. Yeah. Pulpamex20 is the code to save at WorksConnection.com. Say it again? Weekly, Worst Connection Weekly Wilbur Check-In. That's good. Good for you to say. Yeah. yeah that's nice. Yeah. Hey, do I get a trophy in the year or no? Like a big middle finger? Uh, like pulpy. Yeah, you might get a pulpy. Pulpy. I already have a pulpy, dude. Give me a big middle finger. What'd you get a pulpy for? I don't know. Cold call? Well, oh, okay. Let's make it like a middle finger pulpy trophy for you. There we go. Now we're talking. There you go. All right. See you, Wilbur. Enjoy your night. Thanks for thanks for picking up once again. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Guys. Later. See ya. All right. Let's get to some phone calls here. Trevor's been on hold for a while. Trevor, you want to talk about the Geico team? Trevor. Yeah. Um, so just before the uh, – I noticed I was walking through the pits just before first practice, and I noticed around the Geico team there's a lot of uh, females that are just all around underneath that tent – and the guys are trying to work. They're trying to get their bikes out, and there's just girls everywhere. And would that have anything to do with maybe why Mr. Bentley decided to leave? No, I don't or think so. why no. the team is just kind of not doing well at all, you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's you know, everyone else is like, you go to any other tent, everyone's super professional. Yeah, you know, I everyone can't. stays on their end, and you go and I went walking by there, and I'm like, this, yeah. All this I know, is shit. even my wife said the same thing. Oh, really? like, what in the hell? All, yeah. All I know is every team um, that I've been on, at some point, the teams are like, hey, 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 everybody, we're gonna keep the wives over here and the agents over here, and we're gonna just do the work area for mechanics and riders, and nobody in the truck. You know, unless it's very – and then nothing happens. Like, this is the, the big speech from the team manager, and then nothing happens. Yeah. Like, they're everywhere. Yeah. Like, it, it's just – like, I mean, Sexton's trying to roll out, and, you know, he's having to ride around them, and they're just, like, oblivious to what's going on because they're all just – Yeah, it, it's, it's, up, it it's up like, to the riders, though, to check their chicks, dude. Yeah, I like, mean – Like, yeah. if Heather's around and she's in the way, I'll just say, look, babe, you're the, in the, the fucking way. you got to get out of here. The first tail thing. wags the dog, man, on these teams. So, you know? Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, Trevor. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, cool. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. JT, did you ever have a team with an issue like that? Where I controlled everything? No, where chicks are everywhere and sponsors are everywhere, agents and all. Like, were you, did you ever have a team where like, you were like, hey, we got we to get this out of control? Here. DKNY. Um, not really. I was teammates with Josh Demuth, and he had chicks everywhere. Awesome. Uh, oh, but that was kind of a different deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine uh, with that. You, you were you were fine with that. <laughs> He's I was teammates with I was teammates with Lamson when Cammy was around. Yeah. He was fairly attractive. Mm. Yeah. Uh but it never but got then, but yeah, never only, but nothing ever got like where you're like, man, come on, like I'm trying to rest or I'm trying you know, to 
I will say, though, whenever it was uh, Brayton, Millsaps, and Shorty, I think, was a team at one time, mm-hmm. and they all had families, yep. wives, kids, yep. in-laws, parents. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was fine for me. I just got out of the way, but there were people everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're like, you're, like you were running the VIP then, right? So yeah, you're, you're yeah, 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 yeah. But staying probably yep. twenty people in and out of the truck, realistically, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Not yeah. counting team or anything like that. Uh, welcome to the show. Is this guy? Hey, what's up, guys? What up? You uh, want to talk Keith about first. Hayes versus Hart Ref? man? Yeah, Kiefer. I mean, you pick Hayes over Hart Ref? I mean, bro, are you all right? Okay, first of all, this guy's clearly from Jersey. Right. <laughs> no, no, not from Jersey, bro. But like, I mean, Hayes like thirty-eight years old. No, come on, bro. Here's here's what I'm saying. Teams bank on indoor results more than outdoors. Okay, Hayes. Uh huh. I know can ride indoors. To me, a little better than Hart Raff. Hart and Raff's good. Don't get me wrong. But Jacob, I feel like you watched the Supercross this year. He was really good. I mean, both top five dudes, though, on their coast. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I, they're both good dudes, and I like them both. They're both really good yeah, dudes. Yeah, I don't think it's a clear – like, if you told me Hayes, I'm okay with that. Right. I think Hart Raff, but I get it. Like, Hayes is not far off, in my opinion. Right, and I, th- I feel like you put him on a, a better bike than what he's on, I think he's going to be that much better. And, I, and I'm sure you could say that with, with Brandon as well, but I just feel like Hayes has more upside indoors than Brandon. And JT, you're, JT, you're a heart raft guy like me, if you had to pick. I like, I like the potential there. Um, yeah. I don't think he's been on equal equipment to the guys he's battling with sometimes. And, and that's not a knock against, you know, Rock River bike. No, I just so. don't think it's on the web of a star bike or, or Mitch's bike or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you got to be a heart raft guy. But I, I got you, Kiefer. You're oh. out to lunch, though. See you guys. <laughs> See okay, you, man. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're out to lunch. I'm out to lunch. You're out to lunch. <laughs> Dark side. What's up, guys? I suggest you don't listen to the voicemails tonight. Oh boy. Oh shit. Yeah. Is he well, on? Man, I gotta listen. Is he on uh, restriction or whatever we call it? What we probation. Call it? Probation. Man, I feel like I'm out off probation after last week's episode. You, no, you you think if you're on probation, you just go into probation officers and tell them that you feel you're off probation, and they go okay. Yeah, I was I was, I was thinking that. Yeah, no, you're still on probation. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, well, this week we've got uh, the first episode of Hello Pookie, so hopefully that'll uh, bump it up a few notches. Yeah, we'll see. What's that? It's uh, it, something Pookie's doing for for the wrap-up show. Okay, trying to bump it up a little bit? Yeah, trying to get some, some female listeners. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, anybody, you can ask any question you want. Uh, email me any question you want for Pookie, and yep. for the most part, she'll answer them. All right. So. Well, uh, Gus really saved you this week, so you got one thing totally <laughs> wrong, and then that Gus guy jumped in and... Oh boy! They're still you're, right. you're still just dark side. You're still just. Did you listen to the new one? Yeah, I listened to the new one. What well, and go on? Let's hear it because I have. Go on, listened. let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's just like dark side. You just focus on the show. You're not focusing yeah. on the show. Like, what do you want from him? Like, what do you what do you need? You can you can. That's a good question because I don't think as I don't think Steve knows, and I know Jamie does. Hey, hold on, let me just paint you a picture. <laughs> as he's telling you to Who's focus Jamie? on the show, he's typing something in his text message. He's not focusing focusing listen, on his listen. show right now. The sh- you can focus on like the show in general. Like, how do you think? Like, Marks was on, right? So, and Marks, you did a good job. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. That's you can kind. say to Marks like. 
what's evolved in the show over the years? What what do you like about it? What don't you like? You focus so much on the one Not episode, much. and and pipe down. And you focus so much on the one episode, and then you start going off with your own opinions about stuff, Dark Side. Well, here's here, I will have Dark Side's back a little bit. That's what you told him you wanted. Talk about the show. No. What's said on the show? Well, but on that last show, correct? No, or or just the show in general. I've told him that many times. Like, say, hey, Marks, like, what? What's it like on the commercial break? What goes on the commercial breaks? What What do these guys say? What What you know? What, what What's been evolving in the show? How's JT on the phone or what? Like, whatever. Like, it's well, that too, that works if if somebody from the show's on. Right. But if I just okay, like well this then week, I just got a couple super fans. They're not going to know what goes on. Right. In the break. So then say to them what. How has the show evolved? What do you? What co-hosts do you like? Which co-hosts don't you like? Like, there's too much of this. Hey, so Kiefer said Roxon is good in the whoops, and JT said that Rox is not good in the whoops. I think he's good in the whoops, but what do you guys think? Like, yeah, that's that's not, okay. that's not that's not what we need. Okay, probation so, is still on. Fair enough. So it's more of a roundtable show discussing now instead of a wrap up of the Monday show. It's a combination of both. It's like getting us okay. surf and turf. Okay. It's a wrap up round well. table. <laughs> clippy clippy dark side. Clippy hey. clippy. Yeah, apparently it's gonna stay that way it sounds like. Get JT on. Keep... Well, JT, when are you doing it? Simply. I'm Paul Pauly. I, I told you this. This is JT. Do I have, do I have official J- permission to break away from the pulp family? Well, this this is pulp only. This isn't my show. So, but you would have to listen to the whole episode. That's so true. That, That's true. JT does not listen to the no, whole episode. I sometimes, no, I do sometimes. Oh, I, I will give JT. He does listen. We listen to another okay. show while and, we're driving around. And so. Dark Side always, without fail, which I'm okay with. Dark Side, I'm fine with this, but without fail. He throws in a little leather motocross pod on Tuesdays, you know. You like, told me I couldn't. I know. <laughs> I'm fine, but you just you just throw it a jab jab. You just throw it in there. Hey, this is Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm fine with that. This is this is, this is JT from Fly. This is Randy Richardson from Michelin. He, he you know, that's yeah. Yeah. All right. Get Randy on one week. There you go. Uh, I I asked him, and he's got a dinner this week. He's Paul so he can't do it. <laughs> okay. I asked. I asked Will, but he'll be at Loretta's. All right. Well, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. Man, you do a podcast? Just, Could you do a podcast this week? No, I have dinner. <laughs> oh my god! Can, can you? Can, hey, I gotta eat dinner sometime. At <laughs> some point, tonight, I'm out. Well, I think it's a can business you, dinner. Can, said, can so. you? Can you come on a podcast? No, I gotta breathe. I gotta, hey man, I gotta get out of here, man. I'm take, I'm gonna go. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Listen, dark side. And did, did you get your issues fixed? It sounded like you got your issues fixed. Your sound issues and stuff. So, uh, we're, yeah, I've got some new equipment coming, but uh, yeah, I've readjusted some things. Most of the issues were. A, a background and phone okay, signal right. issue, right. but yeah, I'm, I'm working on new equipment, so that will help. Um, okay. Anyway, my question, <laughs> I haven't heard you guys talk about Hunter Lawrence and Geico, the injury. Um, a lot of people, you know, have been bashing on Geico, which I think is ridiculous because they're out testing extra and then Hunter gets hurt. Um, you know, I see it as the team's trying to improve. I just want to get your opinions. Yeah, it's definitely like when it rains, it pours. You got JT yelling about Hunter's transmission issues that weren't there. Um, you got the 
Hunter Lawrence crash on a part that they weren't testing. It was a part they've been using all year, mm-hmm. and it was it was under spec and everything. But shit happens, right? Because it's motorcycle racing. And then you got the manager leaving. The manager was gone. I, I didn't realize Dan was not going to the races anymore. Um, it does look a little hectic, JT, under there right now. It does. It does. Uh, I don't know if any of those are, you know, contributing factors, but there's a lot that seems to be under the surface. So um, the last thing you want to happen right now is for something to go wrong because everyone's going to point fingers immediately. Yeah, and you have Hunter and RJ both telling me earlier the year, like basically saying our bikes are, our bikes are slow. You know, basically. Oh, they did say that. Yeah. Um, they're, Kiefer, you know that bike well. Yeah. They are struggling to – it's a road race chassis. It's lots of top end. It's yep. – they're not – they're trying, man. Peak horsepower rules all at Honda. Yep. So – which is great, but you need torque too, especially when you get to these outdoor national tracks, and that's where I feel. And I haven't rode the Geico bike, so I can't speak yeah. for them. I'm just saying the, the the bike needs torque, and you can look at it when you view other bikes. I just feel like it needs some more they're, And they're trying, and yeah. they're, they're – I think they're limited by the – package that honda has built them possibly you know yes so i'm with you dark side a little bit like it's a little chaotic underneath there but it seems like everything's been a separate event you know what i mean like yeah yeah i just what do you think about i mean you know the keyboard warriors get there like they're bashing oh it shouldn't have been testing or you know or whatever which i think ridiculous i think they're out trying to improve their their package and their program and unfortunately something happened it's it's unusual and i feel sorry for the mechanics but yeah if, if the riders are on board then cool. It's, what's the difference with doing a Friday testing a little bit versus going to um, well, press, you know, a press day? Yeah. Well, I think, JT, I mean, that'd be a, that's a lot of riding. I think. Testing is a, yeah, yeah, but I don't think they're, they're, the team is stupid enough to be grinding out test day on a Friday, like eight hours. I think there's right. a light they were. A I light test a lot. day. So. I heard Hunter rode his balls off that, before Millville. Really? Yeah, yeah, I heard it was a lot. Yep. Yeah, they were gone all day. Hmm. They left midday. They left actually probably early morning and were headed out and didn't get back till late. But I, I don't know. I just right. don't see it as a bad thing that they're out trying to improve the, the yeah. package. Yeah, yeah. I think they're frustrated right now with what they're – and Kiefer, again, you know the bike well. Like, they're trying to find some horsepower. And look at those cheater bikes that Will, Will's team has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's tough. Right? Even so, the Cowies really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. AC's bike is good. Right. Like, he's heavy. Yeah. What's he weigh? One. Well, he said 175. Yeah. So – yeah. All right. All right, Dark Side. All right. Well, thanks for stressing me out. I'll uh, I'll yep. improve. Hope you sleep tonight. Clippy, Clippy. Yeah. Yep. All right. See you, Dark Side. See ya. See ya. All right, JT. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming back on. I wanted to ask you that silly season question because uh, I, yeah, I wanted to hear what you had to say. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because there is, there is only stars full. TLD's got a spot. Well, maybe not. Pro yep. Circuit's full. Pro Circuit's got a spot. Oh, they do. Yep. Husky's full. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know if... if did, we, uh, uh, did, we con- did we confirm that Jordan's going over there to Husky? Yeah. No, Jordan is going to PC. RJ oh. is going to Husky. RJ, that's what yep. I'm sorry. My yep. bad. So. Okay. All right, JT. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming back on. All right, guys. All right, Later, JT. Uh, all right, let's go to a couple emails of the week. And then we got Keith After Dark coming up. Yeah. We got a lot of Keith After Dark God, coming there's up. there's a lot of good ones, too. You like it, huh? There's a couple of good ones. You like it, they keep it after dark. I love it. Uh, Race Tech ran of the night. Race Tech. What's that about? Fuck. I don't... You didn't have one? Can we just you, say. You kind of already yelled at everybody, so. I did, right? Yeah. What was the what was the most yelling I did? The rant was about the FIM. 
I mean, can that be the race tech round of the night? Sure. You said it's that an old one. FIM slash WADA. Do you see night. what I'm saying though? About that? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you with me? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's I'm not. Bullshit. I'm not. I'm not crazy, right? I think there should be a statute of limitations. Like, if you you get tested and they don't get back to you within a certain amount of time, you're you're free and clear. Fuck it. It's on them. Yeah. Why should it be on the rider? All right. Here's a couple emails we got. One from Graham. Uh, Steve, love you. Love the show. I, I went to vote. I want my vote to count for 10 people. I believe I was motivated to write you based on torturing myself, whereas most would have quit. I love your stuff. I've been a fan since cracking Red Bulls. Darkseid is probably a nice dude. Nobody wants his opinion, and he is terrible at guiding conversation. Should have Darkseid on the phone for this. I didn't realize it. I'm sure he's going to hear it. These are the two pillars of podcast, and he fucking sucks. Friend of the show forever, and your fucking downfall is a credible host and advertiser. I think your idea of adding more value for your sponsors has backfired severely, and you must abandon this idea at whatever cost. This is, think this is helpful, but I'm buzzed. Graham. Poor dark side. This one's from Ashley. Uh, subject, Grumpy Steve. Mm. Yo, Steve, my rant is about you. Why do you have to be so grumpy? That nice guy calls about you and Pookie. Hashtag a little creepy. And you just burn them. And then you immediately cut off the next guy and your next words are, please call the phone line. We will cut you off. I appreciate you do not stop stopping media. Thanks for all the content. And you tired after a five-hour show, but be better. However, I must say that banter and attitude is what makes the show great, so I'm contradicting myself a bit. I agree. Like, it makes the show good, but you are mean sometimes. Well, okay. Well, just be, be better. Be smarter, right? Just be a little less dickish. I'm not, bro. I just gave that guy a chain. That's what you got? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, again, you're going to talk shit on me, but your delivery is fucked. Like, it's bad sometimes. Even though you may not sound, like, that bad, but the delivery is bad. Marks? Yes or no? Yeah, the bedside manner could be improved a bit. Thank you. Well, guess what? And I know that you're not like that, but just the way you sound sounds, sounds fucked. Well, okay. Sometimes I get a little frustrated at people. I get it. So. Okay. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, the Michelin Star Cross 5, EVS Sports, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, AtlasBrace.com. Go there. Use the code PULPAMX30. Save yourself uh, some, some money with an Atlas Neck Brace. Works Connection. OGO Power Sports. I uh, love these guys at OGO, so send us an email. We'll get you a deal on OGO Backpack or OGO Bag. Get Data. Guts Racing, you love Guts Racing. I love it. You love a lot of products from Guts Racing. The Yamaha seat. The they don't pay me seat, nothing. I just like else. their stuff a lot. So WUSA, official sponsor of the wrap-up like, show. I like their stuff a lot, too. And yeah. World Vet Prep is coming soon for me. I'll be back. You're doing it? Yep. And you will be, too. Eagle Grip. Don't know nothing about them. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Bicycles, Works Chassis Labs. Ride Engineering, L.A. Honda World, all on board with us. 30 minutes from anywhere in L.A., L.A. Honda World. Uh, Are we taking a commercial break to do this? Or yeah, no? we're doing it right now. Okay. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free. Uh, the number one job board for motorcycle industry out there. You want to get involved in the industry, here you go, people. You're not going to start off at a glamorous Kiefer Inc. testing <laughs> or glamorous factory Honda at, like with Lars's job, but you can get your foot in the door and you can meet people and you can network. What's the job of the week? Enduro Engineering All right. in Michigan. All right. Uh, this is uh, Lafferty's company? Mike Lafferty? No. No? Rich Lafferty? I thought it was. 
Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. But Enduro Engineering is looking for a mechanical designer, full-time job. Uh, they're a manufacturer of off-road motorcycle parts. They're seeking a self-motivated individual as a mechanical designer. Work with the team to design new products, prepare solid models for 3D printing, verify design fitment, and prepare solid models for CAD. Mm. Yeah. That's sounds gnarly. Like, sounds a cool job. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like you got to be pretty gnarly. Sounds like it'd be a good money, too. Mechanical designer in Michigan, Enduro Engineering. Go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Check them out on the web. There you go. And uh, we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to come back with a little bit more uh, chat and uh, BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis. And then let's keep for After Dark. All right, everybody. We'll be right back after this. Better than tits. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Randy Richardson, good guy, means well, great interview, but oh my gosh, his voice is f***ing annoying. In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance. But I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. 
New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure Tire, which features two compound technology, enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 Tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher tire range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one-of-a-kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For Talon and Kite Hubs, along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing, Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small.
WUSA, everybody. We thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. 
On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. Current race teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with the Pro Launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. Presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. That's three EB. Everybody coming at you. You just shut it down. I just like turned that? it down. God I did, dang, I, yeah, dude. it was it was harsh. I know I should have done that. Uh, thanks to Will Hahn, Jason Thomas, Marvin Muskin. Yep. Cameron McAdoo. Yep. AC. Adam, Adam Cien Cirillo. Yep. God, I'm just fucking everything up here. I just plugged that thing in with the you getting volume all up. Flustered or what are you doing? I am. I'm rattled. Um, you know what I'm not rattled about though? Mm. Michelin. Still going on? The, the, no. The sale? Is no, it that's done. It's okay. done. Right. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Please go there. Uh, when considering your next tire purchase for any segment of motorcycling, they are the tire experts and have the same passion for delivering high-performance products as you have for riding your motorcycle. Randy Richardson, maybe the best follow on Instagram? It's pretty good. Top five? Yes. Yeah. I would say my top five involves more women, but yeah. Right. Michelin, uh, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow Michelin at motorcycle at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Michelin USA on Facebook. Uh, Starcross 5 line, of course, uh, it's been great. We've got a lot of good reviews from it. Uh, they won the Paris Supercross last fall, so uh, Michelin's been around for a long time. They had a lot of innovations in the tire world, including in 2005, they introduced the first motorcycle tire with dual compounds. Hmm. 
to enhance uh, wear resistance on the center of the tire while enhancing grip on the shoulders of the tire. So Michelin's devoted a lot of things. Uh, they have. Toby Price, Michelin guy, winning the car. Really? Yeah. Did you know that uh, they've won 36 to car rallies since 1982? I did not. Andrew Short uses Michelin as well. I may or may not have something going on right now with Michelin. Oh, you do? Can't really talk oh. about it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Hold on. I got a basset. I can hound tell you my, off air, though. Cord. I can tell you off air. You got a basset hound in the cord. Speaking of basset hounds, we have a freshie here in the studio tonight. He seems to be uh, lounging pretty well, and the fact that he is <laughs> laying there with one ear flopped over, I feel like he's found his home. And what what's his name again? Doobie? Doobie! Doobie-doo. And uh, when I came in the front door today, Doobie greeted me, and he's 11 years old. And you guess you guys found him at some shelter or no? You still messing over there? The dog, he, the, he's still messing. The fucking dog is stuck. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> this is what we do, people, at the Paul Bemex show. We uh, we give Basset hounds homes, and we get screwed up on the mic. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Dude, he was he was said Bassett's ruined the show. Yeah. He was so wrapped in a cord, and then he just wouldn't move his fat head. Anyway, so. Doobie's cool. He's 11. Doobie, Doobie, Doo. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, listen, we got to get you on the road here. Uh, we got a lot to talk about still in the show. BTOsports.com. Oh, wait. Uh, the Race Tech rant. Pulp 19 is the code to safe. Thanks to the guys at Race Tech. If I am, WADA. Suck it. That's my round of the night. But also, let's play the voicemails real quick. 702-586-757. Because there is a Race Tech rant in here as well. Ben LeMay using Race Tech. Michael Lessie. 1-1. One, one. Absolutely on fire right now in Going Canada. hard. Dude. How do you think Phil feels when he sees that? Uh, the first moto... Mike won and Phil got second, and yep. I texted my sources and said, was there anything anything said? Anything going on? They yeah. said no, nothing. nothing. It was all good. I did love their apologies. That was classic. That was awesome. Phil never actually apologized to Mike, and Mike put a photo of him and his daughter in the middle of the apology. <laughs> like, here I am. I got a daughter. <laughs> I like how Mike brings the daughter on, his daughter, which she's cute as shit, by the way, on the podium and Phil's right next to him. And it's just like, yeah. I, oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. Everybody, you got to, uh, you got to follow Canadian Moto. You guys got to go to the, if there's a Canadian national in your area, you guys got to go there. So, um, all right. Um, voicemails. Voicemails? Yeah. 712 Steve, 100% agree with your strip club rant. If I don't walk into a strip club and they're not playing closer by nine-inch nails, I'm fucking walking out of that mm-hmm. strip club. And this is coming from a 23-year-old who likes rap music. <laughs> rap music, strip clubs aren't the fucking, like, that's not the place for rap music, okay? Put some, pour some sugar on me, some fucking Van Halen, some beautiful girls, something, fucking something, not fucking beat dropping rap music. That's not what fucking strip clubs are about. God. Hmm. Yeah. I, I disagree with you on that. Yeah. Well, that's fine. So, the the girls pick their own music. Okay. Well, that's fine. Steve, I called and talked about how awesome Pookie and yours relationship is, and I just wanted to touch on your comment of you oh know you never really know somebody, and you know you're one hundred percent right. You never really know somebody, but um, you know I don't necessarily need to know you personally to to grasp 
how madly in love you and Pookie are. Um, from when she comes on the show and, mm. and just any time you bring her up and any time, you know, you two are interacting, whether it be on social media or anything like that, there's a there's a very obvious li- love between the both of you. Um, you know, I wouldn't be able to say that about, you know, Michael Lindsay, for example, or um, or anybody else, any of the other riders who, you know, have wives and kids because, you know, they're not they're not as open and loving with each other the way the way you and Pookie are. You know, for example, if, you know, if you shut off air and you did go up and lay some hands on her, you know, I don't think your on-air mm-hmm. communications, I don't think your social media interactions, they they wouldn't be the same in your your relationship outside of how you talk to her talk about her wouldn't be the same and uh, you know i i get what you were saying you know you don't really know somebody but at the same time you know you you two obviously yeah, you like project that? a very loving relationship no, that you know, i don't necessarily think i need to know you to understand how good of a relationship i like this caller you, you like that um, i like it don't play this on air play it on air whatever have you all right thank i like you. it good call i don't really like her mm. she got me a green card you love her all right all that may have been true until you posted that dino today dino charts solid blew it and it's oh. it's it's the gospel <laughs> i just want to let you know that i I really feel like Heather could just go DEFCON at any moment and be very harsh with her words and swearing. She Her delivery is also fucked, she, like yours. She can lay down an F word with the best of them. She cusses a lot. And and she goes quickly. It goes from zero to wide open Yeah, real quick. Yeah, there's, real quick. There's no power valve. No. It's a light switch. And Pookie is just building steady. Still anger. It's not as high as Heather. It, it her her build up, you can feel Pookie's build up. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I got to strap in. Yeah, and then once you're strapped in, yeah, it's pulling long and hard for a, a, a while. Yep, yep. So yeah, no, agree. Check out Kiefer's Instagram for more on that. Yeah, and all you guys out there, build yourself a Dino chart for your chick. Yeah, Sam, tag us in it, please. Yes. Yep, tag us in it. What's up, Steve? Uh, a little bit of a bone to pick with you, bro. You're kind of being a hypocrite, you know, in regards to the schedule for 2020 and all your rumbly-bumbly about the, uh, you know, not the finale not being in Vegas. Uh, I get it. Your argument is valid. Vegas is, you know, a staple. I get it. I understand it. But Vegas is also fucking expensive, bro. I mean, not everybody is going to fucking, you know, go and spend $400 on bottle service, even if it was a fucking oops. My wife would fucking beat the shit out of me for something like that, which I'm sure Pookie wanted to. But, you know, you're always talking about growing the sport and wasn't things to promote, and you're screaming about how they're selling out and yada, 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 and taking the money. And But come on, dude, that's marketing. That's what you have to do. I'm not saying that Salt Lake's going to be better. No, I'm not. 100% on board with that because I agree with you. Vegas is unique. But, I mean, what else are they going to do to bring in that kind of money? I mean, that's some good money, dude. And you argue about one thing and you're also arguing about this. is a little hypocritical, I think. But, anyways, just love all your guys' content. Everything you put out is awesome. Uh, good looking out. And uh, just kind of thought that 
I should say something because I heard it and, uh, you know, just seemed that way. Take it easy, bro. I just don't think moving the final to Salt Lake City is the boon of promoting this sport like this guy says it could be. I just don't see that. I'm sorry. But if the city is promo- like really backing you and pushing you and Vegas doesn't really want you, what do you do? You know? like You just keep going to Vegas because it's better. Yeah, but you're the one that always says change something. Just try it. But not that. Oh. Not that. Because <laughs> it's close to your house. Not Salt Lake City for the final Supercross. New York City? All right. Salt Lake? Really? But, but didn't you say that even the stadium's cool? Stadium's okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's not they, cool. It's okay. But it's the better, crowd, maybe we'll get a better crowd. It's a better stadium than Vegas, but that ain't saying much. Right. You think we'll ever go to Raider Stadium? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's the plan. They're going to demolish Sam Boyd. So. Oh, are they? Yep. Oh. All right, you can just play this during the voicemail segment, but oh my God, the dude who did the race tech rant voicemail streaming into the phone and then saying like yada yada do almost crashed my car into the goddamn railing because how funny he is. You got to get that guy on. He makes you piss my fucking pants every time. Dude's stellar. I love it. All right, good show, guys. Talk to you later. Mark, hey, I've called in before, man, and, and gave the idea of having text tones and ringtones from the drop, but I I really want Alex Ray's in my ass text tone <laughs> on my phone. Can you please make that happen? Thank you. I mean, can we do He's going to turn himself into a drop if he keeps talking like that. Really? He's, he said, I really want Alex Ray's in my ass, and there's going to be a cut of the S off of Ray's right. in there. I really want Alex Ray in my ass. <laughs> I like if you did that. That'd be hot. You just screwed That'd be great. yourself. All right. You're welcome. Steve, your rant about the strip clubs and the music, fucking amazing. Thank you. I personally love rap music. I cannot stand new rap music, though, and that shit definitely doesn't belong in a strip club. Go back to the old school shit, play the Van Halen, play the Motley Crue, all that. Peace. Thank you. Stop for a second. Thank you. I love music just as much as you or the next guy, but when I'm in a strip club, I ain't worried about the fucking music, okay? I'm looking at what is going on. Dude, there is nothing better than sitting back in a comfy chair at a strip club Watching a girl and just gotten fucking Panama going. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, it's not going to ruin my evening. Ruins my evening. So, shocking that you, yeah, you see a towel on some girl's head and it ruins your evening of that, too. Yeah, well, whatever. Dude, you need to focus in on certain things when you're at a strip It's hard to when it's all auto-tune garbage shit. Why are you, it's not a concert. It's not a concert. The music's loud. Right. It's hard not to notice it. I know. But it's really hard. Focus in on what you got in front of you. That is all you need. Dude, That's all you need. See, here's the problem. Here, here, here's the thing. I'm older than you. Not by much. I was going to clubs when they played Leopard and Halen and Crew. Two Live Crew? No. Motley. <laughs> I was going. I've been to these clubs with that music. So I've experienced it. You haven't experienced it. You're like a child lost in the woods. Oh, yeah. I'm so much younger than you. Yep. Oh, God. Steve, I love the show, man. You guys do an awesome job. But you've got to stop having Michael Lindsay on. That guy's voice. Oh, I can't tell if my three-year-old Pooch. is talking 
or who it is. He slurs every other word. Horrible. Please, for the love of God, stop having that guy on. Great show. Poor Pooch. Steve, angry Aussie here, mate. What the fuck is going on with is fucking this the guy? Guy? Seriously, man. That guy... I don't know. He didn't say Clint, so if it's uh, Clint, then yes, but if not, okay. yeah. there's probably a lot of them. Yeah. That guy, I'm fucking hanging from his fucking ponytail. I don't know what the fucking value add is, but I have not heard one single person ever call into the show saying, fuck Darkseid's awesome, Steve. Fucking keep him on there. He's fucking top notch. No <laughs> one has ever said that. Darkseid fucking sucks fucking balls, man. He is the fucking pits. And one thing. If you're going to keep his shitty show on, take it off the Pulp MX network because it fucks me up with Apple iPlay when I'm playing it in the car. When your fucking Pulp MX show finishes, it goes straight to fucking Darkseid's fucking wrap-up and it makes me want to fucking drive my car into oncoming traffic. I fucking hate that guy. He's like a fucking try-hard fanboy who's fucking gobbled your fucking ball so deep that he's got his fucking way into the Pulp MX fucking oh, network. Fuck me, man. Get rid of that fucking wanker. Who, who, gets, Thank you, who gets more shit? Lindsay or, or Dark Side? Oh, uh, I think Watson still got them both beat. Oh, really? But there's a lot of Watson lovers. Yeah. But I think there's more Watson haters. So who would win the battle between? Uh, Dark Side, I think. Dark Side's on more than Michael Lindsay, right? Michael Lindsay doesn't come in all the time. Yeah. So, so I like. I mean, I like Dark Side. It's a good dude. Yep. Some of the wrap-up shows have been good. Yep. Informative. I don't know. I've listened to him. No, I know. But yeah. He's trying hard. We're working on it. We're trying some things out. I'm probation right now. Maybe he'll come through. Maybe he'll come through. Just a question. I'm a fan of Adam McDignap, Seven Deuce Deuce. You know, I'm just wondering, every time you see him out in the outdoors, great Supercross guy, he's not in the top 20. Where are them points at, bro? Come on. You make Supercross mains. There are all these jokers that are scoring points that can't even make the main. Better get some points, bro. That's it. Thank you. He, he's, a, he's a Supercross guy. Adam's always been a supercross guy. Tyler is a better outdoor rider than Adam. Although okay. Tyler's been hurt yes. a lot, but and a, and Adam will tell you that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is a wonder though. Like think, Adam probably spent thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars to go to Washougal. To uh, make... I think some of that was paid for. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all right. Um, that's it. Yo, everybody who's oh. okay, keep going. Everybody who's fucking calling last week saying that fucking Watson. Is the worst person ever, dude. They're just fucking pussies. They're fucking pussies. He's a great guy, you know, he's just being honest. So those pussies need to get clippy, 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 clippy. Get the fuck off my show, boys. Watson for president, 2020. Let's go. Wow, Watson for president. Wow, that'd be sweet. Right? Can we, can we do that? Grabbing pussies and stuff. Yeah, awesome. yeah he'd be down with that. Um, Thanks to Ride Engineering, uh, official uh, uh, clamps for the MX101 team, for Filthy Phil's team as well, Sean Moffenbeyer. Yep. Uh, Kiefer, they've got the 270 rotor kit. Yeah. And you put this on? I put on one of my test bikes. Which which bike did you put it on? Uh, I think it was the Honda. 270's big. Yeah, but I feel like it's linear enough where it's not too grabby. Yep. And uh, you get a 270, and I feel like if you guys – people don't understand, like, Having a good front brake changes the whole character of the bike. So if you feel like you have enough braking power, um, which is fine, but I feel like if you go a little bit bigger, if you have a 260 front disc, obviously, um, go to a 270, and it actually will help your stopping power without getting too grabby. 
because I've been on bikes before where they're just a little bit too grabby and you can't modulate and they're not linear. Um, but Adrian has these these discs, and you've had them for a while, and he's really not known for having these discs. So try try the 270. Um, it's a non-floating 270. Yep. With a hanger. Yep. And uh, and what's what's funny? You mentioned that too. What's funny is usually when you get a, a solid mounted disc, they are grabby. But I do yeah. this one he has is not as grabby as some of I tried. I've never liked the floating discs. You liked always solid. I did, yeah. Why is that? I just like I like a the firm feel. I like firm break, firm break. Yeah. So this has that firm feel, but it's not so touchy. Right. Um, I know sometimes when I get off of a a Nissan front brake and I get on a Brembo, I just notice how touchy a Brembo is, and I got to get used to it again. So get a two seventy, try it. It really helps stopping power, um, and it could help your overall, you know, dropping your lap times and help the overall kin- uh, character of the bike coming. Two seventy high end brake components sell for two twenty five for the rotor, sixty five bucks for the hanger, or and two thirty four ninety five for the combo. The best part of it is at Ride Engineering. You can use the code Pulpamex dash twenty to save twenty percent. Adrian's off. big on weight loss too, and I don't yeah. really notice that. Yeah. Um, He's so very, very much into that. Yeah. So he always takes his time and and weighs every part he makes. But honestly, I don't feel the weight difference. You know. So uh, Rocky Mountain ATV and JGR use the golfer right, uh, rotor as well, so you know it works well. And uh, so yeah, try the two seventy uh, rotor kit or get some clamps or get some links. The same stuff that Moto Concepts guys uses on Justin Brayton's bike. A lot, but, of, lot of links for the KX four fifty. By the way, there's talk that Brayton may be the second guy at Honda. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how they can take them away from Moto Concepts or whatever, but I've heard that out there, floating out there. Well, maybe they wouldn't necessarily take them away. Maybe Tony and, and Genova would agree on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I meant, yeah, they'd have to obviously. Right. It would be, you know, something positive or whatever. But, yeah. So, we'll see. wait and see. There's that well, second spot of Honda. So. And Sealy's pretty much going to retire, I think we think. he's done. I do. I, I Honda hasn't heard that, but I, I do think that. So, uh, we'll see what happens. So, thanks to the folks at Ride Engineering for making it happen. Um, also works chassis labs code is pulp MX on there to save. Uh, Michael Lindsay was in last week. Uh, the star Yamaha team, factory cow, MCR, Honda, seven deuce, deuce and more all used works chassis labs.com for their motor mounts code pulp MX. So thanks people for supporting that. Mark, let's do the BTO sports.com tweet at you. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTO sports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. Yeah, I left it loud because I, I, I bumped up the voice. So I, I, loud. I'm, I'm, I'm all discombobulated because I had to pump up the voicemails because I, yeah. Anyways. What's, what's wrong with you tonight? BTOsports.com. Uh, leave a note on their coup- on their note section in the in the checkout or call there. Mention Pop Mex. They'll give you a deal on anything they have. BTOsports.com. Great guys uh, from your uh, bike to your body to your hard parts to anything they have. Anything you want. Uh, BTOsports.com has it. FMF. Firepower. Atlas, Get, OGO. You know, all the stuff that we have. X-Brand goggles. I need to get a new bag. OGO? Yeah. Yeah. I need a new gear Dial bag. you in, bro. Yeah. I need one, too, actually. My gear bag is another competing brand from 2000 and... What is it called? It's called Schmoose. It rhymes with Schmoose. Oh, that <laughs> old? Yeah. God dang. Yeah. It's just... It's still got a bag tag on it from airlines, from Northwest Airlines. Oh, wow. When's the last time Northwest was in business? That's what you take to the track? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Moose. I, I don't know. It's have it. I need to get a new one. Uh, thanks to BTOsports.com for making it happen. And uh, again, you guys have been really using the code and really pushing the code. You've been saving on almost anything they have. 
And it's been noticing, man. So it's been noticeable. I, those guys tell me that you guys are doing a great job. So thank you, everybody, for using the code. Pulp Mexican Save. And, and they have everything you need at btosports.com. These, these uh, questions are submitted to at uh, Pulp Mex Show on Twitter. The guy in the corner there, Travis Marks, goes through them, picks the best ones. Let's do this, Marks. From Steve Proudfoot. What happened between Roxon and Sexton? I don't know. They switched bikes know. at media day. I don't even know that was was allowed, but it, it, it is. So maybe by next week we'll know. Yeah, I forgot to ask. I meant to ask. It was on my list of stuff to do, but I did talk to the Honda guys. I talked to Kehoe and I talked to Lars for a little while about different stuff, but uh, yeah, didn't really get to the bottom of that one. So this one is from Tyson Stegall. It was cool hearing about the behind the scenes of RCH. How long before we hear the real story behind San Manuel and Larry Brooks' family time? I did a podcast with Brooks. Search it up. He gets into it a little bit. Um, yeah, it's about a year old, maybe. So is Larry still doing Chaparral stuff? No, he's doing. Uh, he's working for that uh, Bar Edge. Oh, the Bar X. Bar X team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bar Edge. Bar, Bar X. From Kenny Bob Kiefer. Now that you've been away from Dirt Rider for a good amount of time, how has your life changed, and is there anything you miss? Uh, my life has changed for the better. For one, I don't have to deal with an asshole. Uh, of a guy working at Dirt Rider, and Dirt Rider to me has gone really downhill since uh, all their quality employees left. What are they doing right now? Why I are they don't. sending people to shoot out intros and things like that? Like, what's going on? I don't know, man. I don't know why even manufacturers are supporting. That's them. what I'm saying. Why don't they say, "Hey, listen, guys"? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Um, so it's it's been better for me to start my own brand. I could be more of myself. I couldn't do that at Dirt Rider as much, and Something that I miss, I miss the team. I miss Chris Dennison. I miss Lindsay. I miss Klinger. I miss all. We had a really good team. And in the business world, it's very hard to find a group of people that you like to work with. And that was the first set of people that all got along. We worked together. It was fun. We had a good time. And uh, so that's one thing, yeah, I do miss. From Matt Marriott. Kiefer, I heard you mention the possibility of Oklahoma for your East Coast test. How do you obtain test riders? And would this be predetermined or maybe a raffle of some sort for a local rider or two? Yeah, why don't you do that? Um, pick, uh, yeah. a li- pick a listener. So I was going to do that originally when I wanted to go originally, okay. and then I got shot down to go. So, yeah, I was still – I had that on my list of uh, some kind of a local guy near Oklahoma. So I'm going to go to uh, Greg Albertson's place and ride there. And maybe um, talk to Robbie and go there as well. Um, because I feel like it's far enough east where I can get good dirt, but yet I don't have to go all the way back east and save myself some money. So, um, yeah, that's not out of the question. The The key thing is about, and I want to let you guys in on this, it's not about just riding dirt bikes. You have to be able to write as well. It's a pain in my fucking ass when I get people, I'll help you, I'll help you, and all I want to do is ride the dirt bike. Well, there's a lot more to it than just that. You have to be able to articulate what you feel to the laptop so I can read it, so other people can read it, and you have to be relatable. So that's the tough part to find. It's really hard to find quality test riders that can ride, have a level head, are not biased, and that can actually type. It's a rare thing. You think it would be a normal thing, but it's not. So, so yeah, so make, if, you have those, if you have those qualities, then yes, that could happen. From Randy Richardson, having sat through Supercross the movie, if you win the Racer X subscription promo, can you just take the free trip to California, or do you actually have to go see Bennett's War? I think you've got to actually go see it. 
I don't know anything about it, so I, I don't know. The guy who, uh, so Pasha Afshar is the guy who kind of um, did this movie, and I have some relationship with him because he got me bikes, I want to say six years ago or so. He just like is a really good dude. He's a fan of the sport. He actually helps a lot. He, go to, he goes to REM every Saturday, but he helps a lot of riders out, helps a lot of privateers. He's a really solid dude, and uh, he has some ties to Hollywood. I know he was a stuntman at the time. He directs movies. Um, he has a daughter that sings and does stuff. So, um, man, I would say I know people talk trash on motocross movies because they're usually cheesy, but I would try to say go to support this movie because the guy itself, he's a huge, huge fan of the sport, and he's a really good dude. From Joe Beerty, Beerty, with A. Ray riding for Swap, why don't you have Cade Clayson ride for Team Pulp? It's been discussed, and we may do that. That would be ultimate. Suck it, A. Ray. Just Cade. Let's get Cade just shredded, yep. ready to go like Rocky. Yep. Yep. Uh, the poll right now is at uh, 73% for yes, let's ban A. Ray. Let's ban him. Okay. Yep. Good to know. From Todd Krieg, am I the only one who hates Dino re-signing with Rockstar? It's like a dude dating a hot chick, her breaking up with him to date someone better, then getting broken up with, so she jumps back to Dino, then breaks up again for the next best. Yeah, I, 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 I told Dino I didn't think he should ride a he shouldn't ride a Husky as a privateer when he came he this shouldn't? year. Shouldn't have. Okay, but he was getting factory stuff. Right. So. It's hard to not. To yeah, do that. If you're you can't really stuff, relate it to yeah. a chick in this sense because yeah. you got to take what you could take. Yeah, especially if it's a good bike, right. Like that. From Abide Moto Kiefer, did you guys hit Sassy's after the live show? I heard they have a great roast beef dinner. We went by it and some good food also. We drove by it. Was that was that the place? That was, was that, Sassy's. Was that was called Sassy's? Yeah, yeah, I told Steve to stop. He didn't. Yeah, he kept driving because they didn't have good music. And and uh, <laughs> JT is keto, so he couldn't go there. Yeah, JT with the keto diet that never causes a problem except to cause a problem every t- everywhere we went. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm keto, dude. I can eat anything. I can eat anywhere. It's no problem. His, it's his, no problem. His dinner was a little. Oh bit wait, difficult. I can't eat there. I can't eat there. I can't eat there. His chicken was wrong. Yeah, a lot of things happened, dude. From LAX defense coach Kiefer, what are 2021 bike rumors and or expectations? 2021 is going to be a big year for a lot of manufacturers. I think it's going to be a, a year in the 450 world where things are going to change. I know 2020 Yamaha 450 is the only thing that's really changed quite a bit, which I am super excited to ride that bike. I'm really looking forward to that, and I'll get to ride that on the 15th of August. But uh, a lot of changes are coming for 2021 through a lot of manufacturers in the 450 class, and I think a couple 250s will be changing as well. So look for KTM and Husky. Um, I feel also to change some of their stuff up for 2021. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think that's going to be a big year. And also, isn't it a big year for contracts, too, for riders, 2021? Steve? Mm, I don't know. Okay. He's very into this race here. From bogging hard, dude. (laughs) Don't try to rail through these last few ones. Uh, From McNoche, Kiefer, can you run pro taper bars with Renthal grips? Yeah, I do. I have. I like rental half-waffle grips. Against, I like them. It goes against everything that you preach about. No, that's a gear. <laughs> different okay. rules for yeah, different, uh, yeah. uh, different, different things. Different, different. Home life only counts for certain guys, but not for <laughs> others. And gear, grips and gar- bars don't really count. And well, Salt Lake City, Vegas, Supercross. Yep. From Trevor Gilfed. Kiefer, why won't you stay for the races? I had to go home Thank for you. Seattle 
Uh, Heather needed me. Uh, so I had to be there for that. Uh, other times, I have no excuse. Honestly, I'm just... Seattle. A, you said Seattle. Did I say Seattle? Yeah, I'm like, what, what is he talking about? <laughs> sorry, Washougal. I'm sorry. Um, so otherwise, I had full plans to stay for Washougal. We had some things happen to us on the way home from Colorado that kind of forced me to be home with Heather. Um, so I went home to my wife. Otherwise, I probably would have stayed because I was already there anyway. And I, I like that place a lot. As far as other times in Supercross, daytime program, I feel like I get a lot more done in the daytime than nighttime. You can't see shit from the press box. It sucks. You can't see shit. I want to be down the people. I want to do things. I want to be it. And I feel like I can get all that done in the daytime. So that's why I stay for the day, and that's why I bail. Steve? No, I, th- your points were so ridiculous on so many levels. I can't see shit from the press box. You can't. You're up high. Yeah, but you can't really see anything. Everything well, looks so okay, easy. Okay, go down to where the mechanics are and see what you can see down there. Nothing. I would say the rider's Nothing. seating is better than the... Yeah, tucked away in that corner in Anaheim is fantastic. <laughs> that's the one. Okay, that's, you are that's right great. there. That's great. That's fantastic. Will say that. They're always the shittiest seats because they're free. So they're always the shittiest seats in every stadium. Think about that. St. Louis? I was in the rider's seating. It wasn't bad. St. Louis is a high press box. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. From Troy Benjamin, Mathis, you spend hours on airplanes throughout the season. So, what do you do to occupy your time on flights? Oh, dude, I sleep a lot. I, I have a neck pillow. Sleep. I have a neck pillow. I have a hoodie. I have my headphones that are noise canceling, and I have podcasts, and I am out. So you can sleep on a plane, no problem. No problem. Fuck, I can't. Yep, I cannot. Really it pisses me off. Yep. No, I'm out. From Josh Rabello. Steve, which incident is worse? JT Money taking out Pashon or Alessi and Phil? It included a video of JT. Oh, <laughs> I miss all, that. All-timer, all-timer. Um, retweet that just for... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. Uh, I hadn't seen it before, and it's pretty oh, it's awesome. Uh, Phil, Phil and Mike were, were back. That was There's good. multiple incidents, yeah. Uh, clip from Clippy Clippy. Higher chance ability. Kiefer gets UPS or Darkside keeps the wrap up show going till show five hundred. <laughs> five hundred is a long time. Yeah, it's a wow. long time away. UPS. Uh, UPS. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the verge anyway. You're on the verge. Yeah. Yeah. Close. <laughs> I mean, she went out and went to. She went and actually got lube. So I feel like that's like really a step in the right direction. Yeah. Just randomly. Yeah. Astroglide came around in the mm-hmm. I was in the drawer. I'm like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Little step closer. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, she's going to. Uh, we'll do this last one from Mini Goff. Is there a noticeable difference in show listeners between Supercross months and outdoor months? And if so, which one gets more listens? Hmm. We definitely get more in Supercross. I don't think there's a huge difference, though, huh, Marks? Uh, you probably don't look. Uh, maybe Swiss Court Swiss question. would know better. Yeah. Uh, last time I looked at I mean, it was definitely, it drops off a little bit during outdoors, but I wouldn't say like a crazy yeah. amount. It's not like it's cuts in half or anything. No, no. I think the show transcends just the race itself too. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. the race is a part of it, obviously, yeah. but there's yeah. so much more. Yeah. All right, that's the BTOsports.com tweeted Travis segment. As I always, send them in the at Pulp Mech Show. That's old news, right? So we got Keith After Dark coming up. Yeah. So I want to officially sign off on the show right now, if we can. Okay. Thank you uh, to all of our guests tonight. Uh, Marvin Muscan, Adam Cincerillo, Cameron McAdoo, Will Hahn, Jason Thomas. Thank you, Chris Kiefer, for coming in. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors, Sponsor Deals, uh, on PulpitMixShow.com for all the codes to save. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles. 
Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Vertex Pistons. Vertex Pistons. Vertex? Mm hmm. FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleNewsyJobs.com, Intense Bicycles, Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Labs. All on board with us. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. We're going to do Keep After Dark right now. Been a great show. Been a great show. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Thank you. Okay! Okay! I'm here for the gangbang. Uh, that's Kiefer After Dark, everybody. We're here to uh, help your problems out and to uh, try to give you some advice to live your best life. As usual, if you have little ones in the car, you have... Uh, you know, people that you're offended, they get offended easily or whatever, don't uh, don't listen, please. Just, just, uh, thanks. just check out. Just check out. We're all right. We're fine with that, and uh, we'll be back in a week or so. Thank you for uh, for checking it out, um, and uh, here we go, Kiefer. So, uh, yeah. As, as always, those are actual emails from actual people, all right? Real people, real problems, real... Kiefer after dark. Real dark. Uh, Porch wrote in an email and said... Kiefer, you asked me to keep you posted the last time I wrote in about my last relationship where my chick broke up with me and I wasn't doing so hot. Well, I have an update for you and I need some advice. I have contact with her. I have had contact with her very rarely since the last time I wrote in, maybe three or four times, and it was always civil. And when alcohol was involved on one of the occasions, she seemed to be very outgoing, we will call it, and we hooked up at the bar. Mm, not good. Well, I ended up seeing her last week and met up with her and one of her friends at the bar, and my ex ended up getting me back to her new house to give me a tour, and we sat down and talked. She mentioned a lot about how much she missed me, how much she wishes we worked out so bad. She mentioned that I apparently fucked her head up, and she has no interest in dating anyone else, but of course she's going to go out and do her thing. She then made every single move on me, and we ended up doing 30 plus 2. She tried to get me to stay. I said I couldn't and left. She looked depressed, gave me a kiss, and told me to never leave her life because she can't live without me. We have not had any contact since. Here's where I need the guidance. God. I decided when I was single that it was time to do something I've always wanted to do, and it was to do for myself and do whatever I want. So two months ago, I booked a trip to Australia for the Aussie X Open with my three good friends for 11 days, and I really would rather do that without having to worry about anyone back in the USA. I've tried. I also dated someone since the last time I wrote in, and we still have things I want to work on about myself before I try a relationship with anyone else. I don't know exactly where she's at either. End of the day, I, want, I do want to keep things with, again with her, but it has to be the right situation for both of us to play out. How do I play this between now my, and my trip to Australia in four months? Do I keep up with not saying shit since I know I'm not ready right now, even though it's what I want? Looking forward to hearing this. Look, it's, it seems like a lot of games. Like between her and you, and you're going to bail because you're going to go to Australia and possibly get some Australian puss. Look, do... The best advice I could give you and everyone else out there is follow your heart. It sounds cheesy as shit, but I'm telling you, your heart knows what you want. And if you guys get along and you're, you're already boning her and you're still talking to her, what's the difference? You're going to go to Australia and fuck a girl and big deal. You're going to come home and then you're going to have this chick. So if this chick's going to be in your life and you feel like there's still a chance that you guys can be together and for whatever reason you guys broke up and that is kind of getting mulled over and smoothed out, then I would just communicate with her and be like, hey, let's take it slow. Let's hang out. Let's do shit. And to me, the worst thing you can do is hump, dude. Like, because that'll just cloud her. That clouds you because we're guys and we think about the pussy first, especially if she's good at it and she does it good. 
I have a lot of buddies, and you're listening to me right now, that judge a woman on how her vagina is and how good the sex is. Everything else is secondary, and that is wrong, dude. Because after you're done nutting, you got to live with that. No, 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 no. So you got to make sure you're all good. Communicate with her. Like, if you guys want to try, try. And if you don't, just like, look, let's do our own thing. Do your own thing. I'm going to do mine. Maybe we'll come back together. But honestly, if you already know that you're going to be end up with her, a one trip's not going to do shit for your life, dude. So you can still have fun, go with your buddies, and do what you need to do. Just you can't hump chicks. Not a big deal. All right. This is from Anonymous. I have a real question for you and believe you are the best man to ask. I'm 30 years old, and about five years ago, I met this bike, which is a 10 in my book. When I met this bike, the bike had a contracted rider, and so I was only allowed to look at the bike and see what it was equipped with. But the more I found out how well equipped it really was is the more I wanted to have the bike in my own garage. Mm -hmm. After a couple of years, I kind of thought the bike was never going to end the contract, and I found a ride, which is about an 8.5. You found another ride? Yeah. Okay. Another ride. Mm -hmm. I've been investing almost a little over two years into this ride and it's been a lot of work and sometimes I've thought about not having a regular ride and sometimes the bike would not want me. But I've kept up the ride that I have. Recently, the bike from five years ago gets in touch with me and tells me she no longer has a contracted rider. Mm -hmm. The bike says it has always wanted me as a rider and to be honest, this is the only bike I've ever wanted to be contracted with and I've thought a lot about this bike Mm -hmm. almost daily since the last time I talked or saw the bike. I'm not sure which ride to choose. Both are good rides. The first one is the best, in my opinion. The one I have now is good, but a lot of work and not as good as the other. Ride one, I wouldn't trade for anything. The, the ride, ride one, I wouldn't trade for anything. Mm-hmm. Ride two, I would trade for ride one, but I'm not sure I should, and I need help making a good decision. Dude, you just made your decision right there. It's done. Ride one. If you like it and it's already that, it's in your mind. You didn't you... say anything about kids or anything like that. But well, no, like there's a lot of yeah, things yeah. that could go with it, but right. if you're thinking about that person that much... You need to go that direction. Daily. Otherwise, you're going to be said almost daily. You're going to be you're going to be with this chick, and you're going to fuck your whole relationship up because you're worried about another chick. So, you got to do what you got to do. You got to break up with that bike number two. Get bike number one. Hi, Pook. All right. It's in. Uh, I've been Ooh, with my chick. boyfriend for almost six years. We yeah. do everything together, including riding and racing. Our lives are consumed by dirt bikes, and we both like it that way. Our first two years, we were having sex anywhere and any anywhere and everywhere. Couldn't get enough of each other. Lately, we were lucky to have sex once a week, mm-hmm. and it seems forced when we do. I feel like he is not into me anymore, despite him telling me he loves me. In a nice way, he has said it gets boring. Okay. I've been beating myself trying to be someone he wants to have sex with again. It's been a blow to my self-esteem. I feel like I have to work for his attention, and it has influenced other parts of my life, like my job and social life. Oh. Even my riding racing has suffered. Wow. Oh, now Kiefer's going to get serious. I've considered leaving him and moving on. Am I taking this lack of sex to personal? I need some advice on the matter. P.S. I have no issue giving him blowjobs, handjobs. Six out of ten times he gets those, and we still don't have sex. What? We both are regular listeners. Love the Pulp Show and Kiefer testing. (sighs) Six out of ten? Six out of ten times you're getting beat off? That's too much. Like, I never get handjobs. I don't want them. If I want to do it, I'll do it myself. Um, gosh, here's, here's the, here's the funny thing. She struck a chord with me because I tell Heather that I'm bored at times as well. And I don't mean it in like, you suck kind of way. I just mean like, Hey man, it, it'd be cool for us to do something a little different besides the basic kind of sex we do have. And that sex is good. Don't get me wrong. I would just want 
to do something a little different. If it's a role play situation, if it's like her coming at me a different way, if it's her initiating it, just instead of her and I just going to bed, okay, we're going to fuck, and then that's what we do, and then we go to sleep. I want a little bit more spice. Maybe that's what he's looking for. After two years, that's completely normal. If he's hitting you for two years, you guys probably done a lot of things already. So maybe ask what his fantasies are. What would you like to do as long as it's okay with you and that makes you horny? Then I would say try those things. But a lot of these people write in and I feel like they don't communicate enough with their partner. That's how I feel. Like Heather and I talk about everything, good and bad. Like some of the shit I tell Heather, she's like, Wow, that was that was straightforward. I'm like, well, I want you to know these kind of things. Um, that's what you need to do with him, and I feel like you will get a better response. If Heather, Heather's not the most vocal person. I think she's vocal because I'm vocal. If you are the lady and you're like, hey, you're getting bored, what do you want to do? Like, what's your fantasy? And let's say he comes up with something, and she's okay with it. That could That one thing that you do could spice it up for years, dude. Because that, that's what we do as men. We hang on to shit. Like, dude, I beat off the things that Heather's done to me eight years ago. And it's hot. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's inner. I feel like that's still available. We could do that. It's not. It's not available? No. It is, too. With Heather. Right. I mean, not your situation. But mm-hmm. if you've done it once. What do you mean not his situation? No. I'm saying it might not be his situation, but it's mine. Yeah. I'm just saying. Sure, though. Chill down. Dino. Easy dino chart. Easy dino. <laughs> Easy dino. Um, you need just to be vocal and say, hey, look, what's boring to you? Why is it boring? What can we do? And if he says nothing, then fucking clip him, dude. Like, if he can't vocalize what he needs. Like a gorilla. Or whatever. You guys both need to come together and do it together. Heather and I have done stuff that I thought I would never do sexually with a woman. And it's awesome. What about January. What the fuck's January? January. <laughs> oh my god, you're such a dick. Oh my god, you're an asshole. You're such a dick. I'm not a dick. That's a dick move. Is it a dick move? I don't know what that yeah, means. sure. Oh sure, my sure. god. Anyway, right. vocalize to your dude. Make sure you're not boring. I say that to Heather at times because maybe we'll go six months and we'll be the same kind of sex. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish it out. I need something a little different. Look. I'm fucking one vagina for a long time. I need something different. Okay? I'm not saying I'm going to go fuck another girl, but we need to do some different shit. I think you put too much emphasis. Like, it sounds like their life is pretty good. I know, but I'm just saying, I'm, th- you, I'm thinking like the guy here. I know. You, you put too much emphasis on that. The question is from a girl, though. I understand that, but I'm going off both sides. I'm telling her she needs to communicate, but I'm telling her what the guy is thinking. Okay? In case he's not saying that. Mm-hmm. I like your advice on this one, by the way. Thank Bury you. Bury it. Right. Don't don't bring back old right. dark. Uh, keep it the dark. Here's one for keep it the dark. My January. best my best friend has always been a multiple bikes kind of guy. He's never settled for a single bike. He routinely tries out different brands, even though he already has a bike in his garage. He routinely hauls other bikes to my place, and beforehand asked me to lie to the bike about which track we were at on the weekend. This is a girl talking or a dude? A dude. Okay, go ahead. His latest model at home is starting to ask me questions about other bikes she's seen in the area. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for his main bike as it's very reliable, and he yep. said it's been the nicest ride so far. In the past, I haven't cared because the bikes were jankety. Mm-hmm. Do I tell his main bike that he's trying other manufacturers mm. or continue along with my friend? Yeah, you can't. 
dude, you got you got to continue. You got to bury it. You can't tell the girl, dude. You it's, can tell your friend, hey, I'm over Yeah, here. okay. Yes. Why don't you get a mic if you want to join well, in? Well, why don't you give good advice? I was about to. I haven't started yet. Look, you can't tell the chick, for one. Second, you Marks, need to talk to your chick. You I'm need to talk to your Marks, dude. I'm tired of covering for you, Marks. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Stop fucking up, Marks. Way to blow me out and on that's air. It, Marks. That, chick, no that chick that left here 15 minutes ago is bullshit. Ugh. I'm not. I'm done with you, Marks. Was she hot at least? No, she wasn't even worth it. Oh, crap. She wasn't even worth it. Your one at home is Courtney's better. way better. You fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Uh, yeah. Don't it. tell the chick. Think this is talk unreal. to your dude. Tell him, hey, don't bring those chicks over here anymore, dude. It's getting back. Because yeah, that, that, your one chick's cool as fuck. Right, right. That would be, I ran into this situation years ago, and I told. I've been in that situation. And I told my friend, look, I don't want to be involved. Right. I don't want to know it. I don't want to see it. Right. You deal with your own thing. If yeah. you're single and you're bringing sluts over, that's cool. Yeah. But if you're yeah. easy. If you're if you're you say this is my chick and then you bring other chicks, not cool, dude. No, not cool. And especially if he likes, he's friends with the original bike. Yeah, that's Sounds not cool. Like she, that's not yeah. cool, dude. Right. All right, Kiefer, I'd like to remain anonymous. I'm 23 years old and I've been married for three years. I have known my wife and her family for about six years. When we were dating, we would always hang out with our younger twin sisters. They were four years younger than us. So two twin sisters, four years younger than the guy and mm-hmm. his chick. I always got along better with one of the twins and the rest of her family, but I never thought anything of it because she was only 14 at the time. This is, this is made up. Just go with it. My wife and I eventually got married, bought our, home, bought our home, and had a baby. After having our daughter, our sex life took a pretty good hit. My wife was busy at work, and so was I, and we were together. We had parenting duties. My wife's sister, who I always felt closer to, has always been our babysitter, so she spends a lot of time at our house. One day... One day, my wife went out of town for a work convention, and her sister stayed at our place to watch our dogs and baby. Mm-hmm. We were having a good time playing board games and watching TV. No drinking. Mm-hmm. Then she tells. Then she began to tell me about her feelings for me when she was younger and how she still finds me very attractive. One mm-hmm. thing led to another, and we had sex. Boy. It was the best sex I've had in years. It's been about five months now, and we have sex every time we get a chance uh. to do so. The sex is great. I cannot explain it. She knows exactly what to do to drive me crazy. I enjoy her more than I ever enjoyed my wife. I do, fe- I do not feel an emotional connection to her other than physical, but she has expressed having feelings towards me and even has come to say she's in love with me and wants to have my children, and it scares oh me. Oh, my God. When we are with her family, she will be extremely risky by kissing me in a different room and seduce me. She has jokingly made comments about running away and telling her family the truth, ring, and, ring, ring. and it makes me extremely uncomfortable because I feel like deep down inside she isn't joking. I absolutely love my wife and my daughter, and I feel so regretful to have started this. I tried to stop it, but my sexual appetite keeps coming back for more, and she knows it. I've tried to hire a new babysitter, but my wife was very offended that I didn't want her sister to watch our daughter. I don't know what to do with my wife and her. are very close. She's constantly at my house. I need some advice. This is fake. Okay. This if it's fake. not fake, you're a piece of shit because that's fucked. ejaculation remorse. Look, no, I'm horny as hell, but I would never go behind my wife's back and do that, period. Sister, no sister, just a random chick. There's no way. And the fact that you're, if, if this was real, if you're doing it for five months straight, dude, that's so gnarly. Like, I don't know how you could live with yourself. I'd have so much guilt every day of my life. Well, he says it was literally once. like it, Like, if you do it once, you're like, oh, I really screwed up. Oh, my but bad. No, but it but you keep doing it? Yeah. And, it, and he doesn't, if you did it once and you went to your wife, like, look, I screwed up royally and, and he laid it out, I could say, okay. And then man. we need a new babysitter. Exactly. 
Yeah. I really fucked up, and yeah. we need new babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. If you're that horny and you're that sexual, beat off. That cures so much, dude. I talk to all my buddies, and I go, just go beat off. No one, like, oh, I'm still horny. I go, bullshit. Beat off. You'll think clear, and you won't react as quick. Just trust me on this. I love women. I love looking at other chicks. Trust me, but cheating, when you say, when you say I do, and you have an agreement with your partner, whatever that agreement is, you, sh- you should abide by it. I didn't say I do. There's all different kinds of relationships I in this world. Okay? You got to be honest with your partner no matter what. Period. That's it. Dude, that's, you, your, that's, your, that's your partner. You just can't keep banging the babysitter. No. You can't. You got to be honest. You can't Assistant. do that, dude. All right. Uh, keep it the dark. We have only been dating for four months, and how do I make myself not a basement girlfriend? I feel like I'm a basement girlfriend. Aww. Which doesn't make sense because I am the hottest and classiest one in the relationship. Okay. Ego. All right. Well, uh, I like I like my man, but I don't feel we are equal. Everything in our relationship seems to revolve around him. I'm showing him off on my social media, but he hasn't put anything about me on his. <laughs> he already met my parents and family before we were dating, but I have met none of his family or friends. Sketchy. He hates that I go out, have fun, and drink with my friends. Like when I went to Vegas Supercross, he just bitched to me over text about how much fun I was having. Our bedroom life is fantastic, though. Certainly no issues there. I feel like I have so much to offer and be proud of, but he still hides me and keeps me keeps me to himself. Basement wife. He also thinks it's a turnoff that I'm titties deep into Supercross. Titties deep is, is my new... Is, that's my rap name. I don't like it. So please help. We have so much fun when we are together and don't want to end things. Titties deep. If Heather was <laughs> gnarly titties deep into moto, I wouldn't like it. Like, I don't want a chick that knows... Just wants to talk about moto. Pookie couldn't name 10 riders right now. Oh, yeah, she could. That's easy. I'm kidding. But she's, um, not, she's not into it what she used to be. Look, if he's and not if he's not parading, I'm going to say parading you around, but if he's not like at least showing you off and, and doing media? things, yeah, yeah, it's not saying WCW, whatever the fuck you know, we all do at times, something's wrong. He's either doing something else or, yeah, he's straight up ashamed of you and doesn't want people to know about you. So I feel like he's still hitting other ass. Basement girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if you're as good as you say you are, clip him. You don't need it. Move on. Move it along. There's other dudes that would love to have a chick like that. It sounds like you're cool. You go hang out. You drink. Right. You let him do his thing. You do your thing. That's that's a down-ass chick. I'd be cool with that. Down-ass chick. Down-ass. Titties deep. Titties deep. New dick. And she says titties, and, and it's funny that she said the sex is good. New collab There's by plenty titties other dudes deep out there next week. What is it? New collab by titties deep dropping next week. Collab. We're giving a collab. Uh, all right. Clip. Hey, Kiefer, so after my original... Lots of After Dark tonight. That's the last one. Uh, So after my original question to you, I have since sold my old track and I've been exploring the single life. I don't know who this is, so... It has been a long time since I've ridden, but but I've been out testing, bike testing a bunch of times recently, and normally I'm doing this while I'm drunk. During those times, I have zero problems with endurance, and I can easily perform as many 30 plus twos as needed. I'm like a goddamn hard enduro specialist, and I can ride for hours on end if the bike is up to it. Sure. Sure, buddy. All right. <laughs> but lately, I've been trying to get my endurance back while sober since I want to purchase a bike for a long haul instead of treating my life like a Kiefer Inc. shootout. I'm going to need to throw down hard motos without being shit-faced. <laughs> Anyways, the last few times I've ridden a certain bike, I haven't even made it out of the pits. The last ride out, I barely got it off the stand, and it gave about two revs, and I blew it up. <laughs> I felt like an 1110 mods bike. <laughs> That's a good one. 
That's fucked up. That's funny. Uh, is there any way I can help improve my endurance without running numbing lube and the likes, or do I need to try and ride more often and get oversensitivity? Thanks for the help, and hopefully I'll see you see you on milestone soon. Dude, you need to sober up for one. It sounds like you only can send it when you're drinking, so. Maybe uh, try to have more sex without the alcohol over .08, and uh, you probably do a better job. I'm sure at one point in your life you were good under .08, so uh, just return to that level, and I'm sure you'll be okay. I was always the opposite. When I drank, and I did drink at one time in my life, I always got whiskey dick the other end. Like, my dick would just be limp. Like, I remember one time when I was... Uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember one time I went to a club and me and my buddy were like, hey, we're going to go out and pick up these chicks. And we found some chicks and I was pretty lit up. And we said, like, yeah, we're going to go to the hotel. I went to the hotel and to buy myself some time because I couldn't get my dick hard, I said, I'm going to eat this chick's box. And I literally ate her box for like an hour and a half. She's like, look, bro, <laughs> if you ain't fucking me now, we're, I'm going to bounce. And I'm like, so I had to pinch the base of my dick as hard as I could, grab the end of the other end and pull it out. And I fucked her with about two and a half inches of cock because Jeez. I made that piece hard and I yeah. was squeezing the fuck out of it. Oh, so wow. I was just banging her oh, with wow. two and a half inches of dick. But I did. Yeah, I, I, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed because my dick couldn't get hard and I felt embarrassed for her because I didn't want her thinking like she was unattractive and I didn't want her friends or her going to friends like this motherfucker's limp. He couldn't get it hard. So I ate her box for an hour and a half Yeah. and I fucked her two and a half inches for about ten minutes and then I was out. I pretended I nutted. Oh, you pretended? Oh, yeah. I couldn't yeah, I could yeah, nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pretended. And by this time, my friend already done his deal, and he was already out the door waiting in the car for me, and I was like, look, bro, I faked it. I'm out. I apologize. And that's what I did. Strong move. Power move. Yeah. Yeah. Still got it done, kind of. I mean, at least she went to her friend and said, look, I had a horrible lay. Yeah. She didn't say this guy was limp, yeah, limp yeah, yeah, like yeah. a motherfucker. Right. For an hour and a half? How was that horrible? Dude, I was eating it for so long. What's the problem? I just, I was drunk. What? She, I don't know. Yeah. She let, let me, it went on literally for over 60 minutes. The, the, the best part of tonight was that we finally got it off that we're not coming for Marks anymore. Right. Hey, next time I'm in here, I don't want anybody in here. Right? We like Courtney. Right? We, yeah. like Courtney. We, we respect Courtney. Fine. We respect her. Fine. We got to stop. Yeah. Set an example <sighs> for future kids. Right. Sorry. Um, all right. That's after rock for the night. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah, um, if you're keep sending those questions. Careful, to, hey, and don't fucking lie about your questions. I like real questions. That's that's stepsister. That's twin sister. One. That shit can happen though. Oh, it can. But but I mean, come on. Send real questions if you have problems. I got a DM from someone today. It was real. I liked it. I answered it. I know I shouldn't take the time to do this shit, but I so enjoy we, it. Can we read that on the air? No. She said that, or he said that? She said that. She, don't answer. Don't read it. Yeah, let's leave it alone. Was it gnarly? It was gnarly. Oh. It wasn't like gnarly, gnarly, but it was like, yeah, it's fucked right. up. Okay. She needed some guidance, and I gave it to her. Um, All right. That's a wrap. Yeah. Good times, everybody. Good show tonight. Marvin, McAdoo, AC, all good. Fuck Will Hahn, though. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm down with Will Hahn, so I'm going to ride a star bike. Oh, yeah. For not for pulp, though. Not for pulp. Right. <laughs> what an asshole. Uh, hey, we, uh, Blake Wharton's got a new song out. We're going to go out to that. All uh, right. Blake Wharton's new song. Sweet. So, um, thanks to Swisscore. No thanks to Moser. Who? I don't know. God. He was with us at IHOP at like <laughs> Dude, midnight. How 
<laughs> we almost we almost had to buy a mic at the live show. Yeah, because of him. Right. Right. Did he tell you that? Yeah. 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 yeah he's <laughs> Moser's awesome. He but. picked up a hitchhiker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Buell. I mean, he already yeah. Has and, yeah. And Buell. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, yeah, good times. Uh, we're off next week because there's no shows, no race, I should say. So Friday concert. And we're coming back in. Tuesday concert. Tuesday concert. We're coming back in next show after Unadilla. With? Damon fucking Bradshaw. Oh, my. That's going to be a Sitting big one. Sitting in that fucking chair that's right gonna there. That's going to be a big one. Right fucking there. That's He's going to awesome. be there. I will listen to that whole show. I might wear cologne. <laughs> yeah, don't bring a chick that time either. Yeah. I'll bring it for him. Damon will, Damon gotta, will take her from I'll you. bring it for him. <laughs> I got to take that fucking chicken thing down ASAP. Oh, my God. Before dude. he comes over. Yeah, he won't come in. Right. Right. It's going to be awesome. And He's in the studio with JT and Max. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but Bradshaw's really. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. You better have some good questions for him, like dude, 90s questions. Like I'm going to have a lot of questions for him. LA Coliseum he's questions. Gonna get, he's going to get very tired. Matasevich questions. questions. Right. AXO questions. Yeah. I'm not stupid, dude. 490 questions. How no is it chicken rise? drops that night. No, we cannot have him freaking out. I might clip a couple more. Who knows? Dude. dude. You know, he doesn't know, does he? Oh, he knows. Yeah. You know. know how aggressive he is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks to SwissCore. Thanks to Moser for everything. Thank you, people, for listening. Are um, you riding next week with me? We got, we got to talk about that. Pookie, you know that? What day? Uh, we're going to ride Wednesday. She doesn't know anything about that. Oh, okay. I was going to run that by her. A dino, sorry. At some point. Uh, Marks, thank you. Thanks, Marks. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Thank you. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See Please you guys. check out sponsor deals uh, when you can. Here's Blake Wharton's new song. Thanks to Blake for uh, for giving it to us. Uh, enjoy, and we will see you in a couple weeks, everybody. See you. You're so surreal. I can't imagine my fate without you to feel. Yet the seasons move on The seasons do change So I'm done with your cry I'm done with your pain Cause I'm done with your cry Contentious you are Contentious your way You call something You widow the stray I try to
get your tampon out and freaking suck it up. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.